Welcome to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your hosts, Steve Mathis and Kellen Brower. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Mech Show, presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works is coming at you live. Monday, February 8th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Back in studio, back on video this week. Looking forward to having a great show ahead of you. Indianapolis 3. We are done with the trifecta. And Kenny fucking Roxon just swept it in the 450. He just basically whooped everybody for three races. And fantastic to see. Man, that number 94 looks great. So we're going to talk about that and more tonight on the show. Thank you for listening. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk some Supercross. Talk some Motocross. Talk some MXGP. Talk some video games tonight even. Lots to get into. Vince Freeze will be on. Uh, remember Vince Freeze? Yeah, he uh, he had a moment uh, at Indianapolis 3, and we'll get him on to talk about that and more and his season and everything else from the Bullfrog Spas Smart Top Honda team. Uh, one of the top privateers in 250 Supercross East is Kevin Morantz. He will be on. Looking forward to talking to Morantz about the series and stuff that he does to market himself. Uh, a lot of guys could, uh, could learn a thing or two from Morantz. Dan Hubbard will be on. He is the floor announcer for Supercross and on race day live with that Daniel Blair character. So uh, Hubbard will call in a little bit. Randy Richardson from Michelin, Michelin Michelin.com. He will be on as well to talk about some exciting things in the world of Michelin off-road tires. And, of course, he's a big part of the Michelin bicycle tires in the wrap-up show sponsorship. So we'll talk to him about that as well. Uh, So Randy Richardson will be on. And if we get a chance... If things slow down near the end of the show, we will try to call our buddy, Chris Betts, find out where the Adam Cien Cirillo panic level is, find out if he's happy with everything that's been going on. Uh, we'll probably talk some baseball, too, and more with Chris Betts. We're hoping to uh, hoping to get him on. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, if you're going to buy something from Amazon, go to the widget on pulpamex.com. There's an Amazon widget on there. Uh, click on that to take you to Amazon. Make a small purchase, and uh, or make a, any purchase you want, actually, and it helps us out. So really appreciate that. Sponsored deals on pulpamexshow.com. Go there. Uh, all the codes are there uh, to save with the folks at Guts or to save with the guys at W or whatever. They've all got codes to uh, help you save some money for your machine. Uh, so thanks to those guys for coming on board. Thanks to all of our partners. Uh, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Cambio CBD, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Atlas Neck Brace. Big things coming from the guys at Atlas Brace. They are um, coming up with a new product, I think, next month. You'll see it. Uh, on some riders coming up, including one filthy Phil Nicoletti, atlasbrace.com. Please check it out if you are one of those guys that can't really wear a brace because you got a shorter neck or you got big shoulders or whatever. This thing's going to be for you. FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data, Art of Sport, OGO Power Sports, MotorcycleNewsJobs.com, Intense Cycles. I have the new uh, Intense 2021 Taser. 
Uh, it's a 12-speed. It's got a 38 fork on it. It's got the new Shimano EP8 on it. It's And it is it's amazing. It's hard to ride it because I have a huge boner the whole time. So it's very tough to ride the bike. But I'm getting it done. Ride Engineering, WUSA, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us. Of course, Works Chassis Lab, a big part of the Chaparral Honda team that is starting up in two weeks. Orlando 2 will be the start of the West Series. We'll probably try to uh, predict that a little bit here in a little bit and talk about that um, because I want to um, at least get into some 250 series that I think will be a lot more uh, competitive, right? Um, so 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Uh, we'll take you'll take your calls about any, really anything. Jason Thomas will be on as well uh, later from Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. Uh, with me in studio, he works for RacerX Online. He's got Start Your Systems as well on YouTube. Uh, it is Kellen Brower. What's up, Ke- uh, Kellen? How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, is the microphone good? No, you're good. It was the wrong button. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me again. I mean, uh, I love coming it's up. Been and a doing while, the- right? We haven't had you. Uh, Has it been a while? I think it was like in nationals or maybe right before nationals last okay, year. Yeah. So somewhere around well, there. Well, listen, we got to talk Joe Shimoda. We got to talk Marvin Muscan with you. Yeah, some hot takes. <laughs> we talk about- I thought they were like lukewarm takes, but JT thinks they're very hot. I don't know. One thing JT likes to do is argue. <laughs> you think I like to argue. He's, he takes it to the next level. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll get him on on a little bit and uh, maybe some MXGP talk also. Uh, a little bit, yeah. You know, and, and get into some, some video- news today. And I want to ask you about this new MXGP video game because you're this video game guy. And so I got to ps5 and i need to find some stuff out so all right we'll get to the bottom of that we'll do it and more uh taking uh, your calls over there working things the phones uh coming in with a back brace checking my bullfrog spas for the uh right levels it's talon taylor what's up man hey what's up how are you pretty good pretty good how uh, are you it's been a while it has been a while because tits was in with Millsaps two weeks ago yeah and then you've been doing shows all right? over the place, remote so. shows yeah so do you know what you still know what you're doing over there Ah, a little bit. The hot tub need a little work, but yeah, um, it's been a while since we go, since I've been in there. Yeah. Um. But uh, hey, Millsap show was popular. Dude, I, I liked it a lot. Actually, yeah. it was like some really good insight to Davy's kind of end of his career, which we never really got yeah. a lot of closure on. Right. And I thought it was really insightful. How about him telling Dunge, "What are you going to get in trouble for?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I love that part. Yeah. Of it. That was great. Uh, working the cameras, uh, being the director of the show, putting everything you see on screen up. Working on the app that should be released any day now. I'm going to walk out if you keep that up. Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Just walk right out the door. Can we see your shirt? Can we pan out your shirt? It's fantastic. Never change, AMA. It's great. I actually had someone bring up, though, that was there some sort of like bet about that being the app being finished before the Marty shop video? No, the app was the new goggle from X-Brand, the Lucid goggle. Uh And uh, the goggle came out. I don't remember if we bet, though. I don't remember if it was actually... No, I don't think so. Can you purchase <laughs> the He's trying to yet, downplay though. it. Now that I lost, there was definitely no bet. <laughs> uh, you can purchase the goggle. It's mm-hmm. on for sale. Uh, they're all sold out right now, but there's more coming in like in a week. Okay. So um, I think maybe it was a PC shop video too. It could have been, been a shop video. I mean, that video. was like 15 months ago at this point that you guys would have made that bet. Could have so. been the Lucid. Could have been a few things. Maybe. Uh, but Whatever. So um, that's Roto. Roto shirt. Yeah, Roto Moto. Um, you can see it right there. Roto Moto. They do, he does uh, good stuff with the fantasy videos, uh, you know, does a recap every week, and he makes shirts, and he had this up about five minutes after the race the other day, and I was like, yep, I'm buying that one, for sure. Now, I I swear I made up Never Change AMA, but uh, Chase Dallow's claiming he did. But, uh, apparently, uh, 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 again, I don't know, Weege yeah. was telling me that Chase came up with it first, and then they started talking about it, and it led to you talking about it. I, I really think that was me, but okay. I, I don't know, who knows. Uh, well, I, now it's on a shirt. <laughs> uh, how's Pulp Max Fantasy going for you, Kellen? Because it well. is going 
fucking terrible for me. I think I'm 294th in the oh. Championship League. Oh, that's strong. So I've had good a job. pretty good year so far. And I use Roto a lot. Uh, I, I feel like he's got a lot of good information. Have you been watching some of the videos that he puts up, like how in-depth they are, and, and they kind of explain how to play the game and stuff like that too? Like that's some really good stuff for any new players that are confused. I have not watched it, but he does. I've watched him before, and he mm-hmm. does a good job on that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, we're, Marks and I decided we're folding it up, right? Yeah, this we're, is last year. We're done. So uh, have fun, everybody. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game sucks. Has, has there been any issues this year, though, so far? I mean, other than me unable to pick a, a good team? No, <laughs> site's been good, I think. And you think, hey, I'm worse than you. So as mad as you are, right? imagine being me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say anything because I'm actually not doing terrible. Like, uh, I'm second out of us five admins. Um, yeah, calm down, bro. But, but man, it's just been rough. It, it could have been so much better. I've only had eight in two races out of five. What are we, six races down? Yeah, six races down. Two. And you just had two in this last week, right? I, I got eight this past week, yeah. and I got eight at like two rounds ago. But you didn't pick pizza. I didn't pick pizza. Uh, why not? He scared me. My privateer podcast scared me. <laughs> the mud bogging. The mud bogging. <laughs> bone stock bike. Bobby pizza. Uh, sleeping in his van. Yeah. I just, I was so out of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's what happens. So. I picked pizza. I was all in. Uh, you, were, uh, you were in? Yeah. I was in. Uh, good job that's on bold. that. That's bold. It is bold. That's bold. Look, we went through and we, we laid it out as like, okay, there's maybe like four or five guys behind him in qualifying that have outraced him into the main events. Yep. We laid out both heat races. Yeah. We were like, he can probably beat these Who's four we? guys. Who's this week? Uh, me and my buddies. Okay. We just all okay. chat about right. it okay. and stuff like that. And and when he started in like 13th in the heat race, there was, there was some sweating going on and he just gradually picked them off. And I think he got eighth in his heat race and we were just cheering from the rooftops. Yeah, good job. Yeah, he rode well too yep. in the heat. So. Uh, Indy 3, I wasn't there, uh, but uh, plenty to talk about when it comes to that race for sure. Don't forget, everybody, the Yamaha LCQ Challenge. Uh, should be Joan Cross leading it right now, even after Indy 3, because I think he got 6 in LCQ. Yeah, I think Starling's like 2 points down or something. It's really yeah, close. Yeah, to... really close for that. 20 bucks. Uh, go to my Instagram. There's a link in there. Go on pulpmex.com. There's a link in there. What do we got? 19 prizes marks or something, right? We go back 19 yes, or 20 ni- spots. Yes, 19, and they're really good. So Yeah, so we're giving more sponsors, more uh, love to give back. Uh, so go there. All the money goes to privateers. Kay Clayson won this thing last year, and our boy Cade, just crushing it right now. He's good doing job. really well. Yeah, he's, he's riding, riding well. very well. Um, so um, good job for Kate. He's, he's riding himself right out of that money. And uh, so right now, go there, 20 bucks, and uh, get a chance to win a brand new Yamaha YZ450. Thank you to Yamaha Blue Crew for making that happen. Bobby Pizza's bike of choice. Only in the 250 class, though. He's got a Cowie for the 450. So uh, anyways, um, go there. And also, too, Road to, Road to Recovery Auction. I want to get that in uh, off the top. Uh, this is the Fight Club thing. Look, I... I the Motocar Fight Club. It's coming up. I'm down with the with the uh, old guys racing. I'm not down with this car stuff. I don't care. No, I had I, I had don't. a disagreement with Weege about this, too, because he was like, oh, it's great. We're going to have all these old guys together, and yeah. I'm sure the moto community will get behind it. And I'm like, what, what I thought they would have been better was to like come in with the premise of like let's do like two strokes on like some kind of tamed down old supercross or something like that. Right. Let's pull Big Bird out of here and Ezra Lusk and stuff like that, guys that might actually be interested in racing. I think that'd be a hell of a lot more fun yeah. than watching, you know, five guys that killed it on a motorcycle do circles right. on a dirt track. Yeah, I just it's still gonna be cool. I'm not a car guy yeah. so much. So but anyways listen Eight VIP experiences for the first ever Motocar Fight Club event. Road to Recovery. Please to announce details for the latest eBay-style auction. You get an opportunity to uh, have a VIP experience, and you can be uh, uh, sponsoring a car. Uh, 
whether it's McGrath, Carmichael, Ryan Dungey, Chad Reed, Justin Brayton. Uh, it's live now on eBay, so it's open until Tuesday, February 9th. So that's tomorrow, actually. Shit, okay. So get on this if you're listening. Uh, uh, you, you have five days. Uh, you've had five days to bid on the opportunity to be powered by car sponsor for one of the event's eight legendary drivers. 100% of the proceeds always go to the Road to Recovery Injured Rider Fund. So thank you to those guys. Get busy uh, bidding if you can. Uh, auction closes tomorrow, February 9th. So, um, all right. Uh, I guess let's talk about Roxon first because, yeah, the Vince Freeze thing's coming in, and Vince is coming on the show. Happy to have him on. Uh, but the Roxon thing first, um, look, he – again, I brought this up earlier. If if Dean moves over, he wins that race. If he just makes one of those passes stick on Barsha at the opener, he wins that race. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at, you know, Kenny Roxon having five wins out of six races. As it is, he's got three. He's got the points lead. He looks unbelievable. All my worry about the new bike is unfounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new bike looks amazing, uh, and he looks great. He does, and I felt like at this round specifically, this was one of the, the few rounds so far this year that he hasn't, in my opinion at least, looked like the, the clear like guy on the track, like top guy on the track. Uh, late in the main event, I thought Cooper was catching him. I thought Barsha was running his pace fairly easily for the most part of the main event, and he just kind of held in there and, and stuck it down. And, like, I think, you know, they were playing it up on TV of, like, oh, Carlos hanging the pit board out. And, yeah, you know, Cooper's yeah. getting in his head again. Yeah. I, man, if Cooper had passed him on the last lap again, I don't know what yeah. the heck Kenny would well, have thought. Well, I, I mean, I think the race before, we thought that, too. Yeah. You know, he, he held it off. He He's getting the starts. He's nailing these starts. He is. And, and, you know, that's so big. He, you know, even Tomac made a mention that I can't come through the pack, mm-hmm. you know, like, like that. I mean, of course, guys have done it. But even Barsha, when he a couple of rounds now, he's gotten poor starts. He yeah. hasn't been able to do it. So the starts are huge. Breaking news: starts are huge in Supercross, <laughs> right? I mean, but Kenny's got it all. He's got the total package. Yeah, he does. Um, I was gonna say, do you think if like let's take away the four points that he lost from jumping on the Red Cross, and let's say he does beat Cooper Webb in that main event without Dean Wilson getting in the way, he has seven more points. Cooper would have three less points. So that's a 10-point kind of swing back mm-hmm. to Cooper. And now we're looking at a 26-point lead in the championship. Do we look at the championship any different if that's as big as the gap is through six rounds? Or are we still too fresh in the season to feel that way? I think you're too fresh still. We're, we're six rounds down, yeah. which seems amazing. But, I mean, we're coming up the halfway, right? Um, I still think it's a little early to start doing that. But, I mean, okay, so he had the catastrophic Anaheim crash, mm-hmm. you know, that, that knocked him out. When else does he just make mistakes? Not very often. Now, he's made mistakes in the sense of Cooper Webb getting by him and things like that. But I'm talking if he just just keeps accumulating points, right? Keeps yeah. keeps knocking these points off. I'm not counting on if I'm Webb or Tomac, I can't count on Kenny to throw it away right, one right. weekend. I could count on him getting past late in a race and losing some points because yeah. we've seen But I mean the catastrophic Kenny Roxon is 13th Tomac style of a bad night, old Tomac style, it's not going to happen. No, but the thing that I do worry about, and, and I guess, like, in a way, I don't mean this to be mean, but I'm kind of happy with the championship picture as it is right now because Kenny has historically been very good in the first half or, or first couple rounds of yeah, Supercross, yeah, at least. Yeah. He's always, first I think, half, yeah. four of the last eight yeah. seasons that he's been in 450 Supercross, he's the first guy to two wins in the championship. Now he's the first guy to three wins. He starts strong. It's historically how he does it. Where Tomac starts slow as January's or maybe a little bit rougher, and he picks the pace up and, and like starts bringing it in. Yep. So Tomac being 24 points down now, I, I kind of like how this is shaping up because Tomac has to do the chasing and Roxon has to be yeah. kind of the consistent guy here. Whereas like late in the season, it seems like opposites yep. you know attract here a little bit and 
Roxon starts going backwards and Tomac starts coming forwards. Like we might have this thing closed down with a few rounds to go if, if all that kind of plays out yeah, normal. Yeah, maybe. Uh, one thing I can't like Eli was unbelievable last yeah. year in Salt Lake. I really put that on type of dirt and elevation. Like that that to me was huge for mm-hmm. him and he he just crushed those guys for all that. So I'm almost like not I can't go back to 2020 and be like, "Oh, just wait." Yeah. Everything's different. Do you, you know? feel like we've seen normal Tomac at all this year yet so far through six rounds? No, like have we seen No, I haven't. So is he a little bit I've, off or is it just I feel a, like he's off. Okay. Yes. I don't feel like I mean even the race he won. Yeah. I don't feel like it was amazing, right? No, Zacho was catching yeah. him, Ferrandis was catching him. Uh Sexton went down, mm-hmm. AC went down. So, yeah, I don't think we're seeing the best yet. I'm not saying we're not coming, but we're just not yet, right? Yeah, I mean, he's great in Florida. So, he yeah. he's been great at Daytona over the years yeah, obviously, Daytona, but right. then, yep. you know, Tampa he won last year. We're going to Orlando. It's, yep. you know, kind of going to be a similar soil type. And then Atlanta is basically three Daytonas. It's like red clay. Yep. He may just go on like kind of a streak here if he starts off this Orlando round yep. with like a win but, or is just riding well, you know. But okay. Again, not a hot take, but if Eli doesn't get the starts, he's not doing it. True. And he hasn't got starts. Hasn't got the starts. So, yeah, it's true, but I, I don't know. Like, know? I feel like at some point, sometime this year, we're going to see Eli Tomac beast mode Balls come out. out. Yeah, yeah beast it's going to come, come back, right, right. and okay. it's going to be like, there it is again, and yeah. he's just going to start clicking things off. You right, know? right. Speaking of Orlando, John's on one. John, what's up? You want to talk about Orlando? Hey, guys. Uh, everything that I've been hearing is people are saying, oh, it's going to be hard pack, hard pack, hard pack. Um, keep in mind, Feld replaced the dirt there, so no dirt bikes have raced on this dirt yet. But don't you feel like it's not going to be sandy, like floor, like right? It'll be harder packed. I, I, it's pretty wet. I'm watching the boys load it in right now, so I think the first one it could potentially be pretty ruddy. Mm, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I've been to a bunch of Orlando's. It's been a while. I've never remembered it being ruddy. You know, ever. I've always remembered it being hard packed. Yeah, it's so. it's some gnarly red clay that I can go either way. So, right, right, and uh, and we've never been in this early either in Orlando. I don't believe you know we've always yeah, been, it's been later yeah, in the year. So who knows? It could be a full blown mutter with a rainstorm. Yeah, no, Florida, right? Three o'clock, three o'clock showers, right? So uh, yeah. yeah, set your watch by it. So, Possibly. I just wanted to bring that up. I, I just you. hear everybody saying, "Oh, it's going to be hard pack, hard pack, hard pack." I'm I don't know. Yep. Uh, all right, thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you. Man. We, uh, we did a, a Raceables podcast, myself and Weege, and we called up Carmichael and Davey Coombs, Orlando 05, and that was a pretty hard pack. That was James's uh, return from uh, from Broken Arm. So uh, please check that out. It's a great podcast. As I said, Carmichael, myself, whoever thought that would happen. That's the one where James crashes in the whoops while leading, yeah. and then um, Carmichael slides out or something? Uh, screws up a corner, yeah, slides yeah, out, and, then and Chad, gets Chad wins. Yep, yep. Yep. So please check that out. It's a great podcast. Carmichael. Davey, myself, and Weege are discussing Orlando 05. It's the Re-Raceables podcast. It's a brand new podcast. And uh, find it and subscribe and rate it and give us an all, a rating and all that stuff. So uh, Randy Richardson coming up here shortly. Ben Kevin Rants and then Vince Free. So, yeah, Barsha's looking good for third. Uh, Eli's looking good for fourth. Maybe Eli makes the pass. Maybe not. But anyways, Barsha third, Tomac fourth is how it's going to be mm. until uh, Vince Freeze uh, getting lapped. Takes the race line, Barsha's on the outside of him, clips his front end, goes down. Tomac plows into him. Tomac's bike is, looks like it's a beat up or something because he gets passed again mm-hmm. by Anderson. Barsha uh, rolls across the finish in 19th, and those two guys are probably rightfully pissed. Uh, it's not the first time we've seen a lapper being involved. Uh, what's your take on the free situation, Kellen? Well, I, myself and Jason Wygan and, and our guy Mitch Kendra there at Racer X, we kind of like went through the video this morning on our little conference call that we do on Mondays and, and 
really tried to break this down. And as you said, Vince did take like a fairly normal racing line, but he did jump a little bit farther from inside to outside than Deuce Deuce and Webb had done right in front of him. So if you want to like, you know, yeah. do apples to oranges, like nitpicking things like that. The thing that I want to highlight and that I'll talk about in my race examination video this week is Barsha was like five bike lengths behind Freeze as they come onto the start straight. And I don't know how he made that time up, but the camera, the way it pans, like you can go back and look at the highlights on, yep. on YouTube right now. And you see Barsha coming through the rhythm section behind Freeze. He's like five bike lengths back, camera pans, and then suddenly Barsha's right next to him. So I don't know what Barsha or maybe Free, Freeze, Freeze messed up the somebody, section right, or something like right. that. And I think that is more or less like a, a way to highlight that th I don't think there's any way Freeze would have known he was there, like unless... I mean, maybe when he screwed up, he looked back and saw they were there and, and then, you know, kept going. But how did Barsha get so quickly to his outside line right there? And Barsha's obviously going to go inside after the triple and yeah. pass him in that next corner. But I just don't think there's any chance Freeze knows Barsha's there. I mean, he's, I imagine he was getting some blue flags. Right? Yeah. They're, they're out there. I just mean um, in yeah. that Yeah, in that section, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's so funny to watch the lappers because some guys chiz, tickle. It seems like the more older more experienced you are the more you just give the guys away to around you mm -hmm. because you've been there maybe um you've lapped guys in your prime quote mm -hmm. unquote or you don't care about the one point that it that it, yeah. that it, that it met, that you're giving away by not catching the guy because um the lappers affect the race greatly like you see wild swings of guys mm -hmm. and and like whatever it is what it is right so guys like Vince they just ride, you know, and, and as I, I put this on Twitter, uh, I know for a fact that a couple years ago, his contract was like 15th and up mm -hmm. was a big money. It was a big payday. So he was like 14th. Yeah. You know, well, so he was 16th at the time, actually. Uh, so he needed to get 15th. I think he was, was he, was he not 14th? Well, he was, I, I think he had to be 16th because he was behind Tickle or no, he was, he was in front, in front of, of Tickle, Tickle yeah. and behind Brayton. And Marty and Barsha both went from in front of him to behind, to behind him, him. Yeah, and okay. then he finished so, 14th. So he's 16th. Okay, yeah, because Marty had clutch problems on the last yeah. lap. Right. Um, so, like, if you're Vince, getting 15th is a pretty good payday. Getting mm -hmm. 16th is nothing. So I'm not blaming the team. I'm not blaming Vince. But you can understand Vince being like, hey, dude, I'm not going to pull a tickle or chiz and just slow right down. Yeah, but now yeah. that comes into a whole thing about yeah. being lapped, right? And and what's your what's the etiquette of being lapped? But I, I mean, look, JT, JT and I had it out on our review pod over mm -hmm. this because I thought initially JT was going to blame Vince for this as far as doing it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Now the race before, we'll have Vince on. Vince held up Mookie. He says he was not really holding him up, but to my eyes, it looked like he was not moving out of the way at all because Mookie had took him down on the second lap. Yeah, lit him up right. like, pretty good, honestly. Right. So, you know, to me, that that was, you can't, that was a, a, a tit-for-tat thing. Yeah. The, the, just the seven days ago. I don't see how JT initially, and, you know, and, and honestly, I'll, I'll tell this to JT, I felt his take on our review pod was all over the place. First it was, screw Vince. Then when I was like, wait a minute, do you think this, like, he did this on purpose and this is really something that he tried to do? Then JT's like, no, no, no. And so the, I'm confused. To me, it sucks. Fucking blows chunks for Barsha and yeah, Tomac, okay? But it literally just happened with Dean Wilson two weeks ago. It happened, you know, over the over many, many times. Max Miller, not the same situation, but was getting lapped, went down, which is something that can happen with a lapper, and took out the leader. Yeah. I mean, 
the flip side of the coin that I'll give here and, and why I don't agree that like Vince is just completely blameless here. And oh, he's wasn't not blameless. Fault. No, no, no. Oh, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. The flip side here is that Vince, I mean, unfortunately for him, is kind of a guy that goes down a lap a lot. Like he does yeah. get lapped a yes. lot. He's been in a lot of these main events. Like he kind of has to know better at this point. Like don't, I know it's a racing line, but don't jump from far inside to the outside of the track when you're clearly, you just got lapped by Cooper. You just got lapped by Kenny. You should be marking you, these guys and know, seeing the yeah. other direction. Here right. comes Barsha and Eli. They're going to be close. Even if I can't hear them or know which side of me they're on, right. you, you can't go far inside to outside. Like, if you look at, at the, the lines, like, he follows Cooper's line, and Cooper jumps to the middle of the track, and Deuce Deuce goes outside and jumps to the far left, and Vince goes inside to tough block outside. Like, just too egregious in that situation when there's guys behind you. Now, I don't think he did it on purpose, like yeah. I said. But in that scenario, if you're Vince, I do feel you have to be a little bit more aware of how, like, you know, these guys well, are coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, anytime a lapped rider takes down the leader, the lap rider uh, cannot be blameless. No, exactly. They, they cannot be blameless. They, they, they deserve a part of the blame. But as just a racing incident, that's, in my, that's what it is in my mm-hmm. eyes. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's Barsha deserves some fault for, you know, not being able to either cut underneath it's a or, risky you know spot I mean? to jump in there uh, it, it is and so you know it sucks and i get uh barsha saying on instagram we all know who the rider is yeah, because yeah. nobody likes vince this goes into party in temecula, party mode. In temecula. <laughs> nobody likes vince I'm, I'm being dead serious that you know like yeah and he's earned some of that dislike yeah but it, the the pits in the pro supercross pits are very high school clickish you're a cool guy or you're not mm-hmm. everybody loves tickle i've seen brock get in the way a lot this year okay <laughs> He's not riding very well. I haven't well. seen Brock at all. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> well, maybe you should go to the races. Uh, maybe maybe when I should. you go to the races. Uh, yeah. So I've seen Brock in the way, you know, but you know what? Everybody loves Brock. And he yeah. is. He's a great dude. He he hangs out with all these guys. He's former factory rider. Vince has been none of that. None of that. So right. nobody likes Vince. I'm being honest here. Yeah. And uh, so when Vince does something like this, it's easy to tar and feather him and just uh, string him up on the cross. Again, not blameless. But nothing that he was trying to do or nothing that he meant to do or anything else. Now, he's had a rough year so far this year. We saw the thing with Kenny last round and then obviously Mookie and, and yeah. then the throttle sticking at Houston yeah, and like a oh bunch yeah. of other no, things. Yep. And yep. I know you brought uh, up A-ray like... A-Ray thing, the A-Ray yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I know you brought up on your podcast like, uh, you know, maybe the Moto Concepts team should sit him. But do you feel at all that like the AMA should come in and be like, hey, Vince, like, we got to sit down and talk about this. Like, no. it's getting a little out of hand. No, I don't. Because no? they, they that's what people are right. complaining about is that he's been kind of involved in things a lot this year already, you know? He has been. It's yeah. been rough. We'll talk to him about that. He's crashed a lot. The the launching of the bike and almost killing Brayton, you know, in Houston. Like, <laughs> Which isn't his fault No, again. no, no. But I, I'm with you. But, um, you know, this whole lapper thing, this whole lapper thing can be solved by the AMA. It can be. With more manpower and and more flaggers and, and more people being aware of what's going on, I have seen horrendous flagging over the years. Go back uh, in any pulp show in the last ten years. I've I've said this over and over. I have seen horrendous flagging yeah. over the years. Uh, yellows, blues, whatever it is, it's been horrendous. I've seen the lapper get a blue flag, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm sorry, the leader get a blue flag. The guy's given the leader the blue flag. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen a guy get up. Tuck in behind a leader and never get a blue flag at all because they don't realize that he crashed. Yep. You know what I mean? I've seen all this. So how do you fix it? 
you have more people there, you have more people know what's going on, you have more communications, you spend some money, you get headsets for the officials. Well, no. Money. Oh, I know. This is this is why it'll <laughs> never happen. This is why but I can you could fix this lapper thing. You could fix it. You could. You, you could get You're previewing my race tech rant too. Oh, this okay. is one of the things that yeah. I wanted to talk right, about, but right. we'll get so, to it obviously. It's it's an easy fix and then you you start instituting yeah. fines. You start having cameras on people. But you know, just like uh, it's fucking Lord of the Flies in the LCQs with rules yeah. and takeouts and jumping on red crosses and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right? They don't seem to care no. about what's going on back there. Well, I mean, as you said, like inst- instituting fines and stuff like that, if the AMA fines Vince Freeze just because he happened to get in the way here, like get, get five yeah. grand fine. Does that change anything? Do you think that these guys start uh, yeah, riding yeah. with a yeah, head I, in the back? I think they start the being. Their head? Yeah, I, start, I think they start being like, "Hey, man, okay, you know, like, hey, fuck, I don't really." Well, want I mean, to, because you know, Vince is a guy that's a like going high. for yeah. money yeah. in this scenario. Like, he's trying to get fifteenth to get that bonus. Yeah, but if money. you keep finding him, you know what I mean. Like, True. I, five grand's yeah. a little high, but yeah, you keep. You but keep, I mean, does it matter for like Dean? I think if you have it on camera again, more cameras, more video, and more guys watching, and you sit the guys down and you say. Here's where you could have got out of the way. Here's mm-hmm. a blue flag. Here's a second blue flag. Here's a third blue flag. Right? Say three strikes and yeah. you're out. And here's where you could have got out of the way after those blue, three blue flags, yeah, yeah. Mr. Ryder, <laughs> and you didn't. Fuck you. That's $500 I or mean, 1000 whatever it is. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. And it's very solvable. And, and we could do that very easily. The AMA could do it, but it costs money. And manpower, and God help us to do that. We we can't do that. How much do you think like the fan backlash here is a, is a contributing factor? Because really, motocross and supercross is is kind of weird in that we don't see lapped riders affecting race results as much in many other forms of motorsports. Like if a NASCAR driver that's a lapped rider affects a race result, we talk about it forever. Like uh, Matt Kenseth running into Joey Logano mm-hmm. uh, in Martinsville one year. Oh, I'm who can forget? Deep, deep takes here. Right, but who, who anyway, yeah. all I'm saying is like, I think fans that might know of other motorsports yeah. and never see this happen. Like right, just right. guys that are a lap right. down are out of the way and that's how it is. Uh, F1's and then tune got into a this. spot, right? Where you have to go exactly. in. Right, right. So, I mean, like, I think that fans are, are going to go ravaged against this because they see in other motorsports how this never affects results. And now we're six rounds in and two races have pretty much been affected by lapped riders. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, what, what was your question? How, how, well, do you think fans like the backlash that comes from this is because they see in other um, spo- other forms of motorsports that it's not as bad as it is in supercross. So they're like, no, can we do no, something? No, please? because in my instance, fans of our sport. Yeah. Don't follow anything else. Like they're they're yeah. kind of clueless. Well, I'm saying like the casual you know? fan, the casual fan that turns into Supercross for right. the three hours on Saturday, and maybe is they're kicking back Bud Light on a Sunday and watching NASCAR. Right. Maybe I mean that's uh, what Felt thinks there is. I, I know, but is, is there? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean, I feel like generally speaking, our fans are very tuned out to stick and ball sports or other sports. Well, that's why I know. brought up motorsports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like or motorsports. Is... I feel like that's you know I don't yeah. I don't even think that's a bridge too far for a lot of our. But look, somebody on Twitter or somewhere had a great idea. Right by the mechanics area, make a chalk line, and 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 you if you're getting lapped or you have the, you got the blue flag, mm-hmm. every single lap you have to divert right, or let's say it's on the right hand side, let's say it's a right hand turn, and you go down and start straight, you have to turn right and go on the right hand side of this chalk line, and at least the leader knows that you will go on the right hand side of that chalk line. Every lap. You have to go there every single lap, whether you're So like once, as soon as you have gone a lap down, you have to or take this. If you've gotten the blue flag. Every lap, every no matter lap. what, even if nobody's near yeah, you. Even, nope, because you just go there, and if someone's there, if someone's coming up on you, they know that. So it may be a lap because yeah. it may be it may be past that section. 
Whatever the case is, they know that you will go up on the right-hand side, down a start straight, and I will get you right there. I like that because it's policeable, but I hate it because we've seen already that these guys don't even know, like, the Joker lane exists sometimes in Monster Cup. They just blow I know, it. but... And but, then we're going to see right. all these guys that, like, are not in a battle, miss it, get a penalty, whatever, fine. Well, that's fine. I, how many, I know, uh, but... Yeah. How many times... Like, like, you know, you, you have to learn somehow, right? I yeah, think yeah. it's going to create a lot of anguish before it solves it. Well, it's not a terrible idea, but I think it would need. We've had two races out of six be affected I by agree. lappers. So, I you know, know what I mean? And, and, I, and I can't even tell you how many times I've seen lappers affect racers. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, let's get some phone calls. Randy Richardson coming up here shortly. Um, RJ's on five. RJ, what's going on? Hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, make a couple of comparisons, you know, with uh, JT. You know, it's like. It's like the fast guys come up, and there's not much that the lappers can do. You know, I mean, Freeze is in the way a lot, but JT was in those situations a lot too. You know, he got landed on by Stu. Well, he wasn't getting lapped there. He was actually racing. Stu was coming up from the back. But, yeah, exactly. Um, You know, that's why it's like – JT got so, taken out so by Vince. Fast, and it's so much different. Right. Like, it know, is Barsha so... was taking a completely different line than Freeze was taking. Yep. You know, because Barsha was going so much faster around that outside. No, I you agree. Know. It's it's a really hard thing to do for, for all these guys. Uh, I totally get it, and I understand it. And But, I mean, I, I mean, the guys need to be – Vince is to blame here uh, a little bit, most of it. Most of the blame is to Vince, for sure. But I just not ready yeah. to tar and feather the guy. It's a bad you know? rap, though. You know, I mean, he's just riding his race. I mean, he didn't know Barsh was hauling ass up behind him. I, I can't wait to talk to him and find out about. It. I mean, whether he's telling us the truth or not, I don't know. But he'll tell us what he what he heard, what he saw. You know. So, um, thanks, RJ. Thank you, man. Yep. Uh, so anyway, anyway, uh, also two uh, Clint's on three. Clint, what what do you want to talk about this freeze thing? Okay, so my thoughts are different with Dean Wilson. So Dean Wilson, when he screwed up Roxon, that was the first leader coming through to lap Dean Wilson, right? Yep. But with Freeze, when he gave trouble for Roxon, which, okay, he, the leader's coming around, so, okay, I can give him a pass on that. But when, when Webb tried to get through Freeze, when they came across the start, the start straight and hit into that corner, Freeze last second tried to take the inside line when Webb was right on him, and Webb kind of had to almost, almost nudge him out of the way to get him to get out of the racing line. And then, so now you've had two leaders come through Vince Freese, and then he's still riding the racing line and not paying attention. I wanted to see a, back, a black flag on Vince Freese because when you have two, race, two of the leaders come through and screw up the line for the racers, and then you see what happened with Barsha going down by catch, get, catching the, you know, the rear tire, why are they not at least throwing the black flag and getting that guy out of the race? And especially considering Freeze this year, how many times has Roxon, when trying to go through him as a lapper, having to stand him up in the corner? Because Freeze. Well, I just saw once, just, but I just saw well, the one. So I didn't know how many was times. It last weekend, last weekend he got stood up in the corner by Roxon yes, when Roxon was, was uh, last to race. Him. Yes, yes, in yeah. Indy two. And so to me, Vince Freeze is clearly not keeping his mind aware of what's going on around him. And I would expect more from a professional level racer because me as a local racer, I still know when the fast guys are coming around and I race the off-road series where you're coming around 80 miles an hour and you get blown by. I can still see who's coming up behind me. You can usually hear the guy cause he's going way faster than you are. And there's no doubt that these guys are revving their bike and the leaders are going faster. Their bike sounds you gotta, differently you, than if it's you got to remember though, you got to remember Clint too, when you're getting lapped, 
when you get a blue flag, you know what the rule book says? Hold you your line. The the, no, it says get out of the way. Well, it says hold your race line wherever you oh, are. Yeah, it does not no. say hold race line, though. It, it, it does, does not say hold your race line because mm-hmm. that's what the, no, literally John Gallagher said. Okay, all right. See, see Clint. All right. Um, the rule book tells you uh, get out of the way and hold your line. It's it's specifically well, – I know. That's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so right, ambiguous. Right, right. But at the same time, uh, like what this guy is saying, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that Freeze definitely should have been aware, and that's what makes it, like, not okay and un- kind of, like, unforgivable in this situation and more on his fault is because he did get lapped by Roxanne. He did get lapped by Webb and he wasn't in a battle. Unlike Wilson, Wilson dealing with trying to catch Ferrandez. In well, that, well, trying to you, or whatever. I mean, you you don't know. Vince could have thought seven deuce deuce was a position. You know what I mean? You I don't think? know. I, he could have. He could have. I mean, I, he I had know. just Braden passed him. I think three laps before this, and it opened up like a three or four second gap. And then tickle was about five seconds behind freeze. So, I guess if he does think seven deuce deuces for position, and I get, we'll ask him. Yeah, but he's he's got nobody no, close listen, to him in he, terms of a he, battle. Uh, he deserves most of the blame for this. But, I agree. But, but I'm not I'm not willing to just I don't want to hang him on a stake either. Hang, no, hang him on a stake. You know this, how right? fans are. I mean, oh, I know. Is, I know. Well, I just expected better from JT. That's all. <laughs> uh, hey, talking about um, talking about the races uh, coming up. This weekend, of course, in Orlando. Uh, big deal coming up for our friends at Michelin as well. Uh, let's get our uh, regular correspondent from South Carolina. It's Randy Richardson. What's up, Randy? How are you, man? Hey, Steve. How are you tonight, man? Thanks for coming on. Kellen Brower here in studio. What's up, Randy? Yeah. Hey, how are you tonight, Kellen? I'm great. Man, I'm loving that mustache. Uh, is, there, is there background noise here, Steve, or no? I yeah, a little background. Yeah, we got a little background okay, noise. All right, let me, let me turn that off. That was my vacuum. I was uh, doing some work here making decisions in a vacuum. Oh, which is nice. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I like that. Well, then it's, you're on yeah, board. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just making decisions in a vacuum. That's what we're supposed to do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Judge everything by, the, by the, 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 the act itself. Yes. Well, yeah, that and the fact that this kind of offsets the fact that your show sucks. So those two things um, would would make yeah. everything better. Right. right? Yeah. No, I got it. I got it. Absolutely. Uh, how you doing? Cool, buddy. Doing good, man. Doing good. I appreciate you uh, giving me a little bit of time to come on and talk about uh, something new for Michelin for our off-road um, that we are uh, going to be partnering with uh, those at the GNCC Racing Series. And we're going to be a featured sponsor for the upcoming uh, GNCC Series. So. Well, that's a big deal. Wow. Check you guys out. Yeah, it, it is, and I know that your your heart you have close ties, emotional ties to the GNCC oh, series. Huge. I know you've uh, you've competed there up at uh, Ironman, right? Uh, Ironman and, and Unadilla and Unadilla and one. Unadilla. Yep. Yep. Wow, yep. the two of them. Um, so, and and we and we got some exciting opportunity for you to come uh, do something in the 2021 series. So we'll, we'll talk about that. A little all bit right, more I like this. In the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Michelin, the official uh, sponsor of the GNCC series and the well, e-bike series. Yes, so, yes, exactly. So one of, so they, they have some other uh, tire sponsors that have been with them, and, and I really appreciate uh, Tim Cotter and Kerry Joe Russell uh, enabling us to come uh, alongside those uh, sponsors they've had and, and allow us to come in and promote not only, you know, the Michelin Starcross 5 uh, range of tires, but also the Michelin E-Wild for E-Mountain Bike. So we'll be at all 13 rounds uh, with presence there 
on site uh, selling and installing tires, um, offering contingency for every single uh, motorcycle racing and e-mountain bike class. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so we've got contingency that's uh, offering up to $400 for a first-place winner and uh, paying back five classes. I'm sorry, five positions. Five positions, yeah. And yeah. those classes, yeah. So, wow. um, yeah, big investment. Yeah, big investment for us. It's, it's exciting because we're, you know, we're coming off of a, a really crazy 2020 where um, I think everyone in the power sports industry saw a resurgence in, in motorcycle riding or, or things in the power sports industry, bicycling as well. And it's just a great platform for us to further the growth we've seen in 2020 um, to come back in, in the GNCC and uh, offer some contingency and on-site support and promote our products and uh, get to work more closely with amateur racers that, that you know, are buying product and, and mean a lot to us in the marketplace. So will you be attending all of these said races, Randy, to uh, to hook people up uh, with a tire? I, yeah, I will be at the first two of them for okay. sure. Um, un- uncertain on all of them. So I have a coworker, Brian Zerlo, who's doing a great job of, of managing our efforts um, in in our, again, our resurgence into the off-road uh, motorcycle racing. So uh, Brian will be at, at a number of them as well. I'll definitely be on hand um, uh, at the G- first GNCC in South Carolina, uh, not this coming weekend, but two away. And then I'll also be in Palatka, Florida. So looking forward to uh, to that and, and talking with the racers. I've I've received a lot of since our press release went out. I've received a lot of texts and some uh, DMs through Instagram and stuff like that. People asking about you know the details on our program yeah. and, and what all we're going to do. So it's it's exciting. Now we're, we're we're looking forward to it for sure. L- listen, I follow the GNCC series from afar, but um, we had that Stu Baylor character on not that long ago. Yeah, let's get yeah. him and some star crosses because people really like that guy. He can move some tires. He's, I get, he's a he, great. He can move tires. He is great. I, I'd love for him to. And and uh, and uh, and again, that's something we're going to look at. Uh, I guess that'll be phase two. Obviously, for us is to be open to some conversations with some top level teams um, moving forward. But but first, we want to enter in and more of a grassroots approach and and work with the racers that are you know they have over a thousand you know racers at at every single round and and yes. while those top level racers definitely would appreciate the performance and durability of the michelin star cross five range um we're focusing our initial efforts on the grassroots racer you know someone someone that's uh like yourself or me that's in a vet class or something like that but yes yeah, Stu, ironically Stu is someone that he and his little brother grant i helped them when they were on 85 and 65 cc respectively oh, wow. so it's yeah it's interesting I'd, I'd love for it to come full circle with the team he's on and and his riding ability so right um, so maybe in the, maybe in the future yeah so everybody hit randy up in dms if you have a team and you want some sponsorship from michelin <laughs> just, just hit him right up yeah. there absolutely yeah, yeah. and in, uh in a vacuum still, still yeah, exactly. In a vacuum, and no BMX tires for dark side. That's still the, I'm still holding true with that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's fantastic. I like that. No, yeah. this is a big step for the folks at Michelin. This is awesome yeah. to see, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously, like, um, yeah, the the GNCC series is absolutely crushing it with entries and with riders, mm-hmm. and and for you guys to provide tires services and pay five spots contingency. 
Nice yeah, work. Yeah, we're, nice work. Yeah, we're going up to five spots back on those, and 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 again, we'll offer contingency not only in the motorcycle racing uh, classes, you know, which there are. There's the 8 a.m. Uh, the youth class on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. There's the 10 a.m. Uh, which is on uh, Sunday morning for the amateur classes, and then the pro and more advanced classes, you know, afternoon on Sunday. So we're offering contingency not only in all those classes, but also in the e mountain bike racing series. Uh, which is on Saturday afternoon. So we'll be on site doing that. And uh, we, we've also partnered with, um, if you know, Luke Nessler with Impact Results. Yeah. Uh, they have an e-mountain bike team. So we're partnering with them um, to to showcase, you know, the the performance of our Michelin E-Wild tires with his racing team. They have they have e-mountain bike racers with pro, amateur, senior, women, youth, right. all of those. So we're really looking forward to, to leveraging our relationship with them as well so. what do i got to do um to get double contingency well, from michelin on e-bikes well here's here's what you need to do um what you need to do is just commit to me now to coming to one of the gnccs and competing now i don't know if you know this but you have a fellow uh intense schmazer athlete mm-hmm. yep. uh Robbie, Robbie Green, who's got a bummed up ankle right now. So I, I can get you a loaner bike. Um, come on, come Steve. One of these GNC series. Yeah. Um, how is how is Robbie doing? Does he need money for medical? Don't bills? change the subject. Does he need well, money well, for medical exactly. bills? Because thank, thank you. I have thank a you, He's got a Kajiva that I really want to purchase. Oh, here we go. All right. Focus. Focus. All right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll look at that. I, I can't commit. Right. I don't here. even know the schedule. I don't even know where I'm going to be. I can't. I mean, I would like oh. to come out, but you know. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Every, yeah you know. every day. Every day, people have the opportunity to either make make excuses or commitments. And mm-hmm. I see which one you're making. So. Okay. All right. Sounds sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. No. No. We need to we need to work on doing that though. I, honestly, it'd be really really cool. Um. It, it, it's the e mountain bike series is fun. Robbie and I went and did one last year in Georgia, mm-hmm. and and it was for me it was an hour and twelve minutes of 158 heart rate. Like I was yeah. maxed out. Yeah. Battery on high. And so much fun. So I, much fun. I did one, you know, a couple months ago, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling myself, twenty minutes in, like you, you need to bring this heart rate down, or you're going to die. <laughs> like you're going to die, Mathis, because this is way too high of a heart rate. How long are these races? Like yeah. normally speaking, uh, my race was two hours. Okay, but yeah. I don't know the GNCC yeah. hour. Yeah, G- yeah, GNCC are based on a one hour uh, on a one hour time, um, and that's that's for the leader. Which when I got lapped by Charlie Mullins on his specialized uh, Turbo Levo, he about uh, blew my helmet off. He went by me so fast. So, um, yeah, they're based on an hour. So for my time, it's like an hour and twelve minutes. Steve, but, uh, you you have and, this. Oh, I have it. Yeah, I mean, you I got two it. hours I, in the I, desert. You yeah. can do yeah, an yeah, hour yeah, in the no, woods. No, no, no. Well, I, I really need a Taser twenty twenty one model though. Um, oh, here so we go with the stipulation. Here we go. You know. Um, wow. Should I start writing the contract in yeah, right now? I, I like think, I'll just get in. And here. also, Randy, by the way, uh, as you know, Randy, for for mm-hmm. out here, I, I seem to prefer the DH series of of mountain bike tires that you guys uh, provide. Well, I, will I have a set of those mounted up, or do I have to stick to the E Wild series, which are a good tire? I, I well, here's the thing. Here's what you, as a former factory mechanic, need to understand. Right. So there's a difference in the tires you would use at Southwick versus Unadilla. Right? Yes. Yes. So. So the the Michelin E Wild is perfect for the GNCC series. Now, where you ride out there, and I think honestly, up on those shelves up there, those broken rocks, I think it's like all the old 
the old plates and glass that gets busted up in the nightclubs in Vegas. They just throw it up. <laughs> they on throw the, it up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the ridge. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's it, honestly, it's the most uh, it's the most the most abusive tire abusive conditions I've ever ridden in. So, um, so yes, I can get you some DH twenty uh, twos, um, but that's a wire bead as opposed to foldable mm-hmm. bead. It's a heavier, and and I know you know about rotating mass. If anyone does, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so you definitely want. No, I'm talking about the tires. I'm talking about yeah, tires. strictly tires. You like strictly the, tires. Yeah, you would yeah. like the you would like the lighter weight uh, Michelin E Wild for sure for GNCC. Well, we'll have to make it work. I'd like to come out. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, tied into a Supercross or something, right? On a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah. those races are on Saturdays. The, the the uh yeah the they're saturday yeah i was saying they're sundays but oh well we'll figure it out somehow i mean you know what you could do hmm. as, as many as many robbie has almost as many vehicles as he does dirt bikes yep. so you could just fly here race a race buy the kajiva put it by his truck and then just drive it back to vegas right? there we go it'd be like the old days yeah i like that i'm on board with that i, I think like, that's awesome like the old days. uh motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information on mm-hmm. everything of course for the michelin tires we have a uh we have a question from a connor fields uh, are you aware okay. of this gentleman? Yeah, I think so. I think his parents and I went to different schools together. Okay, yeah. uh, Travis, yeah, you want to uh, ask our buddy Randy? Yes, Connor would like to know, um, other than being a French company, Michelin that is, uh, mm-hmm. why does Michelin not sponsor any, why does Michelin sponsor French BMX riders and no uh, American Ooh. BMX riders? Oh, 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 mm-hmm. Connor Fields coming in. Wow! Wow, he's bringing the heat. Job, job. Um, well, we're we're looking we're looking at a guy uh, looking at a guy out of Texas by the name of Darkside. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> supporting him. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's going to be in the vet slow class. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, uh, his no, pony actually, his pony won't get caught in the crank anymore. No, like he cut some. He could probably actually put a real helmet on now. Yeah, <laughs> he might could. No, great question, and uh, and that's something we that's something that obviously we're looking at moving forward is is getting expanding a bit more into the bmx realm um you know we we're we're spread thin at times but uh, that's that's on our horizon that's something that we're looking at for sure so so uh well all right connor good question connor yep 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 so so connor let's say he's he's connor's connor's in consideration right behind dark side okay that? all right yeah dark side and then a, a bmx okay. gold gold medal winner yeah, yeah got exactly, it right exactly right. um so, before um, we let you go randy though uh mm-hmm. again uh big big sponsor of the gncc series coming up and mm-hmm. the e-mountain bike series very exciting stuff for michelin yeah. um look you race pro you uh made a main event in supercross you race yeah. at a high level um yeah. how much do you, how much do we blame vince freeze for this stuff well i, I don't want to get in the conversation with vince freeze what I, what I would like to say is that uh the way the way it was explained to me back in the '90s, which which life was a bit more blunt back in the '90s, you know, things weren't as sugar coated. So uh, the the one main event that I made was Charlotte '95, and I distinctly remember Roy Jansen telling us in the riders' meeting, "If you see the blue flag, that means there is a race going on, and you are not in it." Right. So, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, so I got lapped there by Mike Brown that won that race. And then, uh, actually I got out of the way. I got so much out of the race line that I actually chased doing two in on the triple when Mikhail <laughs> Sean chased the piss out of doing the triple and, uh, like re-injured his wrist. So, um, so I did my job. I got out of the way. Right. Uh, unlike apparently Vince does sometimes. And unlike JT, if you go back to Hankown, but, um, Oh, 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 too soon. Shots fired. Right. Yeah. Pew, pew. You know, we had um, a, we did a re-raceables podcast with JT. It's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. 
And in it, he talks about how, you know what, sometimes you're so upset with getting lapped, you don't even get out of the way because you're just pissed at your own race and you don't even care and you do not get out of the wow. way. Those words, straight hmm. from Jason Thomas. Odd. Wow. Yeah. He, must be, he must be riding around in a the vacuum then. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. You think he's like riding around in a vacuum? Uh, Kellen, you got a question? Yeah, Randy, I did actually want to ask yeah. you about, uh, I was talking to Tim Cotter the other day, and you know they're trying to get some buzz behind this Daytona vintage race. And I know yeah. that, I think you've you've gone down there a couple years before, and I was wondering if you could kind of just let the fans know like what the atmosphere is like down there and how much of a good time it is. I think it, that's an awesome event. Um, you know, Steve referenced earlier my my uh, I don't want to say it's a pro career because I was working with Michelin in, in an engineering role, and I would take my vacation days and go participate in the pro races. Right, so mm-hmm. for me to get to go back to Daytona, man, it is so so cool, and uh, and and to go ride the vintage bikes, um, you're going to have some high profile people there like Jeff Stanton, uh, Todd DeHoop was there, fully embracing uh, the David Bailey persona with with his riding gear and everything, and it's just a cool, laid back, fun event. Um, the the, the track is is very tame and uh in in comparison to uh obviously the supercross on saturday and then the ricky carmichael amateur supercross on monday tuesday i'm sorry sunday monday sunday monday um but it's cool it's fun it's laid back i highly recommend that that those who are in and around daytona for bike week come in and and check out the race walk the pits look at the old iconic bikes uh see some goofy mustaches and and on some guys at least me and uh it's a lot of fun for sure will robbie be healed up by then uh, robbie won't um robbie is similar to yourself uh when it comes to that trip and also the the red bull day in the dirt south uh down south which mm-hmm. i'll be doing both of those um robbie's similar to yourself he's trying to make excuses okay um and right. saying that he won't go to either of those but uh Robbie Harvey and some several others. We've got a meeting uh, Wednesday night to make our plans for for our Florida trip. So okay. it's going to be a good time. All right, um, we got a we got a call for you here, Randy, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. From uh, uh, is this Nick? This is Nick. What's up, man? You got a question for Randy Richardson? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, but first, can we get Weston Park to come back? Uh, yeah, we can probably get Weston Pike to come back. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I just saw him at uh, Houston. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you hooked me up with some Starcross fives, and Randy emailed me back and forth a little bit because waiting on they were behind in production. Oh, okay, nice. So, well, how did how'd you get those those Starcross fives? Uh, well, I called in asking y'all about what would be best for some hard pack starts off soft. Oh, okay. And Keeper was trying to tell me to go with uh, uh, something else. He were like, "No, no, you're getting Starcross fives." Okay, good. Dude, and so that sounds about pain. something that I would do. So, yeah. <laughs> They taste how I ride, man. I can corner so much better now. It's it's not day difference. Wow, you hear that, Randy? Randy, you hear that? I hear that. I hear that. And that just, uh, one, thank you for that positive feedback. And, uh, man, I'm pumped for you to take a moment to call in and tell me uh, or tell us, share with us how much you like the tires. So congrats to you for, for earning those, winning those, and thanks for the feedback, man. That's awesome. Uh, no, no problem, man. I was waiting on you to be a guest on the show so I could call in and tell you all about that. Awesome. Yeah, well, I've just been waiting. Thanks. Uh, th- yeah, thanks for thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. And, and if you're at a GNCC, uh, Randy Richardson will be there at all of them, every single one. So um, <laughs> right. head on over there. Thanks, I'm, Nick. I'm, yep. Hey, uh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll, hey. I'll, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Nick. Yep. Uh, just one more thing. 
Okay. The douchebags that keep telling us in fantasy that someone's having a bike problem five minutes before picks close just shut up. Marks, do we have that? Do I we, lost. Do we have that? Going I on? lost Oldenburg because of that. Yeah, I, I mean, the I, and, there's always oh, going to be trolls. There's always going to be trolls on the chat. Uh, there are some people that you know try to you know get some people with uh, fake oh. injury reports. But what you got to do is, if you don't have Twitter or Instagram, you got to get it. You got to follow Racer X. You got to follow the fantasy uh, page. You got to follow Steve. And again, we'll go back to Rotomoto. Rotomoto is really good at injury reports. Um, you got to follow those and that have have that be your source of uh, truth right. for injuries. All right, there you go, man. Yep. Oh. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Did you see thirty percent of Thanks, people Nick. had Moseman? Thirty percent. Yeah. I mean, I rough. was one of them. Rough. I just. Didn't check my phone. Didn't know he was. Off. Yeah, didn't know he's hurt. Yikes! I don't know. Big yikes! What, yeah, what can you say for that? Um, Randy, was, we got to get you in studio here, Randy, at some point too. By the way, yeah, I've been meaning to reach I'm, out to you and, and figure that out. Heck yeah, we're we're we still have some yeah, some constraints uh, with travel. You know, uh-huh. I know I came in there on my you know my my yep. personal time to come in there back in November and hang out with you and Kiefer and do World Vets and yeah and uh, but yeah, I definitely want to. Uh, come in first part of the year as soon as I can. I'd love to come in studio. Um, one because I'd like to get some art of sport, which you seem to give to everybody that comes in except me. And then, uh, so I really like that. But uh, yeah, I want to come in soon for sure. Uh, yeah, well, Connor Fields also is, is hoping that you don't blow the budget on Dark Side, so he'd what like some <laughs> left over for him. He said so. It, it, it sounds good. Right. Sounds good. Um, uh, but yeah, but uh, one, thank you for the time uh, to 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 promote our our efforts that we've got coming, and and definitely make a make a point to stop by uh, our Michelin Race Support Trailer. So we've got a, uh, the contingency information there. Um, you can get a free set of Michelin. We've got some mechanics gloves with the purchase of a set of Michelin Starcross Five tires. A set. So oh, stop set. by. See, see, Just yes, the front, yeah, or set. no? You got to buy set. a set. Okay. Set. All right. A set. A set. <laughs> yeah, a set. Um, anyway, but uh, kind of like you sent me that one sock. But uh, oh, anyway, um, yeah, I'll be at the first two and love to talk with some people there. And, and we can talk Paul the next. We can talk uh, Michelin Starcross Fives or whatever. And then a couple things to clear up. Um, so thank you to let me promote that. And then this Moto Fight Club thing. Yep. That's in Travelers Rest. That, that's close by. And to be honest, that's kind of a – it's kind of a plan B to be honest with you, because all those guys were, were coming into the upstate here. Um, and, and in hopes of trying to get the fastest man in Piedmont title. And and that's what, yeah. yeah. So that's what they were. That's what they had booked flights and everything was set up for that. And then, and then they understood the rules that I've had to explain to Mike Brown for decades now (laughs) that you you have to establish residency in Piedmont. You know, it's like running for political office. Yeah. 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 You just can't show up. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't just go run for the governor of of Nevada. Right. So you have to establish residency. So, so when they realized that they said, Oh crap, that's uh, let's, 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 let's race dirt track. So, uh, so I'll go to that on the 25th and hang out with Eddie Ray and Jessica and, and go to that motor fight club at the dirt track. So um, looking forward to that. Nice as well. Yeah. Nice. And check out the road to recovery auction that we talked about earlier yeah. as well. Um, thanks Randy. Big deal for the folks at Michelin. I'm glad to see you back at a high level of yeah. racing with the Michelin. I'm really stoked mm-hmm. on this. Uh, um, it's awesome. Uh, great tires, great company. And uh, I'm stoked that Michelin's doing this. This is awesome. Thanks, man, and I look forward to uh, I look forward to outrunning you at an E Mountain Bike GNCC soon. Bring it! All right, see you, buddy. All right.
Thank Later, you. Bye. All right, that's the fastest man in Piedmont. Also, yard of the of the month winner as well. Yard of the month. Yeah, in Piedmont. Of the year. Of the year. Yard of the yard year. Yard of the month of the year. Yard of the month of the year. Yes, that's what the sign says. Well, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yard of the month it, of the it's, year. It's it's a lot. Uh, but thanks to Randy for coming on board. Randy's awesome. Uh, he is. He's great. Uh, also, Kellen Brower from RacerX Online and Start Your Systems, brought to you by Art of Sport. Speaking of Art of Sport that Randy does not have, uh, we'll get you some as well. Sweet. Uh, uh, Kellen. So let me tell you about Art of Sport. It's one of the fastest growing new body and skincare brands on the planet. Uh, Kenny Roxon's a partner in this company, along with guys like uh, uh, James Harden as well, and the late Kobe Bryant was involved. They have more than 7,000 five-star reviews, and everyone from ESPN, Sports Illustrated, GQ, Men's Health are showing them some love. All products under $10. They're available at Target stores, but just last week, also available at uh, at Walgreens and CVS and all these other stores. Check uh, my video on Instagram for that. So you can get this stuff everywhere now. Artofsport.com, uh, under $10 for every product, whether it's uh, body wash, shampoo, uh, 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 deodorant, whatever it is, artofsport.com. Bringing you Kellen Brower on the show. Also, speaking of privateers, like Kevin Morant's coming up, firepowerparts.com. Chiz, uh, the Muckoff Honda team is using Firepower, which is a big deal for these guys. Uh, Featherlight lithium batteries, as well as uh, great, great chains, uh, feather, feather, firepowerparts.com. They'll dial you in. Their batteries are backed by a two-year warranty. Their chains are made in Japan. They got O-ring. They got X-ring. Uh, really good quality. And again, Chiz and the A-Ray uh, SGB team, Cowie team's using this. Go for Dunes Honda, firepowerparts.com for more information on that. We should uh, we should end up giving some stuff away, one of these points for Firepower. We haven't done that really for those guys, but but we need to. Uh, Vince Freeze coming up here on the show shortly along with Kevin Moran's privateer hero. Uh, Kevin Moran's coming on uh, to talk about his season so far. we got lots of phone calls still, uh, so we got lots to get into. Real uh, quick, I just – Yeah, go ahead. I always like going back to the rule book when it comes to situations like these, and I know earlier we talked about how the blue flag is is phrased. So I looked it up, and it literally says, when conditions allow, move out of the fast line. Once out of the fast line, hold your line, do not ride erratically, and do not impede the faster rider's progress. So that's what, like, that That basically is saying, like, kind of move out of the way, right? Wow, when when applicable, right? When so, applicable. So, so Vince would be like, hey, man, I'm going to do that jump, and if I move out of the way, I can't do that jump. I'm not saying that's no, 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 no defense, yeah. but I'm saying, like, you're... But like, the whole, like, hold your line, stay in the fast right, line and right, hold right, your line, like, right. I think... The rule book says something different, and I feel like that is how you have to interpret it, right? In that I would situation. Think, well, yeah, because you are getting lapped. Yeah. So you know you're not hold. You 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 need to not interfere with the race, right? So right. That's that's what they're going at. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to talk to Vince about it. You know, and I mean, again, like I I have to laugh a little bit because I made this joke on a on a text like Mike Genova from Smart Top Bullfrog Spas Honda. You know, he has this unique contract structure with his mm-hmm. guys. Like I said, he pays for fifteenth, doesn't pay anything for sixteenth. And he's just sitting there stroking a cat and just laughing while, you know, I mean, Vince is riding hard. Vince yeah. wants money, just like you or I do, right? And uh, and the way the contract's set up, Vince, I've had riders tell me before, last year or the year before, like, watch Vince when he's in 16th. Like, he is going for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, he wants to get that bonus money. So it's an interesting uh, way of doing things. We've got lots of phone calls to talk about this going Is that on. contract structure, I know, like, Moto Concepts, I think, you know, like kind of puts themselves a little bit higher up than like back of the field in a main event. So they would probably want guys finishing like top 10 or above. Is that a, a, a contract structure for any other team? No, no, no. Like guys that would be like borderline main event guys, if they get 15th or better. No, 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 no. So the, this, this is only, only time, Moto Concepts. Yeah, it's the only okay. time I've heard of anything that was Moto Concepts. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, like JT would 
be a guy that rode for a lot of teams like yeah. Moto Concepts in his career, and it was never anything like that. It was double, any, any bonuses at all? Uh, sometimes they double contingency. So okay. whatever whatever your manufacturer will pay you, the team will double it. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So that, that'll be what the team pays in a haunted pace. So that'll be a deal that a lot of teams would pay their guys. Um, other times it's just, hey, expenses and whatever you earn purse money and, mm, and contingency right. is, is what you're getting, you know? So uh, Vortex Racing, speaking of uh, racing, Dylan Ferrandis, uh, Aaron Plessinger, the whole Star Yamaha team actually crushing it with the Vortex guys. Of course, they won championships with Stu and uh, Chad Reed back in the day. They got the V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. It's a wide range of bands you can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of R&D and testing into the super strong bars without sacrificing weight. Uh, on these things. Also, uh, the the sprockets, man. Uh, like I said, the Star Yamaha guys are using Vortex Racing. All the Yamaha guys have for years used Vortex Racing sprockets. So you know they're good. If you want some sprockets or handlebars, email Kyle at VortexRacing.com. Tell them you're a Pulp MX Show listener, and they will get you dialed in. So Kyle at PulpMXShow.com uh, for those guys. Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest uh, of the night. This guy has been absolutely doing a great job in the 250 East Series. And coming off this weekend, he uh, 14th this past weekend, top 10 a couple of times now in this series. Kevin Morans, what's up, Morans? How are you, man? Yo, how's it going? Thanks for calling in. Thank you. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's always good to, to talk with you guys. Yeah, no worries, man. So, hey, like, we're six rounds down. A guy like you, you you, you didn't get a chance to ride outside of the, the six races, did you? Like, uh, no. when you're when you're in Houston or you're in uh, Indianapolis, you don't ride, right? No, I mean, obviously, I think nobody pretty much rode in Indianapolis because right, right. it was freezing. But uh, even in Houston, um, no, because I ended up, just having like a like little just little nagging little things that happen in the night show that it's like okay like is it really worth riding or do we just take one day off to recover a little bit better to get ready for the race so like yeah. i wasn't really too stressing about riding yeah uh, it's got to be one of those things so knowing that format how 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 do you like it dude i i really hope we never go away from it i absolutely <laughs> love it uh, really? Just because what? Just more money, more opportunities to race, more like more well, stuff going on. The bi- the biggest thing, obviously, as a privateer, that uh, at least like I struggle with is knowing where I'm going to go and train in the middle of the week if we race every weekend, right? So when you have these three races back to back to back, it takes a large majority of your stress away, mm-hmm. and financially, obviously, it's easier for everybody because I'm not having to drive or fly to then go pay to train to then pay to go back to the race to race. Like, your yep. training is your racing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, I'm... I'm with you. Yeah, yeah it's it's tough, yeah. right? Like, uh, uh, it's, t- it's... In the end, though, do you feel like this is saving you money? Oh, 100%. Do you? 100%. Okay, all right. Yeah, just yeah. less flights or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's, like, obviously with me getting creative, like, with the helmet wrap deals and whatnot, like, if I can bounce three of those out in one week plus you know be performing well then it's it's a lot easier on me than having to figure out and you know pay somebody a couple grand a month to train at a facility and do all this right. stuff like let's just keep racing that's all i gotta say <laughs> uh, have you been have you been airbnb in it uh no like actually so in houston i got really lucky because chris regala which is the guy that's taking me to the line so it's kind of like my mechanic yep and he's kind of like a the pastor slash like uh he's kind of like the church guy of our team mm-hmm. and so i stayed with his family um shout out to john and and uh them for letting me stay down there for houston so that was huge and then in uh india i was actually able to stay with my buddy max uh with dirt bike depot he let me stay in his hotel oh, for cool. the whole week down there so oh. it was uh pretty prime for kevin 
Yeah, no, nice work. By the way, before we get too far into this, condolences on the Chiefs and uh, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. They couldn't pull it, they couldn't pull it out. Dude, so, I mean, we got creamed. I can only imagine. Like, I just obviously, like, Benny got some TV time for his butt patch. And I just sent him a Snapchat, and, like, in the middle of the game. I'm like, this is rough, dude. And he didn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we just got absolutely demolished. I was worried about Jeff Bloss just kicking things, dude. Just just kicking things and just destroying things. And I really you know. wanted to call Benny, dude. I can only imagine how just irritated he was. Uh, I bet, I bet. Well, look, hey, man, you've been some, you've been getting some good finishes. Yes, the class has been struck by injuries, but that's been nothing. That's nothing to do with you, and that's not your fault. You've been taking advantage yeah. of it most of the time. That's got to be you've got to be yeah. stoked with some of these rides. No, I mean I'm definitely stoked. Like the heat races are off off the charts man like my starts are there my speed at the beginning obviously is there like that's the biggest part that i came in with obviously minimal prep like i had five days on supercross coming into the uh the first round so like i'm racing myself back into shape but uh yeah starts are there dude so like as soon as i can get kind of like the full 15 minutes under my belt um which i believe i have now like it's the the results that i've gotten yeah, I'm happy with them because they're, you know, they're better than last year, X, Y, Z. Yes, the field is getting a little bit lighter and whatnot due to injury, but, like, it it's weird to say because, like, last year I'd be stoked with a 10th, and, like, this year with the field that we have and with how I'm riding, like, I'm pissed with a 10th. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I'm definitely better than that, so I just got to keep it on two wheels, and, I mean, we'll be fine. Hey, Kevin, it's Kellen Brower here in the studio. Um, you were talking about there a little bit, like with the field being as depleted as it's gotten. I talked to Wilson Fleming about this last week. Have your goals like changed from round to round? Like, did you start the season thinking like, if I can just finish here, I'll be happy. But then you see like maybe Grant Harlan finish fifth and you're like, oh, maybe I could finish fifth. Like, did that change your entire mindset going forward? Um, I mean, yes, to an extent. Like, so like my biggest goal coming into the season. So last year, my best finish was a 13th at like one of the last rounds in Salt Lake City. So coming into this year, like realistically, I knew the, like the field, obviously with everybody healthy, my goal was like, all right, like we, my goal was to crack the top 10 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously to get that out of the way at round three, I was like, hell yeah, let's just do it again. So like, and then a few more guys got hurt. And then, yeah, like you said, like those people that finished there um, and I know that I can compete with and be, yeah, like absolutely your goals change. Yeah, I saw you uh, with Grant Harlan, too, talking about it. You guys did some Hoosier Arena Cross in the offseason, and you two yeah. were, like, kind of getting into it a little bit. You had some good racing, but, like, some, some bar-banging <laughs> yeah. moments, too. Like, kind of fun oh, yeah. stuff, huh? Oh, absolutely. It's <laughs> Arena Crash for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> does, does, like, that kind of Arena Cross stuff, like, how does it help your prep coming into the season? Like, is it some good, um, like, racing to it, get you it, ready to go? I would have to say racecraft, if I'm being really honest. Like, that's one thing I really enjoy. And, like, I found a home really quick in the Amsoil Arena Cross stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yes, like, the biggest thing for me is that cat and mouse game. Like, I kind of really love that kind of racing where you have to set somebody up to make a pass. Um, I'm obviously, you know, I kind of pride myself on making good passes um, instead of just, like, T-boning people. And especially in the series that I was running, like, you get pretty much docked or DQ'd if you do anything stupid right. like that. So it forces you to increase or make your race craft really good. So like where you're setting people up, you're squaring up, you find a way around them instead of just hitting them. Mm-hmm. So I think that plays a huge role when it comes into like, for instance, the last round that we had in India, a very tight track like that. Uh, it allows you to get a little bit more creative, to get around people to be really honest. Now what happened, uh, what happened uh, at this past weekend in the main event? I wasn't there, so I didn't get to see, but how, how'd it go? Um, 
Did you see uh, the situation I had with my whole shot device on the starting line? No, I don't think so. You hear about that? No. Yeah, so I took off on the sight lap. We set the whole shot device, went off, and came around, to, uh, obviously, after the sight lap to set it for the main. And we attempted probably about 10 times. Um, it must have, on the sight lap after I took off, when it unlatched, it must have bent whatever catches uh, yeah. the the whole shot device. So, it, long story short, I didn't have the whole shot device when we took off for the main. So, oh, trust okay. me, your boy's getting starts, and that's why we got a shit start there is because I didn't have a whole shot device. <laughs> so, started pretty much last. Ended up having to roll the finish line on the first lap two, uh, or not the finish line, the triple on the first lap two. So that didn't help. So started from pretty far back. There was only maybe one guy, one or two guys behind me, and came back up. I think I got up to P11 at one point because uh-huh. um, I was hitting that big 3-3-3 one line, uh, which was nice. Right. <laughs> it was really nice because I was gaining in on guys, and that's where I made a few passes. And then, you know, this is part of the, the racing in Indy is the rut on the last uh, three caught me a little bit, and okay. then I landed into the tough blocks and just went end over end. So got back up, ended up finishing 14th. So I yep. saw a top 15 finish, but that's nowhere near where I should be. Right, right. Um. Hey, so big talk, big topic tonight is the Vince Freeze incident. Obviously, he's coming on here shortly. Um, yeah, you, you're I, I was, go ahead. You're a guy that's been lapped. You've lapped guys. You get lapped. Uh, what's your take on that? And what's it like? You know, one of the things Kellen and I were talking earlier was how much it just screws with your race once you start getting lapped. Yeah, um, I was actually easier on because I got put on the the call a little bit before you guys brought me in, but I was listening and. So I got I got some two cents on that I guess is what I say but yeah. um, working into it like the Vince thing I mean I don't I don't want to say much on that because that's just kind of a, obviously a shitty deal like I don't he didn't mean to do that and it really sucks for Barsha I'm sure he's all been out of shape about it because I mean there's nothing you could do yeah it sucks when you are laughing people but one thing I will say is even for instance like me like I got some heat on social media for I had no idea about dude like I didn't know they're behind me kind of deal mm-hmm. the thing that people do not realize which understand that anybody that's getting lap is not staying in the way on purpose like that's just not what we do but people don't realize that they wave the blue flag when guys are over a full rhythm yes. behind us yes yes so they're giving us way too much of a heads up so, like, what are they, the fans expecting us to do? Stop and wait 10 seconds until we, they pass? Like, yep. no. Like, you yep. race until you hear them on your ass, and then you get out of the way. So yeah, and, and when it happens and when it happens repeatedly, you're like, okay, well, look, this, this blue flag doesn't necessarily mean anything right now. Cause, yes. Because I just yeah. literally, you know, I raced six weeks and got the blue flags early or whatever. Yes, exactly. So, like, it's, a, it's kind of a definitely a gray area. Like, okay, once you get lapped by the leader, then you're kind of looking back and trying to keep an eye on people. But, like, when you first get lapped, like you don't wait for them to lap you. Like you're, and obviously, like for instance, like my situation is, I was getting heat on social media. Man, those keyboard warriors are real. Yeah, I know <laughs> they, uh, they really are. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, um, yeah, because for whatever happened with Jet or whatever, like I didn't see anybody behind me, and I didn't get, or I got lapped by uh, whoever's in the lead, and there was a big gap in between the next couple people. So mm-hmm. like, I was just racing. And yeah, and I had hand right in front of me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So like we were racing, racing, and we had already gotten lapped by the first place person. I didn't know who was behind me. I'm getting the blue flag, which you're obviously going to get after you get lapped by the first person. Um, so like we're just racing, and then yeah, apparently and I got then, in his way or something like that. And then, and then how about, about it, Morans? How about the guys that like just 
use the opportunity of you slowing down to pass you back. Oh, dude, that's that's a that's a that's a game that's a in the playbook, man. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, I've had, and I have people that have done it to me. Like, of it's course, part yeah. of racing. Yep, yep. So yeah, it's definitely a a gray area when you're getting lapped because you don't want to screw up their race, but you don't want to screw up your race. So you got to find a happy medium. And let's just be really honest. You're not going to make everybody happy. No, no, absolutely. Uh, hey, we, this is the, the show that uh, celebrities call in. We have a uh, Cheyenne Harmon on one. Oh boy. What's up, <laughs> Harmon? How are you, man? Oh, Hey, what's up guys? Thanks, thanks for calling in. Oh yeah. I was just calling to see how much money Kevin lost on the KC game last night. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't bet any money. I know, I know you had, a, I know you had a couple stacks up there, little Hummer. <laughs> oh yeah, no shot, no shot. Man. I uh, I took, no. I lost all my bets just about because I took the overs with uh, with everything because I just thought KC would win, and so that means all their skill guys are going to get a lot of yards and points, and yeah, that uh, that didn't work out so well. So no, our offense did not perform. Harmon, how's Arena Cross life? Well, uh, you know, I I was doing the series. Um, I, actually, I'm not doing the series anymore. Uh, I actually went and bought a gas gas on Thursday. Whoa. And I'm trying to uh, get things together to be at Orlando, too, for the first West Coast round. Really? I did not know this. What? Uh, wow, breaking news here. Cheyenne Harmon trying to get in for Orlando, too. <laughs> yeah, nope, I'm signed up. Um, yeah, just crazy things. But uh, yeah, two fifties or four fifties, two fifties or two, yeah, two fifties, right? Yeah, so you said west, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so wow, uh, yeah, unexpected, not not what I had planned, but um, yep. Uh, like I said, I just you don't want to line up for east because you're scared of Morans. Is that what, is that where we're <laughs> damn, damn straight? He is. Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I, I don't want to do that to my buddy. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee a whole <laughs> shot, you buddy. <laughs> no, hey, you know what? It, it's tough because, like, I'm, you know, I'm watching the East, and I'm like, dang, wish I could do that. But no, I, I'm, I'm excited to go race the West. I, I wish I could be out there racing with with Kevin Ring and all the other East Coast boys. But um, we're gonna go have some fun on the West Coast. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I didn't know any of this drama that was going on. I've just been informed of the, the Cheyenne Harmon Arena Cross drama. So now, now <laughs> yeah, I'm no. in the know. Now I'm in the know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it it was a crazy week last week. Uh, we had some drama at the last Arena Cross round, and um, unfortunate situation to happen um, that I wasn't even really involved with. Uh, or, but uh, yeah, so that's that's that uh, i had to deactivate my my all my social media oh Speaking shit keyboard warriors oh boy oh man keyboard warriors you know you take you you get a little aggressive and rena cross nowadays and you get a bunch of snowflakes after <laughs> well, you. yeah i mean that's how you get by in arena cross uh uh moran's knows that that's that's how it works so. <laughs> um yeah well cool man no it's good to know and so we'll see you in orlando i guess yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah, no, we'll be there. But nope, I was just calling to give Kevin a hard time about the KC game. Fantastic. Uh, Paul Bamex <laughs> fantasy alert, Cheyenne Harmon showing up at Orlando. Could be a spicy handicap right there. So, uh, there, there we go. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, thanks. Bye. Thanks. I, I didn't know any of this drama. I'm just getting informed. I'm getting up to date on it now. So. <laughs> um, hey, Moraz, where are you riding this week? You're down in Florida? Yep, I'm down in Florida. So, I'll either. I don't really know right now. Like it's showing rain uh, all day for tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll see what it what, what it brings. Are you back at the Go Farm? 
Uh, yeah, Go Farm's not a thing I know, anymore. Because, I know. Yeah, so I'm down here like in Tallahassee, so I'll either probably hop on with uh, GPS tomorrow or uh, see what other connections we can find maybe a little bit farther down south towards uh, Orlando. So the Go Farm is officially closed. Star has it now. That's that's the. Deal. I'm pretty sure, man. Right, like right. as far as I'm aware, right, yeah. Right, right. Ah, well, if you see Josh Woods, tell him we said hi. Woodrow's good. Yeah. good people, you know. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, man, yeah, it's uh, out of the three. So we're down six races. I didn't. Again, I wasn't there, but I didn't like Indy Three Track. Which one did you like the most? Which one did you not like? Uh, which um, one did you like the least? I would have to say least favorite was probably the last one, just because of how. I mean, I don't know, man. I go both ways because if you really think about it, like I really liked the last one because of that big section. Like not everybody was in that big section probably from like fifth place on and your boy was getting it. So like I was loving it. (laughs) Uh, But uh, other than that, like like when it comes to the racetrack, I didn't really like it because how tight it was. Like coming off the, the finish line, going into a sharp left to whoops to then a sharp right. Like there's no momentum in the whoops. There's no separating in the whoops. They turn into jumpers. Um, yeah, there were some options, which were nice because, you know, the other rounds before that, you kind of had one main line that everybody was kind of doing, but right. I don't know. Um, I, they were all kind of tight, very soft technical tracks. So right. it's good and bad and whichever way you look at it. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you do that's pretty interesting is, uh, and I've, and I've passed this on to a couple people is you're, you're really good job doing a good job of marketing yourself. You're selling out helmet wraps. You're selling the, the guy who sponsors you. Uh, we talked about this on one of our privateer pods. You know, it was a steakhouse in Dallas, and you give them everything. Uh, yeah. Any company that wants to come on with you and sponsor you round around or multiple rounds, uh, you work with them. Now you got a Patreon going on. I like the hustle, Morans. It's very impressive. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I got some cool things for all your listeners, too. Okay. So if anybody uh, goes to and wants to join my team, so obviously as a privateer, you guys know that. You know, we're trying to make ends meet and everything, and this is my creative way of making it happen. So if anybody uh, goes to KevinMorans.com and hits the Join Morans Racing tab, you can see that you can either support, like, as a sponsor, as a fan. You can make a one-time donation, whatever you want to do. But uh, everybody who goes in and uh, logs in as any tier, no matter what, uh, mm-hmm. what, what uh, level you're at, um, you along with whatever you get from that tier, like, so your Patreon uh cool additive things uh you're gonna get some free obachon candy uh because they are a sponsor of mine and they are continuously sponsoring me through the supercross season so they hooked me up with some freebies so i'm gonna get everybody some samples if they want to go check it out and nice my team. Oh, free candy yeah. i don't yeah. know what, what is Indeed, that what, what, what kind man. of candy is that what, what is that I it's, it's from they're from hawaii okay it's real hawaiian oh, candy wow. trust me sweet it's top-notch stuff. <laughs> Steve's heading to Tifo yeah, yeah. J this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me some this weekend, uh, Morales. Oh, yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah. Got okay, you. all right, yeah. But, um, no, it's pretty cool because, like, sponsor, like, you can support as a sponsor as a fan, and, like, yeah. sponsors get logos on the bike, jersey, promo videos, like, content for marketing, stuff like that. And then fans, like, top-tier uh, fan actually can get their first and last name on my front fender. Got four spots of that left, but – just really cool stuff like behind the scenes footage you know gopro footage of me on the track uh you can get you know signed number plates signed jerseys exclusive sticker packs just cool stuff like that that gets people 
actually to join my program and be a part of the team instead of just like the normal privateer just going to people asking for money. You know right. what I mean? I like it. I like it. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you brought up the GoPro thing. Uh, you Your GoPro footage is used for the Lawrence crash, and it reminds me now there's this whole thing going on now with Kat and Zaro not being allowed to use footage. Do you know? Like, is that affecting you too or? My mouth is shut, bro. I have no idea about this. <laughs> All right, then. Good to know. Uh, yeah, I have no idea, dude. I heard that they were going to start, like, telling people. I, I, I saw all the stuff about, you know, no GoPros, this and that, and I was told, no, that's just amateurs. It's free game yeah. and, and the pro stuff. So I was like, all right, man. Like, Well, they're not I saying you can't use them. What they're saying is you can't use a certain amount of footage, the, uh, certain seconds of footage, right? Something. That seems a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, well, they used your dude, footage on the broadcast. You, yeah, that's, that's kind of messed up, man. Because think about it. Like, that's honestly, let's be really honest. That's probably a large majority of how AJ makes his living. Right? Is like his behind the scenes kind of stuff, that kind of footage. So if they're going to take that away from him. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, gay. yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I don't. But then again, you know, the, the, there's got to be a line drawn somewhere where you know you can't use all the. I don't know. The, the, what is it 45 seconds an hour or something? That's what you can use. I don't know. Okay, all right. I don't. I don't like it either. But uh, rules are rules, I guess. It's not. It's not Nom here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, hey, uh, Morans. Thanks for coming on. Hold on. Uh, don't let well, him go. Oh, yeah, oh. I, have, I have a question. Okay. Have a question. Sorry, Kellen. Yeah, I, wa- yeah, I wanted great. to ask you about maybe the takeout of the year that you were on the brunt side of this year when oh my Dylan Woodcock oh. lit you up in the LCQ. What happened there? Yo, so, and this, I had a word with him afterwards. I'm not one that's going to go throw hands or get pissed off. Like, it's racing, and I was in the LCQ. I shouldn't have been in the LCQ. So, that's just like, 100% it's on me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I should have won that freaking race anyway. Like, I was the fastest one on the track. I was out there. I had a good lead. I just made a stupid mistake. And my front end went to a higher rut than I was expecting, which took me to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, I was obviously out there winning, went down, and I got up, and I'm like, Jesus, Kevin, like, you cannot be doing this. You're going to, like, I was like, just be, you're fine. Like, you got up. I was like, in fifth. I was like, dude, I got this. Because I was the only one, again, hitting the bigger jumps. I was hitting that 3-3-3 out of the sand. Um, so I knew I had the speed. And I knew I was going to be able to get back into a transfer position. I just had to be smart about it and stay on two wheels. So I come out of the corner uh, through the sand after just getting up. And I'm like, I knew I needed to make, obviously, in the LCQ, you got to make your passes pretty quick. You got to make them stick. So, I went for the 3-3-3 uh, through the sand, and Woodcock did not get it. And so I dealt, like tripled into the inside of him, and he was trying to kind of cut down. But I was already in air when he decided to land the double and then start to cut inside. Mm-hmm. So then we made contact. I got around him. And obviously, if I got around to the sand and tripled again, he, was, he wasn't going to be able to catch me. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew yep. that. So um, he took just an absolute straight line to jump off the track if I was not there, <laughs> and he just took my front end out, and you know that's all she wrote. It's part of the LCQ. That's brutal. It is part of the LCQ. Also, uh, also too, don't forget Moran's was on the receiving end of Kerr and Thurman in uh, in SLC <laughs> as well. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. Poor, poor Kevin Moran's. Oh. Um, Dude. I tell you what, I I I know that's what, and that's what I have to look at, dude. Is like that's where I was last year. This year we've made a lot of improvements. Yeah, and the finishes aren't even where I want to be, but dude, we're on a different level from last year, and I just need to keep the ball rolling because we made a lot of improvements. No, absolutely, man. And like like I said at the beginning, it's not your fault that the class uh, got hit by injuries, and you just need to take advantage of it now. You know, like, yeah, like Grant Holland did, and, and like you did it a couple rounds. So yeah. Um, 
thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Please uh, go to KevinMorans.com. Hit that button. Get some candy. Yeah, and, check uh, it out. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you this weekend, man. Yep, absolutely. See you soon. All right, see you. That's Kevin Morans. Brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com if you want to deal on a set of sprockets that uh, Star Yamaha uses or uh, a set of V3 bars. So good stuff from Morans in the, in the sense of, Kellen, that uh, you know the blue flags are coming out early. And what are you supposed to do? And I'm racing. And like, like, look again, not excusing what yeah. happened, but uh, you know, a valid point there for guys that, that are wondering, you know, WTF for Vince Freeze. Yeah, it's nice to hear a little insight from from someone who was literally there, knew how that track raced, and and how he would react to the blue flags. Because I mean, that that 250 class, I mean, what they lapped up to, to somewhere around 10th again this week. I mean, yeah. but they lapped up to fourth the week before. Yeah, and, fifth got lapped. The yeah, week before, so, so uh, it's crazy. Absolutely. In that class. Uh, Ryan's on two. Ryan, what's going on, man? Hey, just got a quick question. Uh, with all the Vince Freeze going on, just curious if you see a correlation between these faster lap times getting down to 46 seconds, and just curious if you think, you know, faster lap times, you're doing more laps, you're coming up on more lappers, you're getting into more altercations there. If you think a harder track, a longer lap time is going to lap less guys and ultimately end up, ultimately end up as less opportunities for more stuff like this happening. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you have uh, you have a longer track, you have longer lap times. You're not going to get as much up in there. You're not going to lap guys twice, maybe. By the way, I'm fully on board with a black flag if you're lapped twice. I'm fully on board with that, right? Can we agree with that? Yeah, I mean, that's tough because there's definitely guys that go a lap down like before halfway, and they'll definitely get lapped twice because they just get freight trained by everybody yeah, coming through at that point. See you point. later. I get it. Yeah. I'm just saying it's going to – I'm fully behind that. Yeah, okay. Um but, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, your, your point is well taken, Ryan. I agree. The tracks have been – well, this weekend was 52s, 51. Yeah, well, they were down in the 47s, I think, for qualifying. But in the race, yeah, it was yeah, up there a yeah. little bit. And this track was a lot different than the others. I mean, they only were lapping freeze for 16th on, like, that, lap 20-something. Whatever, two laps like, from they, the end. They were yeah, pretty yeah, deep yeah. into yeah. the main. So yep, they yep. didn't go as deep through the field as they as they have been, for yep, sure. Yep, So, But this track was tighter. It was mm-hmm. slower. Um yeah, so but but I didn't think it made for a good track though either, no. right? So there's the there's the there's the paradox in that. So, uh, yeah, you're right though, Ryan. Absolutely. Hey man, you've been on hold for over an hour, so we're gonna give you a fly racing uh, casual wear package. All right. Awesome, man. Thank you. No problem. Stay on hold. Talon will get your information. We'll get you a fly racing uh, uh, casual package, man. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. Uh, he's on hold there. Uh, let's go to some other calls here before we come up with Vince Freeze. Uh, Briggs is on three. Briggs, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Hey, good show so far. Um, I was about this lapper stuff, man. I've been on the sport a long time. Um, what do you think of, like, in-helmet communication? I mean, between not just lappers, but even, like, safety issues on the track. Um, I mean, I understand other sports do it. I just understand why Moto hasn't done it yet when most of the other major racing sports organizations have. Well, uh, so Coy Gibbs was always been a guy, a fan of this, you know, because of, uh, just for, you know, the car racing stuff and everything else. So he's always been like, Hey man, we need to do this. And I guess they tested it. And apparently you couldn't really hear it. Have you seen any of the Brian Deegan videos that he does with his kids? Cause he's been using that a lot with, uh, we'll get there. We'll raise him this time. (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I think that the problem with the, Communication inside of a helmet, and I don't know, like, I'm not fast enough to even say that this is a reality, but 
in other you know forms of motorsports like NASCAR or Formula One or MotoGP or whatever, they they usually have like long straightaways where the drivers are almost doing nothing except for driving straight, and yeah. they can kind of think about what they're talking to you know talking about in the helmet and stuff like that. These guys like they're going to have like a couple seconds off a of Supercross triple to maybe hear something, and then they're like yeah. focusing on the next corner and trying to triple out, and you know like it's it comes yeah. out so fast. I know Briggs. I heard like I said the guys couldn't really hear it. What about like an audible beep, like uh, one beep for hey lapper, two beeps for red flag? I mean, you know, uh, yeah. maybe. Okay, the problem with that is it costs money. Who's who's, pay, who's paying <laughs> it costs for that? Money, yeah. Who's who's paying for yeah. that? You know, I, I don't know. I. <laughs> That's a I whole mean, different ball of issues. As I know. Where the money in the sport no, goes. I'm with you. It's uh, look as I said with JT or. T- Getting around lappers has been a thing for racers in our sports since the first gate dropped, and it happens every single weekend. And, like, what are you going to do? Obviously, Vince didn't mean to do that. And I just I don't know about reinventing the sport just because of something that happens one weekend when we, everybody knows the deal. Everybody knows what the, what, what the story is, you know? So yeah. I'm with you, man. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm closed-minded to not look at new solutions. I really like my, my line. Brower doesn't like it, but I like my line. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Where, where you have to take it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even like light, like some kind of light on the handlebar pad or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, um, all right, man, thanks for the call. Appreciate the, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the call. Thank nice you. Show. Yep, Pulp and Mech Show presented by motorsport.com and uh, Fly Racing and the folks at uh, Decal Works as well. Uh, Kellen Brower in studio here uh, with me uh, for the rest of the show. Uh Jason Thomas will come up here shortly. We'll have that. We'll have him on. Uh, Dan Hubbard as well coming up. So looking forward to uh, to that. Uh, all right. Our next guest, uh, man, we've spoken about tonight for a little bit already. Uh, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Uh, email sales at pivotworks.com. Get a two-stroke piston. Get a four-stroke piston. Whatever it is, the folks at Vertex will have you covered. Uh, top-end kits. Their whole sister companies are like Pivotworks and Hot Cams and Wrench Rabbit. Uh, Marks did a whole bike with the Wrench Rabbit kit. And uh, I don't even – does it still run, Marks? Does the bike run? Do we know? Um, I'm working on something else, but it's not Wrench Rabbit related. But Wrench Rabbit stuff is awesome. Good stuff. Bike run. Bike bike runs great. We haven't. Is your bike still running? I need an exhaust. When's the last time it started? Uh, probably a couple months ago. Oh, okay. My brother wrote it. I didn't oh, write it. Okay. Well, I thought it would be longer than <laughs> no, that. No, probably a couple months ago. Uh, vertexpistons.com. Again, email sales at pivotworks.com. They'll have you dialed. Uh, let's welcome our next guest here. Brought to you by the folks at Bullfrog Spas. Smart Top. Uh, or he rides for the Bullfrog Spas Spark Talk Honda team. It's Vince Freeze. What's up, Vince? How are you, man? What's going on? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Obviously, look, uh, rough weekend for you for sure. And, uh, you know, I I, I definitely think it, it wasn't ideal for you. Uh, it wasn't a great look. But on the other hand, Vince, I don't want to tar and feather you either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't ideal. But, um, yeah, it, it is what it is. What uh, Take us through it from your end of things. And, and, and did you know it was him? Was he on you? Did you see the blue flags? Take us through it a little bit on your side. So, yeah, I mean, I, I had no clue that he was right there when the actual incident happened. Um, I mean, I moved over for for Kenny and Cooper. I thought I did a good job of, of getting out of the way for those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I hopped back in right at the end of the whoops there. And actually, I think I had an map in front of me and just kind of I was kind of, he was going two laps down. So he was going a lap down to me and two laps down to mm-hmm. those guys, you know? So, um, I was kind of thinking squeak past him and 
and and keep going and and he kind of stayed in the in the same same group and we were coming up to that triple where it happened and you know i knew there's nothing that he could do or i could do on that triple so it's just kind of hold your line jump the jump and then and then get to the next turn or rhythm lane and and, and look back and, and assess what's going on behind us and, right um i mean i think he did the right thing too he, he he just jumped the jump in the normal race line and i followed him right off it and justin just tried to i think thread the needle in a spot that that just wasn't there um i i didn't know he was there i mean i was i was doubling the double before the triple and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's in the back of me you know now, um that was a line you took I, all, all all race or most of the race almost almost yeah. the whole race i actually I, I switched it up once or twice tried to tried to go to the right and mm-hmm. almost crashed on that triple once or twice and I, as i saw a couple other guys do as well right um and the ruts were bad i think malcolm right in front of me in the heat almost had a big crash there because over on the right side of that triple the ruts were just nasty right right um, um so no idea and then he tagged you and you're just like oh boy yeah yeah (laughs) and i mean i pretty much i was like oh crap you know because i knew it was for a guy to be coming that fast behind me to to rear in me over a double it's like yeah that's that's somebody going fast and yeah, kind of. I had myself in a pretty good spot. I had a decent little race going. I mean, I was battling with with Brayton for most of the race, and mm-hmm. I was feeling okay about like a you know a, a 11th, 12th place finish. And yeah, that kind of killed the end of my race, and my brain was kind of just going like, oh man, here. Like, I knew I didn't do anything wrong, but it's just like, yeah, the leader ran into the back of me, or one of the leaders ran into the back of me, and yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was a bummer. Kind of messed up what I felt like was it was a decent race I had going and um which uh which yeah, you needed by the way because it's it, it's been rough for you man it, it, your your, yeah. your your opening round was pretty good I remember a good qualifying time and a and a good race and then dude it has been one thing after another for you again not all your fault but just uh it's been a rough season for you yeah yeah I mean I, I felt the best I ever have at round one for sure yep um but yeah, it's it's part of it. I had that that get off at, in the in the heat race at the second one, kind of pulled my groin a little bit, and then I think that led to a, a crash in the whoops at the next round. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really squeeze my bike too well, and um, yeah, I mean, it seems like injuries can be magnets for more injuries, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of that. That's, it snowballed a little bit, but um, and don't you think yeah, with the for- I mean, I, and don't you think with the format we have now where like if you're on a roll, if things are going great, then awesome. Three races in a week are great. If things are going bad, three races in a week sucks, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's almost it's almost a continued one continued race. Yeah. Like you know, if you'd go to an amateur national back in the day and it was a a one week week long race, it's kind of the same deal. And yeah, I just I, I almost haven't had time to to regroup from from the uh, the first crash I had, and it's just kind of snowballed. But hopefully, we got a week here and. Um, I feel I, I made it through those last two without without a, a, a crash. Obviously, I we had that incident, but no crash. My body's healing. Um, I'm getting back to normal. So hopefully, I can get back to that round one form and and keep it on two wheels. You know, I'm usually not the guy to to crash. I might be the guy to run it in hard, but I'm not usually a a, a crasher like that. You know. Yeah. Hey Vince, it's uh, Kelbrower here in studio. I was kind of curious of like the process when you are being lapped like how often are you maybe marking the leaders coming the other way in a rhythm lane not even like specifically with what happened this weekend but like how often do you look at who's coming and how far back they are and and when you might think about moving out of the way how does that process usually play out 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's ideal when you can see them coming down the next lane, but um, it's not always the case, especially the way the tracks have been. You're so locked into, mm-hmm. you know, just making it through the rhythm section with the ruts have been, you know, six, eight inches deep in the middle of a, of a triple quad section and <laughs> stuff like that. But, yeah, the, the flaggers, the, the blue flag guys are supposed to, to, to be there, and they are there, but they're a little – it's it's tough. They're a little inconsistent. I don't know if it's different guys week to week or um, I don't know if those are the volunteer guys they have or, right. or whatever, but, you know, sometimes you get a flagger that's, you know, standing almost in the middle of the track, giving you a blue flag and the leaders are still two lanes behind you. So mm-hmm. then you're looking over your shoulder for three laps. And uh, yeah, then Kevin Rance, Kevin Rance was just saying that he was on our show saying that they, they're, they're thrown way too early. A lot of the times, a lot of the times. And then every now and then you get, you know, the leaders will be right on you and the guy will be in the corner barely barely with the flag at his waist, barely yeah. waving it, you know. Yeah. And so it's not very consistent at all. But, um, you know, you still got to try to be aware, obviously. And I hate to be in that situation. I hate to be that guy. But um, in, in this instance, I don't think I did anything wrong. I think Justin panicked and, and ran into the back of me. But um, it, it would be nice if we could – have a better solution for it. I think my best, my best idea would be radios and the helmet. I think yeah. that's the future, anyways, and I think it's coming. It's just a matter of getting it dialed in and, and getting enough people to to agree to it. The sport yeah. is not big on on change, but I, I think that's the future. Um, we just had I've, uh, I've ridden with one before. Yeah, Coy Gibbs told me the guys couldn't really hear it too well. I mean, I, I've ridden with one and it. It worked pretty well. Did it? Okay. I rode at the practice track, and I know I saw Chad, I, I think in in Paris, and I don't know if he did the Monster Cup, but for sure in in one of the Europe races, Chad had one on. I'd be curious to see how it worked for him in the actual race. Right. How I, difficult? I think that's the cure for this and and a lot of other issues. You know. How difficult is it though? I, I'm not sure how much experience you have now with it, but like if someone is talking to you and you're, you're maybe trying to listen to them, how hard is it to still focus on trying to get through these ruts and triple quad stuff and, and all that on the track? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you'd want a guy just talking to you the whole race. Yeah, <laughs> if you got the right, if you got the right guy and he's talking to you at the right time, he waits for whatever it is, whatever you guys come up with in the air on the triple or down the straightaway mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it could be it could be beneficial in, in a lot of ways. I, I think it could be cool for TV too if they could tap into that somehow. Did you uh, did you try to talk to Justin or Tyler Keith or anybody after the race? Um, we did talk to Tyler a little bit um, after the race, and um, obviously he was pretty bummed out. But yeah, um, I tried to explain my side of it the best I could, and and, um, and you know it's his guy. He's always going to be biased towards his guy, and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I still feel really strongly that I didn't do anything wrong. I, I took my line. Um, if you watch it, Adam's right in front of me. He did the exact same thing right in front of me, took the same line I took. And Justin was just, I think Justin panicked a little bit and tried to thread the needle in a spot that, that wasn't there. I mean, if I mean, you if didn't, yeah, if you didn't know he was there, you know, like you said, you didn't see him sneak up on you that much. Yeah. Then yes. You know, I had yeah, no clue. And I mean, if I would have, I've had people tell you, what if you rolled jump? Like, if you looked at the ruts in that triple, if I would have rolled it, I'm putting myself in a in a really bad spot. You know, being rolling up the landing of that triple with the leaders coming behind me. You know, and and you're kind of jumping left to right. You know, you go right to left on the double before, and then left to right on the triple. And 
you just don't want to be there. I would have had to have just pulled off the track if, you know, that would have been my only other, other yeah. option. And, and right. I didn't, I didn't know they were there. I was, like I said, I was following Adam. It's kind of like, you know, there's spots on the track where you can move over and there's spots you can't. And that was one that you kind of got to get through and then, and then look around after that and, and, and then try to try to get out of the way. But, right. Um, so Justin just tried to go for something that wasn't, wasn't there. So we had Dean on after the uh, Roxon incident, and he told us how bad his social media was. Your stuff is is private, um, but did you get much blowback on on social or or I don't you know again like, like you know I don't know how much you're checking this stuff or like you know our fans obviously there's a lot of idiots out there. Um, how's it been for you since the incident? Yeah, I mean obviously I'm, there's a little bit, but I, I don't really go on there too much. I mean I, I flew back, I didn't get Wi-Fi on the plane, I slept and. Um, I've been home now today. I've been doing my first day. I've got to do like some normal training stuff. So I've been pretty locked into all that and, um, just enjoying being at home. So yeah, I haven't, haven't got the, got to really, or I guess purposely kind of stayed away from, right. from some of it and then just kind of enjoying being at, being at home a little bit. Right now, obviously, you know, things have happened with you in the past. You, you've been fined, uh, you've been suspended for a race, uh, you've come a long way since some of those moves that even I was uh, a very, uh, um, uh, I guess, uh, judgmental on you for. But when this shit happens, it's just like, oh man, uh, it you know how it's you know how it's going to be perceived, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's unfortunate. It, it, part of it, I guess, I guess some of it's earned. But um, I mean, all I can do is is you know, watch it back, know what was going through my head, know what was going on and know that I didn't do anything wrong in this situation and, um, try to try my best to avoid stuff like this. But, um, it's kind of been, kind of been finding me a little bit lately, but yep. just do my thing, try to do the right thing, try to, try to race hard and, and yeah, that's all I really can do. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Bullfrog spas, uh, smart top Hondas, Vince freeze on the show brought to you by vertex pistons, email sales at pivotworks.com to save with those guys, full range of two strokes and four strokes. Uh, pistons is, is also, they come stock on uh, KTM Husqvarna's and, uh, and gas gases. I did have a question that doesn't relate to this situation at all. Being the only guy on the team riding the, the 21 450, like how difficult is it to kind of like develop and test that bike without having really anybody else to lean on it? And you are that guy that's just doing all the development on it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why they, they, they had me on that bike is mm-hmm. I think I, I helped and did a good job with the old bike and, um, I mean, we got a lot of good guys I can lean on. You know, Tony is Tony is kind of the number one guy, and he's he's my go-to guy, and um, we're pretty in sync on on what works and what doesn't. You know, I can go usually ride a few laps, and he can he can tell me what I'm thinking after. You know, mm. so um, we're pretty we're pretty locked in. Then we got Chad. That's that's really good. Our engine guy. He knows mm-hmm. exactly what I want and what I like, and and that's that's always worked for the other guys pretty well too. So. Um, and then cause with the suspension has, has been great too. So um, we got a lot of good guys that I can lean on too. So um, yeah, makes it makes my job easier. I saw the the footage. I saw a team footage from your crash uh, at he. When did A Ray hit you off the the double double? Was that Indy one? Um, Indy one, yeah. Indy one. I saw a team footage of that, Vince. You got off really lucky there. You basically did what Chad did on the Chatterpult, where you just land on the side of the jump. That was that could have been nasty. I did, yeah, and I felt so bad for A Ray. <laughs> I left my, you know, I, I had to jump off the bike, and it just ended up in the worst possible place. And that was a, that was a really big jump too. Yeah. Um. 
So uh, yeah, that was that was crappy, and that was one of those things. It's like one injury can lead to another. I, I probably wasn't riding at 100 percent, but the track was was pretty bad. The face of that jump was nasty, and I actually saw a few guys. I think Kenny oh, yeah. and yeah. a few other guys jumped off the side of that that jump. Also, I think just when I did it, I was coming up short and going off the side too. So I was going to land on the tough block, and yeah, I've, I've I've learned my lesson with the tough blocks. I'd rather jump off the bike than land on one of those things, and you don't know <laughs> what's happening after you land on the tough block. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're gnarly, right? For sure. That, um, that, that's another thing that needs to, I think, be addressed and, and be changed. Yeah, well, I, I've I've ranted about this forever, Vince. Just put, make them triangular, like we do in Europe. Make them longer. Uh, make them triangular, make a base to them so they don't roll over on the tracks really easy. There's many things they can do to fix this yeah. tough block issue that they just have laying yeah. out on the track. It's crazy. I mean, every weekend, tough blocks are just rolling into the middle of the, the rhythm sections. Yep. And guys are hitting them and shooting shooting left and right. And Yeah, it's 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 crazy we haven't done anything about it's that just yet. It's just money. It just costs money. Just buy new ones. Get new ones designed. It's really easy. They're already available. They're in Europe, you know, at, at Bercy yeah. or wherever else. It's It's... Yep. They're inflatable. They're they're triangular. There's many ways we can get rid of these things, but nope. Keep rolling yep. these things out every every, <laughs> every Saturday night, everybody. Just uh, how yep. many guys are going to die on a tough block yep. crashes? So, um, hey, so the AMA. Uh, did you talk to the AMA about this a little bit? Did uh, Gallagher or uh, or uh, Pel- uh, Mike Pelletier talk to you a little bit? Yeah, yeah, we did. So basically, I think they what they're doing. They're giving me a warning for you know basically telling me to be more aware. Is, right is what they've told me. So. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like they had to do something with the amount of heat maybe people were were putting out. Yep. But, I mean, I think if there's something legitimately I did wrong, I'm, I, I would get some sort of a, a real fine or suspension or something. You know, I, I, I like I said, I, yep. I know I, I didn't do anything wrong in that situation. So um, um, One of the uh, one of the things I, I mentioned is, you know, you have a unique contract, right, where 15th place, I don't know if it still is this way, but – 15th was a pretty good bonus and there wasn't anything for 16th and so you know one of those things that again like people understand like guys like yourself uh uh, dean wilson uh, these are you guys are really great riders and you're getting lapped you know so people will be like ah they're getting lapped but man there's a lot of stuff going on and at stake back in that pack too yeah it is it is you know you want to do good for yourself for your team you know obviously there's money on the line yeah, and, and and people forget there's a race there too. But um, yeah, I mean for me, I that night I just wanted to put in a good ride for myself, just to mm-hmm. kind of get the train back on the track. You know, it's, it's it had been rough, but um, yeah, I think I think it's it's turning around. And, you hope so? Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, I, I've I've tweeted this a few times. I'm just like this. The Vince is just this is not going well. I do, you're better than this. Uh, you've been better yeah. than this in the last few years, but. Good God, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, uh, and then when you go ahead and you have this good race, uh, this shit happens, and then you're just like, oh God, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens. It is what it is. I've had a pretty. I mean, it, I can't really post anything or show anything because it's basically my butt. You know, I'm, I almost got to be naked to show a picture, but it's pretty nasty what I've what I've been dealing with the hematoma and oh, okay, and then swelling and and yeah, it's it's been pretty pretty nasty and. Um, kind of just trying to ride ride through it mm-hmm. but um yeah i i felt maybe at 80 percent at the last one and i think i think by orlando i should be back to to you know my cool. normal self well uh i appreciate you coming on uh and talking about this uh just like we said we had dean on and and it's interesting for the fans and, and you know all these people on my all these 
jerk offs on my social media that we're talking shit on you today. Uh, the phones have been open, everybody. The phones have been open, but nobody calls in. It's it's odd. It's just odd like that. I don't. I don't yeah. You know, that's how yeah. these people I are. I feel bad. I, you know, I never want to be. I never want to be that guy. But you know, I. I I'm. I'm pretty. Um, I, I'm sure that it was Justin panicking in that situation. Yep. Um, I think any of the other top guys, Cooper, Kenny, Eli, I don't think would have tried threading the needle where he did. Right. Um, oh. I mean, you kind of see every year he he has he has some good rounds and he kind of blows himself up at some point. And it just it was unfortunate that it was my back wheel he was running into when he blew himself up yeah. this season. But part of it. I, I also uh, and again I like Barsha. Justin and I get along. We're fine. But you know that he came in on Kenny hot right early in the main. And it didn't look good. And then on his on Justin's social post, he's like, "That was fine. We talked about that. I just missed. You know, that's all fine." Like, I'm yeah. just like, "Okay, that's cool." But then certainly Justin Barsha can understand some controversy from another rider. Yeah. He can understand yeah. that, right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Kellen? Yeah, like, it, yeah. Like, I mean, like the same thing that we're saying, like you were saying about on the review pod and stuff, where it's like we we we're looking at freezes situation here a bit in a vacuum and JT wants to judge him on past things and stuff like that. I mean, Barsha, kind of the same story where it's like, right. you are known as Bam Bam and you're trying to downplay this, but you're still kind of Bam Bamming you're a little st- bit. You know, yeah. like- <laughs> if we're going to use the same judgment on Vince, let's use the same judgment on you and say that you were trying to break Kenny's leg in that instance. You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe he was, right. but, but, but if you're going to judge Vince by things that happened five years ago, yeah. let's judge Barsha by things that happened five years ago and be like, oh my God, Bam Bam was trying to kill Ken Roxham. So I, I just found that a little rich. That's all. And but but I like Barsha. I, you know, I think he's been riding great. And mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to go there. But in this instance, you can certainly make a correlation. You right. Know? So, yeah. um, and he, by the way, too, I, uh, Mookie took you out last round. Uh, it wasn't a great. You're probably one of those things where you're like, oh shit. But he kind of apologized, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he was really nice after. I. I yeah. It was. It was a bummer deal because I was. I had a good race going. My best start. Yeah, I think I was in fifth. I think we were four laps in or something like that. And yeah, it felt really bad on the track to be honest. And I, I it, it was it was a takeout. But watching the video back, it was kind of like you know he did a quad into the turn, like mm-hmm. triple into the turn, and he was carrying a lot of speed. And I, I, maybe he could have avoided it, maybe not. But um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It no, I don't think it was. Whoop. I don't think it was one of those things where like oh I'm going to take Vince down. It was just like oh shit, you know. But he did yeah. take you down. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate hearing your side of the story, and uh, I don't think it's going to help some of the fans out there, but but I think it'll help maybe some people that listen to to the show and and hear you talk about it. So, um, you know, bummer deal, uh, and you're on to Orlando. So, cool. All thanks right, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Vince. Uh, that's Vince Freeze. Everybody, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Email sales at PivotWorks.com. What do you What do you think, Kellen? I think he said kind of exactly what I thought he was going to say. Like, right. I, I don't think that in his opinion he would have thought he did anything wrong. But you can't, if you're a lapped rider in that situation, I don't think you can go totally blameless in oh, that situation, 100%. you know? so What's the blame pie for you? <sighs> I mean, we I, all love blame pies. I don't know. It's so tough because is it I don't. 80, is I feel 80, like, is it 80, I feel 20? like it's kind of like 50% racing incident, like 30 Five percent freeze, fifteen percent Barsha. Like I don't know. Okay. Can I say that? I think you can say that. Okay, it like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stan's on too. He thinks Barsha should have checked up. Stan. Yeah. You think Barsha should have checked up? 
I think he should have. You know, whenever we hear Ricky and everybody else talking about heads-up riding, I mean, yeah, lappers are always an issue. It's always going to be an issue in this sport. Um, there's that many riders on the gate, and this year the 450 class is deeper than it's ever been, so there's going to be more lappers, right? Right. So, I mean, if you're a heads-up rider, I mean, how do you rear-end somebody in the air over a double, right? It's, uh, you know, they're obviously there. Right. No, listen, it's uh, I understand Barsha being upset. This fucked up his whole race. He knocked him down to 19th place. I mean, I get it. But at the end of the day, he's the one looking ahead, and Vince can't see him, and he can see Vince. But going back so, to the Ken Rocks and Dean Wilson situation, yes. Every, there's a, not everyone. A lot of people were saying, like, why doesn't Kenny just make a hard pass on Wilson and get by him? He's faster than him. He should make that pass. And, like, this is what happens if Kenny tries to just rush a pass. Like, he might jump to the outside of Dean right. and get taken out like yeah. Barsha did. Yeah. Like, the same scenario could have happened to Kenny, and that's why Kenny doesn't rush a pass there. Well, or you're thinking right. at any moment this guy's going to p- move over. You know, like, yeah, he sees, exactly. like, he's, if you're Kenny, you're like, Okay, maybe this corner he'll see it. Maybe this corner, right. you know, you're kind of waiting. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and the argument with Kenny was, I mean, everybody says, well, just go to the inside and follow him through, and Webb can't get around. But if you rewatch that ten times, there's no way Kenny gets stopped and doesn't rear-end Wilson in that situation, right? Yeah, the double-double. Yeah. After the after wall the, jump, after yeah. he clipped his wheel, like, if yeah. he jumps to the inside behind Dean, he hits him and goes down probably. Yeah. Right. So. All right, Stan. Thanks, man. Yep. Good stuff. Thank you. 702-586-7857. Uh, I, you know, I wonder if Vince, when he was coming around, I wonder. Oh You okay back there? Is, is that drop just going to be used on every show? You're going to find a way to sneak it in every show now. Right? I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> All time. Yeah. <laughs> All timer. Uh, Kellen Brower here brought to you by, Mo- uh, he's brought to you by artisport.com. The Pulp and Mix show brought to you by motorsport.com. Fly racing, decal works, vortex racing, race tech suspension engines, vertex pistons, X-brand goggles, the new lucid goggle is out it's here and uh they're already sold out but there should be more coming in like a week or so as i said so lots to talk about when it comes to x-brand goggles michelin starcross 5 partnering up with the gncc series like our buddy randy richardson said so good job for michelin guys uh paying contingency and everything else so that's awesome maxima usa skosh cambio cbd pro filter firepower batteries and chains fmf Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection. Pulp MX20 is the code to save the Works Connection. Uh, please check those guys out. Uh, official uh, uh, product on Factory Honda. So Kenny Roxon's running Works Connection uh, start device. He's running the radiator braces. WorksConnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save it. OGO Power Sports. You want a bag, you want a laptop bag like I use every weekend, a backpack or the 9800 or the rig bag. Email us using the contact form at pulpamex.com. We will pour it to the guys at OGO, and uh, they will be able to give you a discount from the great folks at OGO. Get data, guts racing, WUSA, ride engineering, motorcycleindustryjobs.com, intense cycles, works chassis lab. Upload your resume for free today. Uh, motorcycleindustryjobs.com, uh, the first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. The job of the week this week, full-time job, Kellen. In Torrance, California, for Alpine Stars, dealer developer off road. So A Stars, good company, great products. You're not giving my job away. No, this week. it wasn't. It wasn't online content editor. What, editor. Yeah. Is that what you are? Uh, yeah. What's Weege then? Um, editorial director. What's Mitch? Online content manager. I think it oh, is. Oh, so you're the editor, and, he, and Mitch is the manager. It, I, I I think he might have editor in the name. Who's but I, who's got more who's got more pull? You or Mitch? Uh, probably Mitch because he's in the office all the time. Okay. I mean, like all in right. terms of hierarchy, yeah. Right, well. A lot of directors but, and managers. Yes, over there. a lot. Yes. <laughs> Goodness. Mitch does a very thankless job, in my opinion. Like, there's not many people in the industry that know about him or right. anything from Racer X, but he he puts in a hell of a lot of work. Right. 
lot of phone calls now for, for Vince Freeze, but uh, he's off the line, everybody. So, yeah. yeah what's up with that? Yeah. Uh, give us a call when uh, Vince was on the line, if you, uh, if you have something <laughs> to say. Alpine Stars is seeking enthusiastic, energetic, sports-minded people to fill a dealer development position in the motorcycle division. You must possess a prior knowledge of technical motorcycle product, uh, the ability to present and sell products to dealers, work trade shows, attend consumer events, uh, willingness to commit to a heavy travel schedule, up to 90% of your work schedule. So uh, there's more things on here. Torrance, California, full-time for the folks at Alpine Stars, dealer, developer, off-road. So uh, that's more of a sales end of things. So thanks to the MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com for the job of the week. Uh, appreciate that. Also, uh, we had Sean from Decal Works on here a couple weeks ago. They're working on those Chris Kiefer graphics, by the way. So they should be coming. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastic seat covers, and rider ID products. They're officially licensed with Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Quality, service, and knowledgeable. The best part of this decalmx.com deal is use the code PULPMX to save 20% off your custom graphics. So that's really good. Expert staff over there at Decal Works as well. So thanks to those guys. And uh, get some uh, custom graphics, or get some uh, replica graphics, whatever it is. Uh, you can do it. And uh, it's not a problem for those guys at Decal Works. So Callum Brower uh, in studio here. Um, covered Moran's. We covered the freeze thing. I feel like we beat that up to, to death. But uh, how about Colt Nichols in the 250s? Um, a rare mistake for mm-hmm. him because I would have bet – I have first to the finish line, too, by the way. I don't, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, I would have bet everything that Colt was gone. Dude, he got lucky. Yeah. Dude, that could have been real bad the way that he kind of like, first off, the, the knifing of the front end on the exit of the jump, that could have pitched him into the second jump into like we other, saw with yeah. Sexton. Yeah. But it pitched him far enough forward that he like kind of downsided the second one and was still kind of on the bike, but like rodeoing it a bit. And, and if, if he was like three inches lower, he clips the top of that tabletop with his shoulder and I don't know, like yeah. Nichols, unfortunately, he's had the injuries over the years. You, yeah. you don't know. Oh, that could, could have been, been another good, yeah. one. And dude, everybody's fallen in this 250s class. And I, I mean, if Nichols <laughs> goes out Jet's too, shoulders like, bad, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> he dodged a bullet, in my what, opinion. What did you make of Jet jacking with Colt as, as Colt caught him? I was fine with it because the one time that he, he really did it, the like looking back and like break checking into the corner, Nichols had gone in pretty heavy in the finish line or right after the finish line jumped the corner before that. I think it was I think it was the same lap, but it might have been the lap before that. But you saw Nichols like yeah, come down the inside, in, yeah. Jet had to swing all the way to the outside. And I think Jet at that point was like, All right, you want to play this game? Like let's do that. Yeah. Two can play yeah. at that game right. kind of thing. So I think once that you know, look back and break check in the corner yeah. happened. Jet was over it, moved on, and then they actually raced like kind of hard and normal. Uh, bummer for Christian. He goes out and does a race, and uh, and then uh, Colt makes it all the way to third. I know. <laughs> but like you said on the review show, dude, we didn't see Nick, uh, Craig no. at all no. during that main event because no. he just got out front and, and yeah, cruised. Just gone. You don't even know if he had any close calls or anything. No. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty, pretty a rough class right now going it on. Is. But, but, I mean, yeah, hey, it is what it is, right? Um when you look at uh, uh, Oldenburg too, uh, he had a podium go through his hands too. So poor, poor Freckle. I know. I thought he, I thought he had it. I'm like, Dude, I thought he did too. He had at one point seven seconds, and Jet was wounded. Right? Jet's not even riding that mm-hmm. well. He had seven seconds on him. Everything's looking okay. Like it's over halfway. You know what I mean? Like just, well, and you think with the way that Lawrence and Nichols were messing with each other too, that it would have given Oldenburg enough of that gap yeah. to not be caught by those guys again. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I just, I guess he just faded a little bit late there. Uh, I, I, I got, a, we got a bunch of people on hold with ideas. On how to fix the lapper situation, I don't care. I'm done with them. Haven't I'm, we I'm, heard them all? I'm done with lights. We and got I'm, the lights. I'm, I'm done with communications and lights. And uh, yeah, I got it all. <laughs> I got it all. It took us uh, 40 years to go to time main events. So, and we still have the same fucking tough blocks 
issues we've had <laughs> since the hay bales. You know what I mean? So at least great. the covers don't come off those things as much as, much as they used to yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Get stuck in wheels right. and brakes and stuff. I, I mean, I appreciate everybody having a good idea. I, I get it, but yeah, yeah. They're not going to do the math on the live timing to determine how close they are either to show the light <laughs> automatically. Like that's not going to happen. If oh people, yeah. If yeah. people, yeah. I think that's what someone's going to try to call about. But, but if people knew how bad their, like their live timing stuff was, that's not good. Oh my gosh. They have like, they have four sectors and one is like five seconds long. And then they have one that's like 30 seconds long. It, and it's, then, <laughs> it literally looks like the program is from mid nineties. It's awful. You we know? still can't figure out who, who crosses the whole shot line. Nope. At, nope, at nope. What can't do time. it. No, not possible. Don't have the technology. It's, it's, it's not possible. Ha 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 ha. Um, all right, before we go to commercial break here, uh, this is something I'm going to ask Chris Betts, but okay. I'll ask you Kellen Brower and I'll ask actually all of you guys, everybody here. Uh, who are you more worried for? AC or Osborne? Who are you more worried for? Good question. Um, lately, AC. AC has not had very good couple rounds here. Indy 2, Indy 3. Right. He was up front in the battle and faded backwards, got tired, whatever it is you want to call it. Zacco just can't get a start. Like he's, it seems like his race pace is reasonably okay. Maybe not so much at Indy three, but we saw what he could do at Indy one and charge through the field the way that he did. I think Zach starts up front. He at least runs up front for the whole main with those guys. Right. It's just he cannot get a start right now. Right. Uh, Marks. I I think I'm going with Zach. Um, AC, like you can see his paces there. I think his, his all all good points by Callen, but he is also beating Osborne the last two races. AC, AC has. has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, yeah. Like, all good points, right. but in the end, the result uh, is The better. reason I'm more concerned is because this is kind of new development these last two rounds. Like, AC yeah, yeah. made it the distance yep. at Houston 3 right. and Indy 1, and, like, he was in it till the end, and now it seems like, I don't know what changed from Indy 1 to Indy 2, yeah. but he was, I thought he was a little bit worse, and then worse right. again this weekend. Right. So you're going Osborne? Yeah, I just haven't seen him, like, he came through the pack that one time. I haven't seen him come through the pack enough to like really show me that he can do it a lot. Right. Um, never mind his starts. AC, like you can see his pace is there, but you can tell that time off the bike during the off season is, is catching up to him. Um, and who knows how that wrist is going. So yep. uh, I'm more concerned. I think AC has a bit of an excuse. I don't know what uh, Osborne's is. So I'm going with Osborne. Talon, who are you more worried for? AC, I guess, just because I, I don't know. I think he's dealing with his ulna nerve or whatever. I think that's bugging him more than... He's saying cause he's just uh, not. He's got a leg issue going on. Oh, really? Yeah, leg issue. So, yeah, is that between Indy one and Indy two? Yes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, AC then. Because I, I don't know. Osborne just needs to start. He's riding fine, but AC's been right. starting up front and then kind of fading well, a little bit. Do you think Betts will say AC or Osborne? What will Chris Betts say? I uh, I think he's gonna go Osborne. He in might this go one. Osborne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting to talk to. All right, Jason Thomas coming up here as well as Dan Hubbard from. Uh, Race Day Live, and uh, Kellen Brower, of course, from Racer X and Studio. We'll go to commercial break here. We'll be right back after this, everybody. Thanks for listening. What the hell happened? Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. 
Motorsport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motorsport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride, only at Motorsport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay, Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. 
Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and GasGas. 
Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure that your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledge. DeKalworks is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit DeKalMX.com. Use promo code PULPMX to receive 20% off your custom graphics. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Paul Mitchell presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing. Folks at Decal Works, Kellen Brower in studio here. I want to thank uh, Vince Freeze for coming on. I want to thank uh, Kevin Rance. 
thank uh, Fastest Man in Piedmont as well for uh, for coming on the show tonight, and uh, and you people. 702-586-7857. If you uh, got something you want to talk about, uh, this past weekend, of course, we uh, we had a lot to talk about. You know, I mean, we really did. So, um, I only see some of the people. You're out of your mind, dude. <laughs> forgot, no, forgot. I dropped. Oh, here we no, go. Uh, I'm okay. I, I'm perfectly fine. Okay. All right. Do you think Justin's perfectly fine? Matt? No, he's not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, Vic. I'm fucked up, Vic. <laughs> uh, Jason Thomas coming up here on the show here, brought to you by Fly Racing. A um, couple things. Uh, well, obviously, look, the, the, for the freeze thing's got to come up when we get JT back on the show, of course. But for the most part, let, let's move on. But, yes. you know, uh, talk about the, the racing a little bit and, and just how good. How good Kenny Roxon is, too. Uh, uh, unbelievable right now. So um, Sexton may come back this weekend. Hearing that. Yeah, that'll yeah. be that'll be another guy in the mix. Uh, Shane McElrath supposed to be is back all, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, McElrath, um, Anstey, and Wilson. Mm. And Bowers at Orlando, too, right? And a couple other guys. Was it maybe? Orlando, too, for Bowers? Or just or was it this weekend? I thought it was Orlando 1. Oh, I, I don't know. Just okay. Orlando. Yeah. So um, I don't know how much he's been riding, so that part scares me a little bit when it comes to, well, comes just to the bear. Like, to think about it, like, you know, you suddenly these borderline main event guys who are starting to sneak in fairly easily, yeah, might get a little tough now. Yeah, we're also, uh, I think we're gonna lose one guy. Just we'll wait and see until till that news drops. Stay tuned. <laughs> I think we're losing a main event guy here. Uh oh. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to uh, to talking about that if it happens. Um, get JT online if we can, please. Uh, Lone Wolf, uh, Pro Filter. Do you know there's a real option to never. Uh, avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Did you know I, that I do know. Imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filter. If you had a pro filter too many times, maybe even roosted too many times, the guys at Bullfrog Spas, uh, Honda, use pro filter. Uh, they've been active in the industry for the last decade and manufacture top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side by sides, and everything in between. Sold through your dealer, uh, Power Sports dealer nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter. Uh, 20% discount for our listeners. Really, really uh, good deal here. Profilter.com. Use the code PULP20 if you can. And um, that saves you money. PULP20 at checkout at Profilter.com. And Maxima USA. What's your favorite Maxima product? Come um, on, Kellen. SC1. Everybody says SC1. I know. But it's great. It is awesome. Right now, my dirt bike in the garage is coated with SC1. I have an uh, uh, air freshener in my truck, SC1 oh, air freshener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, uh, Maxima USA. They've got the uh, the new four-stroke engine oil with Peak uh, system. Uh, it's unique and exclusive to Maxima. Uh, they're also the um, um, used by Monster Energy Kawasaki and Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Whether it's the amazing FFT that they have, the great chain lube they have, I've been using the Maxima mountain bike chain lube a lot on my intense tasers. Maxima's got you covered. And, of course, 927 uh, two-stroke oil also available. It is the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world, uh, 927. So if you've got a two-stroke, try some 927. It's caster-based. Uh, so please check that out. Maxima USA. Again, Pulp 20 is the code to save with those guys uh, at Maxima USA. Raymond, what's going on, man? What do you, what's on your mind? What's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's on your mind, bro? Hey, check this out. I feel like we're like glorifying some of these top riders way too much in terms of like Ken Rocks and this guy. All of a sudden, one week he wants to punch a hole in the wall. He comes on the show last week and everything's happy go lucky with this guy. 
And I feel like Dean Wilson, Vince Freeze, these guys, everybody's a top pro. I feel like if shit happens, and I know you're off the lappers combo already, but what happened the days like with like the Tyler Evans? If you were to said that some, some shit like that to those guys, it would have been odd. I don't know, bro. I was around with Tyler Evans. I don't remember him beating down any racers. <laughs> um, oh, I do. I mean, Kevin John or Keith Johnson out of Vancouver one time, they got into a shoving match, but I, I don't well, know. They also called a one punch too. Yeah, I didn't see him one-punch anybody at any time. <laughs> I saw him stick a toothpick in his mechanic's neck one year for, for a joke. Yeah. Uh, no, for no, a joke? I know what you're saying, Raymond. I get what but, you're saying. Like, you're saying, like, these guys are not tough. Yeah, I, I think that it's kind of like, I don't know if it's just a new style of motocross and supercross where one week we have a guy that, you know, on top and we love him and then the next week it's like oh give him a break he got held up by a a, a lapper you know i just like these guys are all pros out here yes yes <laughs> uh, i i agree uh but that's what you know f- f- fan is short for fanatic right so a lot of the people that are into watching supercross are um a little out of their minds sometimes and it's the society we live in i mean think about lebron or tom brady or mahomes or these guys and the hate and the love they must get you know, on a much bigger scale, right? So, yeah, I, I get where you're. I get where you're coming from, but it's kind of like just give me your take on what. Like you see, one week you see Barsha, the guy looks like he's you know on top of the world, and the next minute he's like, I mean, obviously he. Last week there was like that incident, but I don't know. You lost me, Raymond. I don't know what you're getting at. Do you want guys to start fighting? Do you want? Racers, I don't. I just, what do you I get? Want, what I think, I think the sport needs to get back to is that everybody's out there racing, and you can't point the finger, Kent, like guys like Ken Roxon, not try to be on that guy too much. But right. like, it, you know, like, hey, you're laughing somebody. These are top pros. Hey, the guys are still out there racing. I don't think Freezy meant to fucking to jump over on Barsha, even though it kind of looks like it a little bit. But right, right. Yeah, so. I get it. No, I get it. Uh, good points, man. Thanks for calling. All right, see ya. Thank- I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Right? You- Kellen, where are you at with, with Ray- Raymond's call? Back in my day, we used to go to the races uphill in the snow, both ways. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like the passion. I'm, I, I, but yeah. At some point, he was talking about Tyler Evans and one-punching people. And then he's talking about the... I think he's just saying that like modern riders need to... like man up a little bit and just like not get so pissy about oh, certain, so si- sick. certain right. situations. Okay. That's what I heard. But right. maybe uh, Justin Brayton is using the fly racing zone pro goggle this year. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. And he's using a formula helmet after yes, he years is. with another brand. Uh, big, big movements for JB 10 over there. At, and he's using fly racing for, uh, now we just need him in the FR five boot and we're, and we're complete. done. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't see why that, why, that, why we can't make that happen. <laughs> uh, industry's widest range of moto and off-road products. Led by that Formula Helmet featuring Rio and Technology. They've also got the Muckoff Honda team. All the guys are in the Zone Pro goggle. Flyracing.com, we gave away a casual package earlier tonight. Thanks to those guys, of course. And let's welcome on Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? How much? Just waiting for uh, waiting for you to get through all your phone calls. And I listened to Freezy a little bit. Just waiting around to be on the show. What'd you make of Raymond's call? One punch. He wants one punch back. I, I, he lost me at hello. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea what he was saying. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what'd you make of Vince's call? I only heard a couple words and I had to turn it off. Um, okay. Yep. 
that's about where I'm at. Uh, I listen. I like Vince off the track. He's he's always been pretty nice to me. Even though we really have not seen eye to eye most of our uh, racing careers, but I'm just kind of done with. You know, like you can always say. I didn't mean to, and I don't feel like I did anything wrong. And so many times, and I just, it just, I'm numb to it at this point. Um, So, again, it's not a personal thing. I don't dislike him at all. But when you have incidents over and over and over, I kind of just tune out your comments past that once you get to a certain point. So this is more than just a lapper to you? No, no, it's just another incident where he unfortunately has to be in the middle of it again, you know, and that, that's really it. I, this one, I don't think he was intentionally doing anything wrong. I, I certainly don't believe that. But again, you can't, when you're being lapped, you can't drift. You, and I know that was kind of the line, but you have to be really careful in those situations. Like you cannot be the cause of a lead rider going down and certainly take out third and fourth place uh, because you're making contact with one of them. I, I just don't believe that's, something you can allow yourself to do like you have to give them the race line at all times and you can't swerve out of the way but you have to be really mindful of the guys that are around you and if there's a there's one particular race line which in that section there was you have to give that line up in my opinion but this happens every weekend uh, fine lappers all over sure place. but yeah. why is it constantly vent why is it constantly happening with vents too I don't know. I don't know if it's constantly happening to Vince. Is it? Is he taking down leaders a lot while being lapped? I, are you going to say that there have not been many, many, many incidents regarding Vince Freeze over the course of his career? Getting lapped. Well, yeah, yes, yes. At, at times. I at mean, times. just around the Indy 2, he did two things while he was being lapped. He held up Mookie. For better or worse, he got taken out, but he did hold up Mookie once Mookie came back around, and then he got in Roxon's way, and Roxon had to like punt him out of the way. So yeah, like as a lap rider, he's done things as recently as three days before that what just happened. So you you don't put anything on Barsha, JT? Uh, I mean, a little bit. Like Barsha can't. I understand Barsha's urgency. Like he's got Tomac all over him, right? And I think he is assuming, which you could you could say that Barsha shouldn't assume there right or wrong i don't know if the would agree but if you're going to put any blame on barsha you, you would just say man you can't assume that vince isn't going to drift into that line because that double just your momentum pushed you wide right and i think barsha's his approach to that conversation would be well i gotta get by him here he knows he's getting lapped like he's got to give me some room and I, I don't know which side you want to come down on that so if you want to blame barsha a little bit i'm, I'm okay with that right he's got to exert some caution as well but i guess my biggest issue with it is just it just unfortunately seems like vince is the common denominator of many more of these situations than should be right i'm not saying you're going to always avoid it right i found myself in scenarios like this too i didn't go down with guys but i certainly got in the way at times i'm just saying with vince it's happening far too often that's it is there a way that in your eyes this can be fixed with lights or cheerleaders, or bombs, or explosions, or anything? <laughs> I think that for the longest time, we should have had some sort of in-race communications. I don't know. 
I don't know the reason we haven't gone all in with that. You know, we've tried it at Monster Cup or U.S. Open or whatever variation of the race it was at that time, but we haven't really given it a fair shot, I don't think. And I think it needs to be regulated. You know, it needs to be um, one direction, you know, and one person only. But there should be some sort of spotter for safety reasons or, in this case, like, hey, uh, Barsha and Tomac are coming up on you. Like, like, be aware, right, or, or some sort of way to signify these guys that either there's a big accident on the track, you're coming up on a dangerous situation, you're getting lapped. Like, there's got to be some way to communicate with these guys because you could say, okay, well, there's a pit board. Well, you know, a lot of these races, you can't even see the pit board. And that's, to me, that the pit board's not enough. It's an antiquated communication system. You know, we're, we're riding on white uh, boards that have been used for 40 years. You know, it's, it's I guess it's evolved from chalk into, chart, you know, into uh, dry erase boards, but there has to be a better way to get, you know, uh, really critical information to the riders than this. There's a gentleman we know that suggests horns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as ludicrous as it sounds, it's better than what we have now. And then he says that if you use the horn – like wrongly, you're penalized heavily. <laughs> so you have to use the horn only, you know, like only when you're lapping a guy. Yeah, I mean the horn thing is ridiculous, but don't you agree there should be some sort of communication system? I, I'm not saying I have the perfect answer. <laughs> I'm just saying there's there has to be a way with all the technology we have in 2021. Like we can't figure out a way to I even mean, if it's some sort of light on your bar, like you're suggesting. When the leaders are within five seconds of you, you get a light, you know, that lights up on your handlebars, like Bluetooth-wise. Like, I'm it can't all be that. that difficult. I mean, there we go. <laughs> it's easy. We, we don't – we have the same fucking tough blocks from 1997, JT. So, apparently, yeah. you know, all of that is beyond. Also, too, uh, Moran's was on earlier and brought up a great point. These guys throwing the blue flags are so inconsistent. Sometimes you're getting a blue flag a straightaway ahead of when you need to be. Yeah, Vince said two yeah. straightaways ahead. Yeah, you could know you, what I mean? Could you imagine if they, these guys kept, had, like, car horns all the way around the track, what it would sound <laughs> like in the stadium? Like, it would just sound like you're in the middle of traffic and, like, a Ford Taurus is just blowing the horn at you the entire time. Yeah, no, I just all, uh, horns everywhere, right? <laughs> it would be like Manhattan. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, downtown, <laughs> downtown New York City. Uh, flyracing.com, please uh, check them out on the web. And uh, Jason Thomas with some sage advice for the lappers. About the communication in helmet, though, JT, I asked Vince the same question. Like, as a former racer yourself, would you not be, like, annoyed to kind of constantly hear that when you're trying to focus in the race and you're trying to think about hitting your lines and your marks and stuff like that? And you got, I know that you would come out with some system of, like, only on triples or only on straightaways, mm -hmm. but just to have some guy, like, kind of always in your ear like that? I think as long as you have that relationship with the person speaking, right? If, if it's one person that you trust, just like a just like a NASCAR where they have their spotter and they have that chemistry where they know what what to tell them and when to tell them, um, you, you know. And I think more than anything, like the lapper thing, it would be great to improve that situation. But I think as a safety mechanism, it would be much more important mm -hmm. uh, when there's a guy down on the landing of a jump. The situation with Max Miller and Moseman. Perfect example where you could say, hey, rider down in front of you, at least it's going to raise his level of awareness and he can hit the brakes early, right? He, instead of tripling into the section, he doubles and that changes the entire scenario. It keeps Mosman off the ground. Maybe it, you know, uh, Max Miller's not as injured. I'm not sure when that, you know, he, he broke the, basically the wings off of his, his back there. Maybe that was from the impact. Maybe it was from the crash. But 
I think just purely for people getting landed on, uh, it would be a huge improvement. Well, the the incident, you know, knocked Barsha way back in the points. It hurt Eli Tomac, so it definitely changed the aspect of this championship. I I have zero zero confidence the AMA could pull off radio communications <laughs> and have the manpower slash technologically technology to figure this out. Like they can't, can't get the can't timing. Feld do that? Like I don't think you have to rely on AMA. I mean, Feld is a a global company with a lot of capability, right? Think, they have, but they Feld have doesn't want to spend the money. The yeah, world. Feld's not spending any money on that. I don't. I don't think it's very expensive. I mean, Western Power Sports sells communication devices all day long. Like this is this is very. I don't want to say simple because well, that's not fair to these great communications companies, but this is readily available technology. But you like, got to put it on not like not expensive. You've got to put it on a hundred guys at every round. Then, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Listen, we can do that out of one warehouse by tomorrow afternoon. You want to you want to tow by three o'clock? I mean, you can tow by three o'clock. <laughs> but but I, you know, I'm, I'm kidding. But it's it's really not that far of a stretch I, to pull something like this off. Dude, I, 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 I'm with you. I'd like to try it. Can we try it for sure? But we can't because uh, AMA are clowns and they'll <laughs> fuck it up because they fuck up everything. Just As I said on Twitter, it's a 73% chance they make the wrong call every time. But, but don't you feel that Feld has the capability? And you say what you want about AMA. I mean, Lord knows we've had our issues there, you know, that's ongoing. But I'd I believe Feld's capable, and I, I don't think it even has to be something that you regulate so much. Like, all you have to do is say, hey, guys, put these uh, communications devices on your helmets, and now you have one person that's allowed to speak, and off we go. Is it a Feld like, guy? What's that? Is it a Feld no, guy? No, a team person. Oh, team person. Yeah, okay, okay. it could be a team spotter, team manager, got someone it, that it, is watching it. that rider, that right. specific rider at all times, that can alert them if there's something dangerous right. ahead. How quickly, though, if we get communication like that, Steve, are you going to try to be like, I want to be A-Ray's spotter for a round yeah, or something good, like that? Good God. <laughs> but, it, you know, even on top of that, you know, for these NASCAR events, if you go to a live NASCAR event, and I think you can even do it some specific ways with television, you can listen to your favorite team's mm-hmm. radio communications. Like, you can have the headset, and there's different team uh you know, frequencies that you can switch between. Uh, I've done it. I've been to these races and done it. It's, it's a really cool aspect of the fan experience, being able to listen to your favorite driver's communications between yeah. teams yeah, and drivers. But, but what about the privateer? Like, Moran says he's got some guy holding his bike, <laughs> right? Like, going on the line. Like, there's these guys don't have spotters, you know, like these privateers. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have, I'm not saying that everybody has to have it. I'm just saying oh. make it legal. Okay. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't half the field having it be better than zero? I don't know, but then it be, but then it comes back to like if you're lapping some privateer who didn't bring anybody to the race with him and he's in twentieth place in the main event and he doesn't have a spotter and he gets in the way, then it, we're all back to square zero. But but it's still better than what we had. No, I know. It's, I'm just saying yeah. there's still that situation that could arise. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. and of course, and I'm not saying it's gonna be perfect. I'm just saying, can we just make improvements? Can we work towards a better um, situation than we have now? Well, I'd love to. I'd love to work to be- toward a better tough block solution too. <laughs> But that seems incapable of it. Uh, honestly, in 2020 and 2021, I'm trying to be more forgiving of Feld for ra- races because we're in a pandemic and mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to go racing. And JT brought up a point a few weeks ago about maybe they're working with less people, you know, and there's less there's things falling between the cracks. And so, you know, when I say these things, uh, we got to come a bit of a slack for where we're at in this present moment. You well, know. look at the look at the hoops they're jumping through to put these races on. 
it's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. The regular, the, just the guidelines and restrictions and things. Uh, I've been a little bit privy to some of the things just with our partnership at Western Power Sports and Fly Racing. The, the, just the hoops they are jumping through to put these races on, it's incredible. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think we have to give them a little some slack for yeah. that because right. it's the most difficult situation I think they've ever been in to put these races on. Uh, Tyler's on two JT. He's been waiting on hold. He wants Fly to bring back a road bike kit. Should we just tell him good luck with that? No, I think it'll happen. Oh, uh, oh. yeah. Max and I have been working on it. Um, oh. I actually, I should ask him about it tomorrow. We've actually got some samples of some different kits, and uh, it, it's yeah. it's going to happen. The only question I have is on what scale. Um, I don't know how many we'll do or how widely available they'll be, uh, but we are looking into it again. Yes. Oh wow! Sorry, Tyler. I was going to actually make fun of you here, but uh, apparently they're working on it. So. If you guys can come out with a mountain bike jersey with a zipper pocket in it, that would be fantastic. Thank, thank you in advance. Yeah, as, as in every other day that you tell me about this, uh, right. I'll, I'll pass it along. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Steve Bauer is on phone line one. Uh, Steve Bauer, what's up, man? How are you? You want to talk about this lapper thing? Steve, you there? Bauer. All right, Bauer. Thanks for calling. Um, all right, so Marvin Muskan or Joe Schmoda? Kellen, where do you want to go? I, oh boy. E- either direction. Pick, you, a, one, you pick, pick a lane. You, I don't care. I, I'll, I'll argue do either you, side. Do you feel 100% justified in your your Marvin Muskan train that you were riding in the preseason? <laughs> the Marvin has no, now got two podiums and six races. I don't feel justified, and it. it's not about, like, I, I thought Marvin was going to kill everybody and go one 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 or anything like that. It's just I didn't think he was getting enough of, like, a look or a second look by a lot of people and and uh you know the power rankings they are what they are i know that a lot of people vote on those that don't really have much of a you know insight to the industry or anything like that but i just couldn't imagine how so many people were discounting a guy that had won eight races and finished second or third in the points from 2007 to 2017 to 2019 and he's shown this year he has the speed the starts haven't been there he's got bad starts he's crashed a lot which is unlike marv but the speed is still there, and I think that that's kind of what I was trying to point out is, like, we're kind of forgetting how good Marv really is. Okay. Are you – will you please not lose your mind at these Supercross power rankings that are so ridiculous? <laughs> I Well, that's kind of me, like, embellishing it a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I Like I said, I think the power rankings are what they are. I, they, mean, it, I don't even – I don't vote in them because if you can't tell me <laughs> the guidelines on what I'm voting on, then I'm out. If a rider's hurt. Does he get in, or does well, like Hampshire got into? That's, two- that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, just tell me, take the guy off the list if he's hurt, or tell me that everyone is voting on the guy because they're assuming he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Either way, we have guys voting different ways, so that drastically affects the outcome. So that makes that poll stupid. So figure it out, make rules, and I'll vote in it. Otherwise, I ain't voting because yeah, it's, it's all over stupid. the map. It's it's really stupid how they, they set that up and they make it seem like it's such a big deal and it doesn't right. really matter at all. Like, look at the points at the end of the day. But what I was trying to get at is I think Marvin, like a lot of people just kind of assumed Marvin had the bad year. We're going to put him back there anyway, and that's just kind of where he'll be. And I get that to this point he's proved he's making too many mistakes. He's I, crashed a lot. I, it's and he's it's odd to see him doing this, yes. But I think that he has shown that he has top five speed. He just doesn't do it you know by racecraft the racecraft isn't there he's got to figure out he even said in this uh, main event 
you saw the first lap. I think he was like sixth and then went back to ninth because he was like so timid yeah. and really risking, like not trying to go down to the first lap because he'd done it three rounds in a row. And truthfully, and he got lucky to get third, obviously. He did. But yeah. But he got fifth, I think, on merit. And yes. I think that's where he is. And I don't think people give that enough credit. JT? I'm, uh, I'm more interested in what's going on with Kellen's mustache, to be honest. Okay. Are <laughs> you enough. joining the police force? Uh, no, I heard that, um, you know, the Raiders, they need some quarterback help. Derek Carr. So uh, Uncle Rico, he came up here. We're doing some quarterbacks up. No. Oh, okay. Honestly, uh, I started the mustache thing back in November, Movember, whatever you want to call it. And normally I shave it off like right after that and I just move on. But my wife was like, she's digging it. So she's into I, it. I, I kept it. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Fair enough. Bauer, uh, no, I'm oh, Marvin. I mean, okay. Marvin ahead. being 10th at the first round, I could understand you being frustrated for sure. I think it was more the fact that he hadn't raced, you know, in a year and a half or whatever. And that takes a toll on people's uh, just enthusiasm about a rider. So he's obviously proved that he's not a 10th place guy. Um, I would I would not ever say that he's a 10th place guy. But when you've been out a long time, you know, memories fade. So um, he's doing what he needs to do. He's he's a much much better rider than I think a lot of people give him credit for. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. fine. I I don't think you should have gotten so worked up. I, I think it's just natural for people to uh, slide him back when you haven't raced in a long time. Again, I just the thing that got me worked up about it was it just it seemed like nobody was even kind of looking at him. Like I was going to come in and be the guy that was saying like, hey, you guys are forgetting about Marv. That's kind of what my getting worked up was like. Right. Anybody that's forgetting about him, I still know he exists. I still know he's fast. And I know that you guys weren't saying that he just doesn't exist. But, like, I thought he was better than yeah, a lot of people were giving shit. him credit for. Uh, all right. Steve Bauer is back. Bauer, are you back there? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. What, you want to talk about lap riders? You got? Yeah, yeah. I want to talk, well, I'll chime in about Marvin, too. I mean, you know, Marv, I kind of have a soft spot for that guy. and I, But it's hard to really argue that his uh, his best days aren't behind him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, he's fast, and I, we all want him to win, but uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, these guys, there's more guys in the class. I, I get it. Um, but, you know, hey, two podiums in six races, uh, there's a lot of guys that would take that, right? So. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, Especially um, when you can, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous out there. I, I, and, and I've been in the sport a long time, and I, 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 and I know it's kind of cliche, but it might just be the deepest field. Yeah, it I is mean, cliche, but you might be right, yes. Um, yeah. Hey, so anyway, you, you, you race I mean, pro. You know, this, yeah, you race pro. What about when when Hurricane was coming up? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got a couple of blue flags when he was coming <laughs> up behind me. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and I even lap guys myself. But right. it's still – and you know what? I think I think that the, there is a lot to be said for the fact that there's a lot of blue flags out there, and, and they're getting them way early. Yeah. I mean, even back then. So that's always been a problem. You know, you get a blue flag, and you, you know, especially if you're racing for a position. But uh, do you think maybe you know, like that, would would more people employed with the blue flag, you know, AMA people, people that know what's going on, would that help? Oh man, I mean, that, that's <laughs> almost like the same thing as putting horns on the bike. You can have everybody out there waving blue flags. Yeah, yeah. No, you're and right. Just, yeah. well, you know, I do. What I think they need. I think they need a communication system. Well, you yeah, know, we did, we just talked about like, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's evolve. Right. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. see what the argument is against it, really. I I, um, no, I agree. As lappers go. Yeah. 
I, you know what? I know this has probably been suggested before, but why not at least try peeling them off? You get laughed, you're gone. No, but, I don't you know, like but that. But the only problem with that is that then you're going to get guys that are going to get laughed no fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I, uh, I don't like that. If you get lapped twice, I'm down with a black flag. JT, what about that? You get lapped twice, black flag. Well, if you're going to pull guys okay. off for getting lapped, uh, there wouldn't be a lot of guys qualifying the 250 series right now. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, yeah. But what about what about twice? No, I mean, two laps, I can see it, but again... It, this, we're going to take the extreme, which you know I like to do, right? Take the extreme example and then make that the standard. Uh, I've gotten 10th at Daytona before and gotten lapped twice. Right. Well, you still so, get your 10th. Yeah. You just you get you wouldn't be as tired after the Oh, I get, I get my money, I get my points, and I yeah. get a few laps off? Yeah. All right, I'm down. Let's yeah, because, yeah, you know, you're pulling off right when it, wherever you are, right? Right, everybody else is done behind <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, too. Yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it's called a race, right? <laughs> uh, thanks, Bauer. Like Daytona because they took a lot more guys back in the day, yeah. Yeah, they took uh, oh, it was just long, long rider field. 30, 30, 34 minute main event. It was, a, like that. it was a guaranteed main event for Ty Birdwell and Steve Mathis. I'll tell you that. <laughs> 30 guys, <laughs> yeah, but they also took like 30 guys uh, to the main event. That's what I mean, starting line. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, second okay. row. There was a second row start. You, had, so yeah. you, were, you were wrenching back then when yeah. you were still doing that, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. All right, then. Okay, one more thing I want to say. Yep. I think we should have a throwaway round with your fantasy league thing. Uh, I missed one round. Oh, okay. All right, well. <laughs> what do you think, Marks? Can we just do that because Bauer missed one? Is that okay? Is that okay? Um, it's just a minor exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One exception, yeah. Nope. Nope. Sorry, Bauer. Nope. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the call, Bauer. All right, man. See All you right. guys. Thanks. Uh, JT, we posed this question to everybody in the studio here before we uh, went for commercial break, but uh, who are you more worried for? Fly Racing Zach Osborne or Adam Cien Cirillo? As far as like results the rest of the year? Mm, results or win. Yeah, a win. Oh, to get a win. Um, I certainly think both of them can, but I think they're in different places, kind of. You know, Adam's consistently putting himself in good position. No, 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 no. This isn't this, – no, no. You have to – Waffle, 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 waffle. waffle. <laughs> no, I, this is the First Amendment. I'm exercising my <laughs> constitutional rights. Uh, more worried so you don't freak out. I'll say more worried for Adam because I don't really know what's wrong right now. I'm, I'm guessing arm pump, but I don't really know. Zach, I can tell you exactly what's going wrong. Well, we think AC leg injury, that's what you're saying? Yeah, AC's got a, a muscle go injury in his leg. He can't grip the bike. It's kind of hurting him. Okay, so. then that answers. I, I'd still say... A little more worried for Adam because I think Zach is just the, it's the start and you I mean you can't start tenth in this class and expect to win can't do it. Right. Um, next topic: Joe Schmoda, Kellen Brower. Well, I, honestly, I mean JT. Oh, can you pull the mic up a little bit, please? Oh, Thank sorry, you. yeah, no, you're okay. I thought it was uh, like a, not a bad take. It's a terrible not like take. A, come on. Okay. I didn't think it was that hot of a take, and a lot of people didn't think it was that hot of a take. But I just think, so for those of you listening, I think Joe Shimoda can be a 250 Supercross champion by 2023, which means that... It's not impossible. Not this it's, year. It's certainly not impossible. Maybe not next year, but by year four of his pro career, I think his trajectory is going very strongly. I think he's he's worked his way up from just a guy that goes out there and tries to put his put in his laps and finish his races to a guy that now we're seeing, he's charging forward, he's trying to make pretty aggressive passes in the heat races and stuff like that. He just got uh, second place in the main event. I know the field is depleted, and I know that, you know, 
there's probably guys that should be out there that would be beating him and he wouldn't be getting podiums right now. But I, I like the trajectory that I'm seeing out of him. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he's riding smart and he's staying healthy, which is huge in this class. And if he keeps doing that, I think that he could find himself battling for the title and maybe win one by 23. It's, it's not a terrible take. He's on a pro circuit Cowie, So, you know, he's on a Geico before that. But Kellen, literally two supercrosses in a row, he hasn't been able to beat the guys until they leave for injury. I Once know. they leave for injury, he starts beating, he starts going well. So show me a field that doesn't get ransacked by injuries and, and show me Shimoda passing some dudes and racing with some top guys, and I'll give you that. I know, but he's I'm definitely say- better this year. He's better, I, I Kellen, yes. I think Kellen's main point, and, I, and I'll give him this, he's right on this, is Shimoda's gotten a lot better this year than he was last year. He's gotten, I, I, I might not say a lot, but he's gotten better. I, I think a lot, okay. uh, personally. Okay. And I don't know if it's the team if the, or the bike or right. just him maturing or what. Him talking to Mitch. <laughs> Could be, right? right? Uh, but he looks faster and he looks much more competitive. Last year in Supercross, you know, he, he kind of backed into being in the top three or four in points there. Uh, but this year he looks aggressive. I, I still think he has a very large leap to make to be the title guy because you look at christian craig and colt nichols one of those two is not going to win and they're significantly better than shimoda right now Mm -hmm. but if he keeps going i think that's your point if he keeps going and keeps progressing at the level he he has from 2020 to 2021 then i could see it so it's not as hot as i i was kind of approaching it on saturday um i just think it's going to be on him to continue to improving at the rate he's currently improving at. I agree. I with my my stipulation with this is if he stays healthy and keeps making these little baby steps that are turning into bigger and bigger steps as he goes on, I just don't see it as being as big of a leap as maybe you're saying. Like I still think that like obviously he's going to have to work through a lot of guys that are really fast and he's going to end up on a tough coast at some point, but he's staying healthy, he's riding smart in my opinion and he's getting faster as the races go on. Yeah, he's, he's going to have to get some help, I think. Yeah. I don't think that you're going to get Joe Shimoda show up at A1 or wherever the first East Coast round is and, and like, oh, crap, you guys picked the wrong coast because Shimoda's here. Like, I, I don't <laughs> no, think we're I'm not get saying to that. that point. I'm not like I, – I think that the jet hype is kind of like toning down a little bit of like Shimoda pump up in a way. Like so many people are pumped. Like Jet's second season, he's balls fast, looks really good out there, and we're kind of – in my opinion, at least, ignoring just Shimoda's working his way up into a pace that's kind of, you know, alarmingly getting faster and faster as the rounds go on. I'm not alarmed, but I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm I'm not there. Just not there. He's, I, better. Just, he's, better. He's, he's better. He's better. He's better. He's better. Yes, right? yes. And if that's all you can really ask for, just continue to get better. He's young. He's new to all oh, this. Shit, so, asshole. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's very important for these kids to. When you get opportunities, right, for him to get on Mitch's team, he needed some things to go his way. He wasn't a shoe-in by any means. And he's making good on it, right? He's getting better. If you're Mitch, and regardless of whether you talk to him or not, you still probably watch him race. You would think. You would you hope. Have, you hope. Yeah, <laughs> right. You have to like what you see out of him. You know, for a guy that you're taking a chance on, and, and let's be honest, he was, he was the backup plan to Forkner here. I, I think that's fair to say. Uh, getting second on the weekend – pretty good right it, when the plane crashed into the mountain when Forkner got hurt but for Joe to still get on the podium and be in there is, is a, like he's battling for the heat race lead and adding excitement which is 
really important for Kawasaki and for Monster and all these sponsors. So um, I think he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Oh, we lost Mosman. So yeah, we're, we're, Shimoda's got some podiums. Uh, but it is—you can only race who's there. Oh, I know. Right? So I know. That's not Shimoda's fault. No, like, no. What, what, what else can you do? But I just—you gotta not go on Twitter like Kellen goes and throw out hot takes when you know you know the field's hurt. That's all. So. I like Kellen's rage on Twitter. He is very angry at the injustices that his riders and, and they're always foreign riders. It seems no that he <laughs> takes to the mantle. Oh my goodness. Uh Speaking of uh, foreign riders, MXGP looks like we're going to push that schedule back. It seems like Adam Wheeler went on Twitter like. today. Yeah, yeah uh, Wheeler's saying that, and Lewis Phillips is saying that. Um, no official schedule change yet, but it, it certainly looks that way. Can't trust Lewis. Yes, they think they're starting May. They think they're maybe going to like Oss uh, first in the Netherlands or something along those lines. I just hope they don't go to Oman. Personally speaking, I think that that's going to be a dumb event and a dumb track. But yeah, we'll see. I thought it, I thought it, just thought it was funny that. It was Oman, but when everybody looked at it, they were like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, That's the first thing that came out of their mouth. I would actually like to go there. I uh, mean, I'm sure that, like, it, there's going to be a lot of lavishness to it, and, and they're going to really pump it up there and stuff like that. But I am I just can't imagine it's not going to be in a parking lot and yeah. a stupid track. Well, I know so. Steve's still really looking forward to the uh, the Saudi Supercross races that uh, may be coming down the, the line. Yep, uh, you owe me some money. Going for that, to Emirate, Emirate Stadium or something like that. Yep, you owe me some money for that. I owe you money. Yeah, we made a bet. Hasn't happened yet. Huh. I don't know what the time frame was. I think I, 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 I mean, think it was twenty twenty two. So if you don't think that there's anything to that story, then I, I there's no help for you. Ah, um, no. But clearly, the world's changed a tiny bit in twenty twenty. No, I'm not aware. Um, okay. Jason Thomas, FlyRacing.com. Uh, let's do the X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment, shall we? Choice of champions everywhere. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. X Brand goggles, the Lucid goggle, now available. Uh, Pulp Show 20 is the code to save with those guys. Go to motorsport.com. EKS20 is the uh, code to save at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamex show to get some X Brands. Choice of champions everywhere. Like, you know who wears these, JT? A guy who's tied with you in career main events right now. Kyle the Chisholm, the Chiz, wearing X-Brand goggles. Also, uh, Freddie Norn, wearing X-Brand goggles. Uh, I saw that. That's great. <laughs> uh, X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. So, JT, oh, will you be bitter when Chiz gets you this weekend in Orlando? Nah, Chiz earned it. Uh, I think if anybody has earned all the accolades he'll ever get, it's certainly Kyle Chisholm. So, no worries. Chiz is turning into like a, like a folk hero here, right? Like he's just Chiz is chizzing and... And, you know, he's him and Gare Bear out of a truck and, you know, like he's really. But he does it for all the right reasons, man. I, I have no, uh, nothing ever bad to say about Chiz. I actually got into it with Chiz one time in Germany, mm-hmm. like yelling at each other. Uh, totally my fault, but that's okay. It usually is. But I, I don't think there have been many times that anybody's ever been mad at Chiz. You know, Chad Reed at Salt Lake. But mm-hmm. other than that, man, uh, it's hard to find fault with the guy. Chiz, uh, he only got top 10 in GNC one year, right? And that's how he got 11, right? Uh, I don't know if it was just one year or not, but that's he, he, That's how he got 11, yeah. No, I know, but I, yeah. I think it was only one or maybe two years or anything like that. JT, how close did you get in your career? Did you ever get close? Uh, I, was, I was like in the 15, 16 range for several years. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I wasn't really that. Like, points-wise, I was pretty far off the 10, though. So. Would you have picked lowest number possible if you got it? 
I don't know. That's a good question. I would have went low for sure. You know, the problem for me that like, so I was, I think 14 was the best I ever did as far as like overall points. Mm -hmm. And that put me 31, which sucks. Right. Because for me growing up, I idolized guys that were in the teens, right. To have a number in the teens would have been something that I would never, you know, have let go of. Like it would be, I would be that number every time I put numbers on a motorcycle to this day. (laughs) Um, You know, so to, to know what I'd earned and then still have to run a number in the thirties is kind of a bummer, but yeah, I mean, that's the permanent number system we have. I think when I worked for Red Dog in 03, we would have been number four or five overall. Yeah, yeah. And then the year I worked for Timmy was the year they came up with permanent numbers. And I told him to go 17, and he went 15 because he thought it looked cool on Jeremy's bike at, at the outdoor Glen Helen National. Yeah, that, well, Timmy was one of those guys that were the cause of this because, like, Timmy, I had more points than him, but he was hurt. Robbie Raynard, kind of same story. Mike Brown, kind of same story. Like, there were a lot of guys in there that were just hanging on to these numbers. And I was like, can you guys just beat it already? <laughs> Don't you say but, that about Timmy. No. Um, mean, all right. At uh, that time, Timmy was super relevant. He just couldn't stay healthy. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him at all? Nope. Me neither. Uh, I don't know. I I watched Cops quite a bit. Maybe I saw him on there some, at some point. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, all right, Marks, let's do this. 30 seconds on the clock. Steve, yep. who's had a bigger impact on the results this season, Dino or Freeze? Uh, well, Freeze, yeah, because uh, Barsha went from 4th to 19th, and Eli went from uh, – or sorry, Barsha went from 3rd to 19th, and Eli went from 4th to – eighth or whatever seventh, so yeah yeah so uh that that dino cost kenny three points a lot of money i'll still go freeze 22 seconds jt who's the goat of bench racing huh can you the goat of bench racing um you know what? I'm going to go Weege because he'll talk to anybody about anything for way too long <laughs> it, it's unbelievable that guy 13 seconds. I'll go Coombs. I think Davey is, but yeah. But you're point, that's, a, that's a good call. That's point, a good call. I, I, think, I think Coombs for knowledge, but Weege for accessibility and willingness. Dude, he will bro down a street bum. He will. Anybody. Anybody. And he's always excited. Like, yeah. Even if it's a street bum, he'll be very excited to talk about Moto. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Kellen, as a fellow Supercross announcer, who do you like in the booth? Um... I just I grew up with Ekman and Bailey. I wish we still had Ekman and Bailey. I, personally, I don't really care that much about the lead broadcaster. I think it is what it is. That job is what it is. I would prefer Bailey than anybody else in color. Fifteen seconds. Steve, who's hit the ground more this season, Marty or Freeze? Ah, uh, they're tied. They're tied. They neither one crashed this weekend. That I know of. So, yeah. JT, there are numerous things you and Steve don't agree on, but what's been your biggest argument? Our biggest argument? Um, I don't know. I I think Steve gets more angry with me because he gets really annoyed than I do. I generally just like debating him. I like arguing. You like arguing with everybody. I do. No, I do. And I think Steve gets really pissed off at me just because I'm being antagonistic. Yes. Uh, but it, yeah, I, no, I know, I know. And it's not like something I'm proud of. Uh, no, no, I don't no, know. no, no, we no, no, no. 
we don't usually get in, like big fights or anything. It's just we disagree on things, and neither of us are willing to let it go ever. Thirty-two seconds. Kellen, maybe maybe it was Jared Goff. Maybe. Oh man. <laughs> he was so angry, and he was right. I have to give him credit. He was right. Thank you. But the level of anger for him was amazing. Weege was texting us that entire time, and he's like, "It's still going." It's still going. It's still going. And, and we just said, hey, what's up with golf? <laughs> like, we like had a throwaway. Just threw the match and, and no, turned No, no, not on purpose. No, no, no. No, I know. No, no, no. He was just like a casual, like, yeah, man, what's up with golf? And it just went into a 30-minute yelling match about golf. And we just like, wow, I don't really care that much. <laughs> but so, yeah, good times. Oh, man. But here's the thing. I was just te- I wasn't I'm not some NFL expert, but I listened to people who are. And I was telling JT what they were saying and he was not having it. I'm like, "Look, yeah, I just I disagreed with them too." I'm like, "Look, these are sm- <laughs> the smart people, football people are telling me this." And he just didn't he wasn't having it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Kellen, uh do you si- Do you side with Mathis or JT on their freeze debate on the race review pod? Um, I lean a little bit more JT, honestly. I, I think that you got to take Freeze's track record into account, personally speaking. It has to be some small percentage of every scenario he's in. Like, you can't just – to me, and this is a bad reference because it's not – this is not how I mean it, but it's similar to, like, uh, driver's license points or something, right? Like, these things add up for a reason. Like, they keep track of these things. And yeah. I – I want to say criminal record, but that's not fair because I don't mean that. I'm just saying anything where they keep track of offenses like this or incidents you've been in, like insurance. Your insurance goes up every time you're in a car accident, right? It's the same thing. Like it has to be some sort of cumulative um, accommodation there. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, is there another rider in history that has had, has as many racing incidents as Freeze? I think the 800. Do we think the 800? I mean, bigger mm-hmm. ones, more high profile, that's for sure. There's definitely been a lot of them. I don't, I'm not, it's not for me to say who's better, worse, or, or if they're the same, but yeah, Mike was in plenty of them. I mean, the Glen Helen kill switch incident is enough to put him above anybody, probably. Did he? Like, that was all time. When that happened, did he get fined or penalized i don't know yeah remember. he lost second place in the championship he uh he got fined and docked points hundred and thirty thousand dollars i was told Holy that's what it cost smokes him. yep 130 grand we uh we had the same agent at the time so i i don't know i, I mean it's been 15 years and mike does, really doesn't race professionally that much anymore other than arena cross so i don't really care i'm sure he would probably tell you but that's pretty painful uh jt why is the 250 class so thin on talent this year Great stuff, Moss. I think it's uh, partially COVID, and I think it's also the way the schedule is that, you know, if you live in a certain area, it's, it's tough to get to all these races and stay in the same city for a week. Um, the, the schedule's probably more challenging for a lot of riders than it's ever been. So I, I, And that, that's all a derivative of COVID on some level. So I'll blame COVID. All right, last one. Kellen. Who's been the easiest rider to get an interview from, and who's a pain in the ass? Um, 
there's not really been many hiccups for me to get somebody if I need them. Um, I'll go Jeremy Smith because I know him, so that's really easy. easy. That's easy. Yep. Yeah. I, I, no, nobody. I mean, honestly, like the only thing that was a hiccup was it was hard to get a hold of the Wageman brothers a little bit, but it, it wasn't that hard. They maybe took a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's not hard, right? X brand goggles. Yep. Sorry. Lucid goggle. EKS twenty. Please check them out. Brand new goggle. Kyle Chisholm using X brand to pass Jason Thomas and James Stewart in career four fifty main events this coming Saturday in Orlando. All right. Go ahead. Who's your most difficult rider to get in touch with, Steve? Uh well, Anderson and I don't speak much. So he's but he's really bad for people who do talk to him. Mm-hmm. So he might be the worst guy for a lot of media people. He's non-existent to me. Uh, Tomac would be for me uh, personally. He once okay. wa- he once was very good and accommodating, and I think he just got angry at some things I wrote, and now it's pretty much radio silence. Yeah, for those that don't know, like my kind of rank and file within Racer X, like usually speaking, I'm not getting the big interviews. I'm I'm doing like privateers and stuff like that right now. So I, I've said this on the show before. Eli and I have sat next to each other in first class on a three hour flight and not said a word. <laughs> you know, like he's not in, he's not interested in speaking to me. What about if you started talking to him about hunting? You think he'd be all about it? Maybe, but I couldn't, I wouldn't know the first no, thing to I say know, about but hunting. I mean, if, if you could connect with him on his hobbies, do you think he's chatty or do you think that's just Eli? I think that's just Eli. Okay. But I have no proof so, either, either way. But yeah. So Steve, are you cuz we don't we don't really fly together ever. You fly United, I fly uh Delta. And are you the person that if you sit next to someone that you know but like you you're not traveling with them like it's like you're flying with Pookie, but you know them, are you going to talk to them or are you going no. to put your headphones on and I, watch TV or whatever? I I am going to have a uh Well, I fly with Kenny Adams quite a bit. Uh, Kenny Adams, agent for Anderson, and, and um, used to be the Dragon guy, and, and uh, uh, what's the helmet? Arrow. 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 Um, we talk. Sometimes we'll talk the whole flight, him and I. Really? Yep. Okay. Other times we will talk, and then I'll put my headset on, and that'll be it. So, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm the, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, small yep. talk for a minute, and then I'm going to watch whatever I'm going to watch or go to sleep or whatever. Yes, generally that's me too. Not always, but generally that is. Yeah. Have you guys like nev- you and JT have never like flown on the? I same don't fly flight? his garbage airline. <laughs> oh not, my god! Not, but like I, never, you guys even back in the day, you didn't sit next to each other on a flight or anything. I'm not setting foot on a garbage airline like Delta. Oh, you flew go. Delta last year. When? You flew Delta like a year or two ago. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you got the you wrong guy. Did. Yep. No, I think I flew it to Salt Lake or to Boise to Salt Lake. Yeah. You guys never gone yep. donations on together? Delta. Nothing. No. We know because we always would use our perks to fly first class overseas on our yeah. chosen airlines. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Christian's on four here. Christian, what's uh, what's your question, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's going on? <clears throat> hey, uh, I just wanted to ask about uh, kind of the talent moving up in the 450 class. Uh, as we all know, like, 450 class is just loaded. Uh but, you know, you got Craig, Nichols, like, Forkner, maybe even, like, Jeremy Martin and possibly Cooper. Like, they're trying to get to the 450 class, too. And that's going to be, like, more than 22 guys. So, like, what do you think is going to happen there? Like, do you think, like, Tomac will retire? Like, how is that going to work out? 
I think like a like Bogle will retire soon, right? Um, maybe Chiz. Bogle's got to be near the end. Uh, but I don't see anybody moving out outside of J-Mart, right? Nobody has to move up. Cooper's fine. Craig's fine. Nichols is fine. So J-Mart, I don't even know if J-Mart is fine. He took a dive last year, so it resets at three years, right? Is Cooper fine? I believe so. He's under the threshold for the points this yeah, year? Yeah, I think he's got another two years. If he wins, he can stay another year, and then that's it. Okay. So I thought he was moving up after this year, but I can I, totally I be so wrong too. on that. Well, what they say they want to do and what actually happens, right, of course, is two different right. things. But J-Mart has said, I'm going up, and I, I don't know, though. But, yeah. It's supposedly Forkner's moving up as well. Can't see that, right? No way. Well, oh, no. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see, but I, I think that was the plan was I, to move I, up after this year. I believe it was the plan, yes. Uh, uh, but after this super cost, I, I, I don't know. I, stay down as long as you can. It works. The AMA will change rules for you. You know what I mean? So uh, I think no I think there. if he doesn't have a good situation to go into, he should stay down. He can make a lot of money in the 250 class, and unless you can step up with a multi-year deal on a factory team, that's a dangerous step to make without help. How about if you're AP – you're on the star team, your contract's up in 450s, and J-Mart is telling every media guy, I went to star because they're going to have a spot for me in 450s. That's why I went to star. And you're AP, and you're like, wait, huh? What? <laughs> What's your spot? You know what I mean? Like, Because J-Mart's been – that's why – Dude, he, AP has ridden well this year. He's really riding well. good, yeah, yeah. But enough to keep his ride over J-Mart? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. we got to see. There's Apparently there's a fourth-year option for AP on the table. He probably has to get top three to get to get it off. You think? Yeah, that's usually how those okay. things work. So, um, I don't know, but but you know what, Bobby and AP go way back. Bobby yeah. Reagan. Why not add another bike? Here we go. There's you know, or maybe Mookie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was know. gonna say, are they gonna for sure keep Mookie? Like I don't, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? So thanks, Christian. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a it's a stacked field for sure. So. Um, all right, let's uh, – Real quick question yep, about yep. that, though. Do you think by next year we're going to see Gas Gas at a second bike and maybe KTM a third or anything like that? Because, I mean, there there is a point to this about there's going to be some 250 guys that will probably want to move up at the end of this year, especially if they have a good outdoor campaign and there's a limited amount of spots. But does that mean that there's no spots or do you think that some spots will be created? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like the, there's got to be a second ride of Gas Gas eventually, right? They're not going to go with one guy just year after year. Fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. I don't know. Two words in, there's two words in fun, fun. Two yeah. riders. Yeah. Need two riders. Yeah. Um, all right. Dark Side. What's up? Are you going to Orlando? No, only Texas for me. Only all Texas. Credentials for. That's all you get credentials for. Yeah, Sean said Texas only. Wow. Because because uh, credentials were, you know, so limited this year, right? I mean. Yeah. They're packing them <laughs> in the press box, I know. Yo, they're they so, packing them in. There's so many people up there. <laughs> JT was – couldn't get a seat, I saw, I heard, at Indy 3. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess if I reached out now, maybe that's changed from what it was in the beginning, but, yeah. Does we're... does the pony get credentials anywhere? Or is <laughs> Not he... anymore. He's also just Is Texas. the pony gone? It's shoulder length now. Okay. All right. Yeah, like about 16 inches got cut off. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, how's everything going with, with the wrap-up show? Who's on this week? Uh, so this week's a little interesting. I got Samantha Marie. She's a female fan that 
is in one of our fantasy groups, and she's pretty knowledgeable. I reached out to Kiefer to see if he'd want to come on and ask the, the female some questions, and he's kind of iffy right now. He's penciled in, and Marks is the backup when Kiefer bails. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's probably not, not, not a – it's probably a good good idea for sure. Um, yeah, I, I made sure I had a backup just in case, and I even threw it out, hey, just listen to the first hour. We can talk about that. You can ask the, the chick some questions. Then I'll get you know get marks on. But yeah, we'll, but we'll see. Don't, don't, listen, don't scare the chick away because Keeper's going to start being like, so hey, <laughs> like what's it like having a penis inside of you? Like, <laughs> like she, she's oh super stoked that, that Keeper might be on. She she loves. Keeper, okay, she because was really excited. I love beating my meat. Because you know that's that's the stuff that Keeper like. We all get him, yeah, yeah. but he can be a little aggressive. If, Don't eat that oh, no, dick. She, Samantha can roll with the boys. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not scared of sucking. She, like, she, she deals with our fantasy group with Skippy and Craig Martin and okay. a bunch of other all perverts. Right. So she's she's all in. Right. Okay. Because Kiefer, yeah, he can he can go there to places that oh yeah you know people don't want to go to. Um, That's but, why I asked him with Samantha because I knew she she'd be able to fire right back. Right. Guts Racing Michelin bicycle tires. Uh, Dark side, you're on the list ahead of a, a, a gold medal. I heard that. Um, also, Seal Savers as well, on board with, with the wrap-up show. So it's the number one wrap-up show in the sport. It's true. It's the number one Duh. wrap-up show in the Can't sport. Be, cannot be argued. So are you going to be stressed, Darkside, if I start doing the Pulp Shows on Wednesday after Dallas and Wednesday after uh, Atlanta? Well, yeah, I don't know. You must not. If you listened to the last week's wrap-up, I said that's not. We can't do that. That's not going to work. We're going to have to have a little meeting and sit down and figure this out. Yeah, you were grumpy about last week's wrap-ups. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I don't even – it was you, right? Wait, man. I've already moved my show once. I can't move it again. It was too much, like – too much bench racing again. Just too much. I'm on the flip side of that, and it's not because he has me on the wrap-up show. I just like hearing more opinions about stuff. So I don't mind the bench racing. Start Kellen's podcast then. Sure. Okay. Start. I kind of already do, but sure. Brower Racing. Yep. Podcast. I mean, I kind of already do. So. Right. Which of these are you doing it at? Steve? Just Atlanta and. Yeah, Dallas? just just the three, the ones that were three. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas, Atlanta. Yeah. I just think it makes more sense. People listen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You get two races instead of one. Yeah. 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 So Dark Side, you're you're fucked. Like we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Like I said, I've already moved my show from Tuesday to Wednesday on those weeks. Well, and my guy, my co-host had to rearrange his work schedule because he works at night for that. So I, I guess we could move to Monday, but I, I don't know, dude. Well, hey, hey it's not yeah. a problem. I'll just uh, it'll reflect in your pay, you know. So sure, Steve. I know yeah. you said um, you're going to you're not going to a couple rounds coming yep. up. Would you consider doing one of those like live listen-in shows that you used to do? Oh, like while the race is going on? Yeah, have someone sit in studio. Yeah, and... I don't know. I did it with Anton, right? Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, like, it was, was kind of cool. It was kind of neat. Um, I had the TV wired up, so the sound of yeah, the TV Yeah, you guys came... kept like funneling yeah. in, like, right, oh, right, what right, does right. he say after the race? And yeah, I, I, I thought it was kind of I remember I texted J-Bone and Williamson, and they came on at the race yeah, on the show. Yeah, you called in to yeah. a couple people. It was cool. Yeah. God, it's innovations, bro. And nobody <laughs> nobody gives me any credit. Nobody cares. I'm giving you credit right now. I'm well, telling you it was cool. Thank you. But generally speaking, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. So it's always just... Suck it, Steve. That's it. It's just suck it, Steve. Um, all right, Dark Side, anything else? No. Hey, are you? have you decided if you're coming to Dallas? I'm coming to Dallas, yeah. Okay. Well, you kind of... I mean, you must have been joking at Houston. You were kind of considering maybe not coming. I gotta. We might do a live show Friday night. You were not going to go okay. to Dallas at some oh. point? I probably just told Dallas that. I don't know. 
Yeah, he must have been joking. But, uh, yeah, because we're going to bring the cameras in for the Monday show. The Wednesday show. Oh, or the Wednesday show, however you decide. <laughs> sure. Okay. Look at Darkside. He's right. rattled now. <laughs> Listen, Darkside, we'll you want to be a big-time media guy? This is what mm-hmm. big-time yeah. media guys do. I, I told him on the wrap-up show he's got to take your Monday slot those weeks. All right. Yeah, there you go. Take the Monday <laughs> slot. With the wrap-up show or with the pony pod? With the pony pod. Well, I can't do the Come in and steal the pulp show show. right from under you. Wow. What if that happens? What if people start going to the pony pot on Monday? Maybe. Hey, man, you've you've been kind of double dipping on our guests lately. We we had Sean Brennan on and a couple other guys before you. Yeah, Steve. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm totally, totally (laughs) checking out the pony pod on my guests. Joe Shimoda tomorrow night? Uh, Actually, I would have Joe Shimoda. Last year, his English was terrible. Yeah, uh, and it is really good this year. He's really improved it. So uh, I would have Shimoda on for sure if mm-hmm. I could. But that's that's why I reached out this week because he was he's doing so good on his press conferences. I thought, well, let's let's see if he wants to do it. And he's down, so we're going to give it a shot tomorrow night. Pony Pod, Pony Joe Shimoda. Pod. Pod. All right, thanks, Dark Side. All right, thanks. Thanks. Whew, Pony Pod's coming in. <laughs> do you think he thinks that I'm looking at his guests? Like, no offense. No, I'm not looking at his guests no. and being like, oh, I got to get that guy. No, okay. Uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, JT, uh, thanks for coming on. appreciate it. Dan Hubbard's on next. Hey, before, oh, before JT okay. goes, okay. we got to get Clement to sell a ride in Nationals this summer. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Yeah, we got to make it happen. There's so many rides available. I don't care. Make it happen. Somebody. Helen's like the the ambassador to the UN. <laughs> yeah, really, right? <laughs> just, oh, he, he would would the Nationals it. not be at least a little bit more interesting to have Ancy and DeSaul Dude, out there? DeSaul's kind of done. Dude, he just won a moto like three motos before the end of the season. He won a moto this year? Yeah. On the Cowie? Yeah. He won the overall, I think. He I don't think like that two happened. Or something. I don't think that happened. JT. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't at, think so. At Pietro Morata. I'll look it up, but it was uh, the second one at Trentino. Well, fucking, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all, but that doesn't right. mean it didn't happen. I don't think he can handle the pace of American motocross. What? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Kellen just fucking Here got so go. mad. <laughs> Kellen just ripped his shirt off. <laughs> I will get up. Hey, fuck off. All right, JT, thanks for coming on. Flyracing.com. Okay, guys, see you. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas coming up with Dan Hubbard from uh, Race Day Live and uh, in the floor announcing a supercross for sure. Um, all right, uh, lots to get into till tonight. We still have the uh, motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment, and we have the Race Tech rant. You have... A couple of them? I do have a couple. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, my race tech rant was going to be about the pony pod, but, you know, I'll just I'll just leave it lingering okay. out there. All you right. Know, we'll just leave that one lingering. I want to thank the folks at Skosh, of course. Base link modular charging system right here in front of us. they got charging cords for all sorts of phones, and uh, they have fo- uh, car mounts uh, for the for your car, for the hold your smartphone. Uh, great company, great product. The boost bo- boom bottles are amazing. Find yourself a boom bottle love like JT has when he won that one here against Phil Nicoletti. Uh, pulp 21, 2021 is the code to save at skosh.com. Uh, I want to thank those guys for coming on board. Of course, they've been with us for a couple of years now. And use the code to save at skosh.com for all sorts of uh, charging cables and links and, and uh, boom bottles and you name it. They've got it. Uh, Skosh is bringing you our next guest on the show. You've seen this gentleman on the on the Race Day Live program with that other guy. And uh, also, uh, he's been the floor announcer for Supercross for a number of years now. And uh, he's making his debut on the Pulp Show. So I want to thank uh, those Skosh for bringing on Dan Hubbard. What's up, Dan? How are you, man? 
Hey, Steve, I'm good, man. That, that other guy, huh? That other guy. That other guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to yeah. love that. that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> even knows that. That other guy. That's, that's what Race Day Live is. It's now Dan Hubbard it's, and some other guy. It's Dan and the other guy, and the other guy drags it, drags you down. So just, just keep that in mind. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. I guess uh, for people who don't know, uh, they may have just been seeing you on the uh, on the Race Day Live this year, of course. But, man, it's been three or four years you've been the floor announcer for Supercross now. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, Herb Brown passed away back in, I think, 2016. And, and I guess they were looking for a new announcer. And it was a, I, I don't know how much time you guys have. Yeah, we're good. Pretty, no, tell us the story. Pretty, it was wild. I mean, he, he was brilliant. He'd been that seat for so many years. And he really didn't tell anyone, I think, that he was sick. And, and so it was kind of a surprise. And unfortunately for him and his family, he passed away. And, and for Supercross as well. And, and I think they needed to fill that seat. And so I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the movie Rad. Um, yes, of yeah. course. BMX fame. So Crew Jones is a friend of mine, Bill Allen. Really? And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and we ride. We actually, he actually rides BMX these days. And we got a bunch of old dudes, and we ride down in Huntington uh, on Tuesday nights. I'm, I've been traveling a lot, so I haven't been there lately. Mm-hmm. And we do old-school BMX tricks. And he was working on kind of doing some promotion for the Rad movie coming back for a re-release. Yep. And we sat down with a buddy of his because he wanted me to help. And he had this other buddy named Tim Campbell who was going to help out. And Tim, Tim has been in, you know, motocross and, and uh, skateboarding. And we kind of lived these parallel lives where mm-hmm. I was kind of through BMX. And Tim's like, oh, you're an announcer. I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, I, I got a buddy who might be looking for an announcer. I'm like, oh, okay, give him my number. Sure. And his buddy is Dave Prater. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait a minute, for Supercross. Yeah. And so it was wild. And, and they gave me a tryout at Monster Energy Cup um, in October of 2016 and and i went on the joker lane and they had three like 100 foot patch cables to this wired mic and they were shorting out and so they introduced me and nothing came out so I watched, <laughs> like my big debut in front of like all my friends and everybody in the stadium in vegas and uh and then we they tried to fix it brought it out second time nothing dead mic <laughs> in front of everybody and it was just gnarly and then Third time, I, I had him switch the cables out, and it worked. And I gave my spiel, and, and then it, it kind of it's, it's. There's a whole funny story to that that I'm I, I I won't get into it now, but it was a pretty wild time, and and it went really well cool. after the mic worked. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they offered me the job to sit in her bronze seat, which was uh, that was pretty heavy, man. That was a that was a heavy moment for me, and, and yeah. Uh, and I've I've kind of been there ever since until this year. Right now, uh, by the way, the movie Rad filmed in Canada. Uh, Red, yes. Deer, Red Deer, Alberta. I'm a Canadian, so that I, that's very proud of us. Uh, classic yes. all-time movie. It Rad, is. Yeah. No, hey, I, we got love for Canada. My dad actually uh, went to McGill University. Oh, okay. Uh, there, my my oldest brother and sister were born in Montreal. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Wow. We almost we almost moved there when I was a kid. He loved he loved that country, and uh, it's always been uh, a great place in our family's hearts. So, so did you? And yeah, the movie Rad film there. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So did you race BMX? Did you do freestyle BMX so I, like when you were a kid? I didn't. Like, no, okay. Yeah, freestyle from so I I, I told the story on the live from the booth before and I'll, I'll, I'll again I'll make it as brief as possible but um, when I was a kid uh, I think on any Sunday came out in the 70s early 70s and it was just unreal my brothers were all motorcycle riders and yep. skateboarders and riding BMX and that was kind of thing I, when I was a little kid I wanted to be a firefighter and then I found out about motocross and I, I wanted to be a motocross rider 
And my brothers were all riders, and they had gotten hurt. And my my dad was kind of tired of the injuries. And so he bought me a BMX bike instead um, after I had hopped on my brother's mongoose and taught myself to ride. And and so I kind of – I got into BMX. Like, I went to a racetrack a couple of times down. I went to Ascot, too. My brother took me down to Ascot in Torrance uh, to watch motocross and BMX and started jumping and all that. And then all of a sudden, this freestyle thing, I kind of discovered it, doing tricks. And uh, I was actually at a place called The Pit in Torrance, which is an old, like, just – illegal motocross place to ride and some dude hopped on my bike and did what's called a rock walk a 180 180 out and it just blew my mind and and it, i just kind of went off on that tangent for years and, oh, and cool. got into it started doing shows and performing started entering contests and i never really became a, a top pro i was an amateur who won a bunch of contests mm-hmm. um they called the expert class and and uh but i never think of that next level but i was really into doing shows and entertaining and having fun and 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 so i kind of went off on that tangent and i got hooked up with a guy named eddie fiola who oh yeah he's like super famous yeah legend right, right. And he was in the movie rad lead something in the movie rad yep. and a guy named martin Aparillo, and they we did shows with bands and they put a mic in my hand and oh okay said, yeah, yeah. you, you got to announce and i was petrified like just freaked <laughs> yeah, out yeah um and and I, I just just had to announce you were forced into it you know trial by fire and and just kept talking <laughs> and, wow, that's, yeah, and that that's was cool. it and then started doing shows yeah so that was that was kind of the, the long and short of it but Dude, like every, that's how i got into announcing every bmx plus i ever bought as a kid eddie fiola teaches you how to yeah. do this or eddie, <laughs> eddie fiola goes big or, you know what i mean like literally yeah the guy uh, he, he, yeah Yes, and he still is, and he, he does. He still does stunt work. Right? Oh, he does. So okay, yeah, 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 and and I do as well. And and he, him, and I did a TV show called Pacific Blue. We're like mountain bike, fake mountain bike cops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jumping our bikes on that, and and then um, and then he's he's much deeper into it than I am. Yeah. Um, and he's been in a ton of movies, and and he's exceptional, really huh. exceptional, not just at bike stunts, but at legit like falling off of buildings. And yeah, yeah, airbag yeah, that, stuff, that stuff and right. lighting himself on fire. Yeah. Oh wow. But, um, oh, I'm glad yeah, he's still he's around. Still yeah. <laughs> He is, man. He, yeah, he, he does backflips and everything. Does the air walk from the movie Rad. He, he learned it. Yeah, he still <laughs> nice. does it to this day. <laughs> um, so uh, this whole time you're following motocross as a fan? You're going to supercrosses? Or how much How much are you into supercross and motocross at this time? Yeah, not not as deep as, as I would have liked to be. Yep. Um, I, I But I still, still stuck with it. Would go, like, I think in 80... I want to say 88, we were at Anaheim, and okay. uh, whoever was running it, I think it uh, might have been Mickey Thompson, they let us ride and do tricks on the track oh. in, at, in, at one of the intermissions. And awesome. I was right there on a tabletop doing, like, cherry pickers and Miami hop hops, and the crowd went off. And so I would, uh, you know, I was still, and I would still go to races through the 90s and everything. My, yeah, yeah. One of my, my son, actually, is 23 now. He was born in 97, is in part named after uh, Grayson Goodman. Oh, so okay. His name is Grayson. Yeah, my son's Grayson. And, and so I, I, we would go and watch, and, and, and I just I was still running my BMX career and freestyle career doing shows, and so I wasn't getting out to the races as much as I'd like. Um, I was riding mostly in the desert out here, like Gorman, yep. doing trail riding uh, at a, a 94 YZ250, and, and I just hit that ticket out to Pismo and, right, uh, right. and down to Mexico and riding for fun and and then started announcing for monster energy um and that wound up putting me in the pits 
at Monster Energy and at NASCAR for yep. the Monster booth. Okay. And so and so I started going again and getting in the races, and that's when I met Tim Campbell, and it kind of went from there. Right, right. Oh, this okay. kind of unlikely series of events um, kind of unfolded. Uh, and and I've been in the booth for, I guess this would be my fifth year for the night show. Yeah. Just sitting kind of in the booth and kind of isolated, right? Yeah. And, yep. uh, and the other, and I haven't had as much time as I'd like to, to get to know riders and learn about riders because in my other when I when I leave uh, I'll fly in on Thursday or Friday and then leave on Sunday morning and I have uh, before covid hit I had six other jobs really I had a, a BMX team I was running a skate team I was running I had stunt work I was doing I just finished a movie I did a movie right before covid with um Adam Sandler where I stunt doubled for Adam Sandler riding a 10 speed called Hubie Halloween okay and uh did some stuff like that I was announcing corporate gigs I was announcing red carpet gigs I was doing school shows wow. anti-bullying shows yep. like it was crazy I was just firing on all cylinders and then March hit and and COVID hit and everything went to zero, like a hundred percent. I lost all my jobs. It was yeah. gnarly. Yeah, and including Supercross, right? Yeah, that was my yep. that was another job, and that just everything just stopped. And and so, um, long story short, what's what's cool about now? I, I didn't know if I was coming back or not. And and because of budget cuts and because we don't have as many people in the stadium, they brought us back and kind of com- combined race day live with the live crew, which is Ashley and myself, uh, and 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 Daniel, and then they're pumping that through the stadium, which yeah. I think Steve, you've seen that right yep. on the big screen. Yep. And so it's kind of a weird hybrid thing that I wouldn't have been in if it weren't kind of think for budget cuts and 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 all sorts of other weird mitigating factors. Um, but one of the cool things it's it's giving me time to kind of learn more and and uh reach out more to people Mm -hmm. and working with daniel's insane like he is so good it's ridiculous he's just uh, it's it's like uh the master of the craft um Uh, easy dan let's 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 back (laughs) that down in case he listens to this we don't need his head getting any bigger you know, then it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I should back off. I'm teaching him so much. And that's the nice thing. He's willing to learn. <laughs> and it's um, just nice that I can be there to mentor that kid. Do, he's, he's got a future. I think. Exactly. Do you, uh, do you, do you, and if you had to choose, would you do the race day live thing over the live floor stuff? Do you have a preference? Uh, how's it been for you? It's hard. Um, it's intimidating. And yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It's it, there's so much to know. And, and listening to you and, and, and Pulp and listening to, to Wygant and everybody just it's so it goes so deep and it, it's incredible. And so for me, it's humbling um, and uh, I think a little scary at first. Right. Right. Um, live show is a different a whole different animal. It's uh, I, I am there and I think I'm brought in in part to be kind of a go-between for people who are new to the sport and maybe families that are lost when they sit down. I've had friends that came out to watch, uh-huh. come out to watch me and they're not familiar with Supercross and they say, dude, when the gate drops, I get lost. Yep. And so yep. part of the live show is not necessarily speaking to core fans. It's speaking to people who are brand new and who have never been. And we want them coming back and we want them to bring their friends and we want to sell out stadiums, you know, and, and, and get more people involved. And I think race day live is much more about getting deep into the sport and deep into the riders' backgrounds and the minutia of the track and right. what goes on with dirt works and what goes on with the bikes and the mechanics of it and and the privateers, which is that's that's my big priority right now is learning more about the riders who make up 
you might be able to help me with this number, 95% of the riders on any given Saturday night or now Tuesday night. Yeah, um, it's Privateers uh, yeah. make up the vast majority, right? Well, and there's some incredible stories there. Like I just talked to Bobby Piazza, you know, for a privateer show, yeah. and he's sleeping in his van with his chick and his dog, and he's, he bought a 250F, yeah. uh, a used 250F, and he just jumped on it for Houston 3 and made the main event because he wasn't having any success in 450s and so on and so forth. Uh, Kellen, you know these guys. You yeah. talked to him too. I mean, they, they're just – when you compare Bobby Piazza's life to Ken Roxon, <laughs> it's it, so it, much it, different. It's phenomenal, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's – those are great stories, though. You're on to the right thing there, Dan, for sure. Thanks, man. And, and I think that's another thing, too, that, that even though you have these newer fans in the audience, I think we should give these stories out. And, and we get focused on Roxon and Tomac and Nichols and Craig and yep. – and Sexton, and, and and we should, right? We should. But I, I was watching, my neighbor came in and said, hey, you got to watch this show on Netflix about Formula One, Drive to Survive, yeah. I think is what yeah. it's called. Yep. And if you're not a Formula One fan or not deep into it, you you, you would be after watching that show. My, my neighbor's friend was like, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm all into it. I'm watching it. And that show doesn't talk that much about Hamilton uh, or, or the top guys. It talks more like the Williams and the, and the packs that are coming up and the struggles they have mm-hmm. and, and the good and the bad. And, and I feel like that is a story that really resonates with people as well as the success stories and the amazing story of, say, Ken Roxon, um, the, the inspirational stories, because there's a ton of them. And so for me, my, my goal, my commitment to this show and to this sport is to push myself to learn more about the stories that aren't being told. And I think Feld and NBC and Race Day Live and that whole production crew and Daniel and Ashley, I think that that fits in perfectly to that program. And and so that's that's been important to me to support privateers and to for my goal and my commitment is to learn as much as I can about those stories. And what I'm doing, because I'm, I'm not deep in it, right? So I'm just reaching out on Instagram to writers. And like last week, I hit up Logan Carnow. And I said, hey, do you mind just talking for a minute? And he's like, yeah, of course. And so Logan started talking to me. And then he talked about Bubba Pauly and Joan Cross and, and Ryan yeah. Koontz. And so, hey, can I get their number? So then I spent an hour on the phone with, with Bubba and talked to Ryan. And then I, you know, it just, it was really cool. And, and it was just reaching out just to say, hey, man, you know, ask basic questions. And then you tell me. And instead of, as you can tell, I talk a lot. Yeah. Instead of talking a lot, shutting my mouth and listening, I think, is, is the big thing that I need to do. And, and I did that with that team, and it was really cool and really rewarding. And then that next race, I was able to have all this cool information um, when, when I think Joanne Cross and Bubba got out in the LCQ. And it just it was a neat moment for me, and it was very rewarding. And I think those moments are where I really have to push to improve for Race Day Live and improve as a, as a voice for the sport. And it's especially for privateers. Wow. Listen, you know Crew Jones. That's that's cool enough. Um, <laughs> Dan Hubbard on the Pulp Mech Show presented by Skosh. Uh, please check out Skosh. Pulp 2021 is the code to save with Skosh. Yeah, Dan, I, first off, I wanted to kind of commend you on the job you're doing so far. Uh, I, I went to school and, and did a lot of broadcast journalism work in school and got a degree in communications. And you can really tell, and now that you're saying what you know, what, who you're talking to and stuff, you can tell who on on broadcasts are doing research and who's not. And I I can tell you're doing a lot of research to get the stories out there. And I think you're doing a great job. I did have a question um, that's kind of 
about broadcasting and the dynamic between you and Daniel Blair, where you know Blair is and was the host of Race Day Live for the the past little while here. And typically speaking, you you have like a, a lead broadcaster, a lead play by play man, and a color guy. But you two are both kind of the lead broadcasters in a sense on Race Day Live because obviously your experience is in announcing and calling these events, and then Blair is supposed to be the lead guy. How difficult is that dynamic to kind of like juggle that between you two? It's a great question, and it's not right now. Um, and and I, I really take direction from him. And mm. the other thing, too, is Ashley Raynard is is with us, and she's one of our she, – it's, it's not just me. It's Ashley yeah, and myself right. from the live show. And, and you know Ashley's experience. I mean, she's, she practically raised Colt Nichols and Austin <laughs> Fortner and Benny Bloss, right? So she has all this information. And for her, to, for her commentary coming in, which is going to increase more and more, it's awesome. And so that, that fills in a bit of a void, I think – uh, uh, for me. And so for me, I'm coming in more kind of, I want to talk about St. Jude and children, you know, and what they're doing and our, our commitment to that. I want to talk about road recovery. I want to talk about some of these privateers and, and, and also kind of wax with Daniel. Daniel is really handling all those roles right now. And I, I explained it to someone who was asking before, if, if you guys remember some, some young folks out here won't remember Johnny Carson, but Johnny Carson was the original like Tonight Show, huge megastar when I was a kid. And, and there was a guy on the couch next to him named Ed McMahon. And Ed would sit there and just like, oh, yes. Johnny would talk, like tell a joke, and then Ed McMahon right. would just back him up. And for right now in this role, I, I'm kind of putting myself down a little bit, but I feel for, especially the first few episodes, I'm the Ed McMahon, right? I'm just there like, you're, you're doing well, yeah, now, Daniel, that's, great point, Daniel. Well, Dan, <laughs> well, well, Dan, I just, my mind goes to the SNL skit, right? Of, of uh, yeah, Right, that's uh, me. Right, right. <laughs> you are correct, real, sir. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, uh, hey, Talon. That's it. Talon, do you know Johnny Carson is? I've heard the name, but not oh, really. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Too young. Jesus. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's... Steve, wow. that happened to me with my buddy who works at Monster Brian. I used that analogy, and he's like, uh, who's Johnny Carson? Wow, just, right? I mean, dude, me. like, just it incredible, me, right? I mean, 20 million yeah. people watch this show every night on TV, right? right? Yeah. Right. Anyways, right. but... Yeah, uh, don't, don't, yeah. So that, but that, that's yep. kind of, for me, one of the things is stepping into that role is super intimidating. And, you know, Jim was there before, and just so knowledgeable and so cool and so personal and i i know that they just had the, the budget issue was the main thing and that's why it, it wound up that way but you know again talk about big shoes to fill and that was the same with Irv Braun. and and so i don't think i could ever fill those shoes i think i bring something different to the table but to, to your point uh daniel is really the lead host and he's a color commentator as well, right? Right, right now. Right. And as I get more comfortable in that role and I learn more and get more experience, um, I mean, I'm six shows in and it's definitely getting better for me and I'm more comfortable and, and, uh, and, and I know Ashley is as well. Then who knows? I mean, that's going to be up to production. That'll be up to Daniel. That'll be up to, I mean, he is, he has so many hats he wears. And he's so he's doing YouTube shows and he's doing podcasts and he's yeah he, so he has Eagle Grit and he's doing the Race Day Live and he's doing the nighttime broadcasts and it's just so he's he's got so many things and so for me it's like hero support right I'm there to get in and help him out and and take some time so he can take a breath and talk you know what I mean because you're you're talking mm -hmm. on comms the whole time oh as we, well. uh, we and the, we, he was on the show sorry to interrupt you he was on our Monday show in Indianapolis. 
and yeah. we just kept making jokes about him fixing the track, <laughs> uh, making the popcorn, yeah. making the popcorn. Uh, Dan- yeah. Daniel, when are you taking tickets from people? Yeah, yeah. Tell- and, and, and at some point, Daniel's like, you know, I was down on the floor, but he goes, he said something like, "I had just gotten down from the from the stands when I was uh, breaking up a fight or something," you know. So he was he was going along with it, but he he's got a lot of hats, and we were, we we love making fun of it for that. So. Yeah. It, it is, and it, and it's legit. Like it's ridiculous, and so for me, that's another part of my commitment to him and to that team, and and, and Ashley as well, is to to take some of that pressure off of him and yep. and get more and more into that role as time goes on. And so um, that that's kind yep. of the thing, and 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 who knows how that's all going to play out. Um, but you know, um, on, that's that's the short answer. That's the long answer. No, no, no. <laughs> no I also, like too, uh, you brought up a good point. Ashley's great. We uh, we probably don't mm-hmm. talk about yeah. her enough. She's very knowledgeable. No. She's been around it for a long time. Uh, I, I probably don't give her enough credit either. And, and Ash- what I like about this year is, like, you, if you don't go to Supercross, you don't know who Dan Hubbard and Ashley Raynard is. But you are getting a taste of them this year and seeing like what yeah. they're doing and how right. good they are at their jobs. Right. And I like that a lot. Right, right. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I agree. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. So, yeah. Dan, uh, you're not on social media a lot, look, judging by your Instagram feed. Um, <laughs> so, but, like, how's been the reaction for you? Have you gotten much, like, hate, internet well, hate? Because well, we all get it. Like, like, you, like you said, Steve, I'm not on social media much. Yeah, right I guess, now. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Since, uh, since January 9th, yeah, I've backed uh, <laughs> off a bit. No, I, I um, so, I... I backed off about a year ago, um, and I think social media and Instagram was, and still is, kind of a sanctuary, man, where there's so much stress and so much sadness and so much hate sometimes that it's an escape, right? And when when everything hit with this country, with COVID, with the politics, with with the protests and everything and all that, it, it started turning so negative. And I'm a pretty positive dude, and I started kind of feeling that negativity and that depression. And, and <laughs> yeah. understandable, right? Yeah. I mean, we all, yep. We're all going through it, right? Yep. Yep. And so for me, there was a time I, I've traveled a lot my whole life, and I have a daughter and a son and a, an awesome wife and, and an amazing family. And I, I, of all the tragedies that have happened in the past year, I was able to, even though I lost my jobs, I was able to to survive in parks. My wife is a, is a high school teacher and part-time professor at a community college, and she's an author. And so she's just, you know, she's able to support the team and support, sorry, support the family. Yep. And, and my son works as well and goes to college and my daughter's in high school. And so uh, what happened is I was able to spend a lot of time with my family and where a lot of families were spending too much time and people growing apart, um, our, my family, we got closer together. Mm. Um, instead of traveling all the time and being on the road all the time and traveling you know, with my BMX team and my skate team and Supercross and doing everything I do, um, it, it was the opposite. I got to, for the first time in many years, spend almost an entire year just with my, my, my family. And it was huge, man. And so I kind of backed off of everything and just backed out of life. It was, it was wild and, and very unusual for me. I started, I mean, I've been hustling since I was a kid, you know, right. 15, 16 years old. I think my first show, I was 15 years old and at a birthday party and with me and my buddy doing tricks and we got like 20 bucks and went and ate some awesome food and that was about it. But I've been <laughs> ever since. 
But yeah. it, it was it was wild. The birthday party it was amazing, and and we couldn't believe that you could make money doing tricks on a bike. And so it was just this thing, and it was like the first time since I was young where I had that much time on my hands, and it, it was this weird kind of terrible situation for the world. And I just count myself as so lucky to to have the family I have and to have that time to spend with them. So I backed out of social media. I backed out of. A lot of, I mean, you know, with with COVID and everything, we kind of took it seriously here in California, and mm-hmm. and uh, and just spent time with my wife and my kids. And I, I I wouldn't say I've been neglecting them for a long time, <laughs> but certainly not a priority that they should be. And this year spun that around for me. Yeah. And so now yeah. I'm back working again. Now I'm back. I posted a, a little shot because uh, with Gronk, Gronk, I got to interview Gronk a few times with Monster, and and I've uh, got on his bus and introduced my kid to him and he went, you know, he scored the first two touchdowns for, yeah. for the Bucks, And so I, I figured I'd post something up and start talking to people again. And so I made my re-entry uh, <laughs> uh, on Sunday and we'll see Steve, how it's, it goes. It's, it's <laughs> a what kind of comment. Buckle up, buckle up, Dan. Cause uh, <laughs> buckle up, buckle you know, up, the, the, the core fans, quote unquote, the core fans aren't going to like this BMX guy. Right. Talking right. about motocross, yeah, yeah, for no, sure. I get it. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And and hey, man, that's that's that freedom of speech. I think JT mentioned earlier, buddy, freedom of speech. You know, no no waffle waffle here. You, yeah, you, yeah. you got to do and and yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, I I'll, I'll do what I got to do, and I got to be me. And if someone offers me an opportunity in my life, I take it. And then I then I figure out how to make it work afterwards or in the moment. And all I can say is uh, to any core fan out there, and, and I told this to, to Bubba Pauly and, and to Ryan Kuntz when I talked to them, is, is I, I, my commitment is, is to do my best as a voice for the sport, as an, as an advocate for the sport, to, to do it right and to learn as much as I can and to, to really share stories that, for me, run a bit deeper than maybe the ones we're used to. And, and so uh, I, and I, I am, I'm listening, man. I'm, I'm really listening to what people want and Daniel does as well. Right. So Daniel talks about that. I say, Hey man, people are online and, and he takes it pretty well. He goes, listen, some of them, they're being cool. Some of them are kind of gnarly, but here's what they're saying. Like if they have a legit opinion, we'll listen, even if it disagrees with right, what right. Daniel wants or what I want. And so to take that, the, the people who are super negative, there's nothing that will ever satisfy them. No, it'll no, never, nope. there's nothing you can do, man. But the people who are genuinely like, hey, I disagree, or you guys need to do this, or Dan, maybe you should learn about this thing. I'm in, right? Yeah. I'm down, and I'll take that, and and I'll I'll grow from it and learn from it. Um, and uh, but I I understand, I think I understand the the gravity of this role, and I understand uh, the task at hand, and I'm I'm up to it, and I'm willing to give it everything I got. And uh, I've been passionate about this sport since I was a kid. This is the first sport I fell in love with. And, and I've been in love with it ever since, even though I wasn't right in it the whole time. Um, and and I'll continue to be whether I work on Race Day Live or Supercross or not for the rest of my life. And so, um, no, I, I, I understand why people be frustrated. And it's the same thing in any sport, right? Whether it's yeah, BMX yeah, or skateboarding yeah, or yep. motocross. I, I totally get it, man. But uh, but I, all I can say is I'm going to do my best to to do right by every single fan out there to the best of my ability. I just, uh, I made this joke last week, Dan, but on the show, but uh, you know, I get, I get these people just rip into me and say the worst possible things about me and call me fat and a loser and an idiot and all this. And then I go on their profile and it's like, 
father of four, follower of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> like, you know, you just yeah. called me a fat piece right. of shit, and you're a father There's of four, a follower yeah. of Christ. Great, great. But yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. I, right. I wish I could do that. I I need social media to promote Pulpamex and, and all my stuff I do to, to, to make a living. And, uh, right. but, and so I have Facebook and I have Instagram and I have Twitter and man, I like going on Twitter to talk about uh, hockey and, and my basset hounds and stuff and some racing stuff and making jokes. But man, if I could, I'd be out of it. I'd be out of it. I really would. I'm, I'm old enough where I don't care about followers. I don't care. I don't base my status on, you know, that kind of stuff, which a lot of young people do, unfortunately. And unfortunately, if I had, if I didn't need it, I, I wouldn't do it, but I have to. Yep. It, it's the way I make a living. So unfortunately, well, you know, yeah. And, and think of the relationships you've built, man, and how much you've done for the sport and how many people you've affected and turned onto it. And, and I think it's hard that you have these negative people that one or two of them compared to maybe a thousand who yeah. are so stoked on what you do and maybe yeah. people who aren't saying anything, but are really, really, you know, encouraged by what yep. you say and the people you bring on and the stories like with Kiefer, with, uh, with Vietnam, Vietnam Vic, I was dying, dude. I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, 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 it's a classic. Yes. I was dying. But you know, you, you, know, you, you got a point. Just yeah. So cool, man. It just adds so much, so much to life and to the sport. And, and it's, I mean, but you just can't control, you know, right what some people who are gnarly and, and others who are legit and really do disagree and want their opinion heard. Right. And, and I think your, your show is a great spot for that. I, I, I have no issues with someone coming on my social stuff and being like, Hey man, I think your take on Vince freeze was totally wrong because of this and this and this, there's no need right. to insult. There's no need to call somebody a name. There's no need to do any of that. And, and it's all, that's, that's great. Cause I do it on the show, but these people that right. just go way past that line, you're just yeah. like, what, what makes you think that that's acceptable to say to another person? Like, how are you at work? How are you at family gatherings? If you're this kind of idiot on social media, but yeah, it is what it is. For yeah. Sure, so yeah, it just does make, and coming from Canada, especially man, where it just doesn't yes. happen up there. Yeah. We, we love everybody. Um, there's a lot of love up well, there. We did a Calgary stampede for years, dude. It was oh, great. wow. We yeah. I never did that. I never, I was in, I'm from yeah, Manitoba. Pretty so, wild. Yeah. Right. Um, right, well, man. Dan, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, good job on the race day live. You're carrying that other guy. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, someone has to, man. I know. I know. To. He's just, you know, he's a disaster. <laughs> And you're doing great. And um, <laughs> thanks for the time, man. Let's get let's get you back on here at some point for sure. Talk some more racing. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. honored. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. No and looking forward to see you guys in Orlando or uh, Arlington. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Right. Take it easy. That's Dan Hubbard, everybody. Brought to you by Skosh. Uh, Pulp 2021 is the code to save. He's, I like him he's a lot. Got, I, I think he's doing he's a He's got a good job. voice, right? He does have a good voice. <laughs> yes. And, man, he has... A lot to say. Yeah. He did have a lot to say in yeah. that interview, no, which was cool. I yeah, mean, was absolutely. Nice. No, I think it's cool. And, dude, he knows Crew Jones. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Do you guys know the movie Legendary. Rad? Anyone, either one of you? I know what it is. I haven't actually seen it. Same as him. I've heard of it a bunch, but never watched it. It's like on any Sunday for the Jesus BMX Christ. community. Yeah, I heard it's great. Legendary. I need to watch it. I just haven't. What the fuck's going on with YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> where do you even watch it nowadays? Like, where can I, I even find it? It's on YouTube. I yeah, think. I think it is. I think I watched it on YouTube or I saw it on YouTube. I have it downloaded and everything. I haven't watched it. Never change. I only saw Fresno Smooth like a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. going to just stop. Uh, Cambio CBD. Uh, Kellen Brower, you're going to take some of these Cambio yeah, CBD uh, uh, bombs with you when you can. They're a brand new uh, CBD brand with roots and moto and action sports. 
They offer the finest pure and organic CBD products available, including athlete-inspired performance and recovery packs. Cambio-USA.com. Look for the Pulpamex logo on there uh, for special deals. Cambio-USA.com. Uh, all sorts of CBD products from the sleep sleep support stuff to uh, to pain relief to uh, to whatever it is for CBD, guys. Cambio-USA.com. Cambio CBD products. Thanks to them for coming on board. Thanks to Scotch, of course. Race Tech as well. Race Tech ran of the night. They've released a valve. They're a full one-piece valve rather than a friction-welded two-piece one. It's more durable than OEM valve, and with custom profile, the valves flow more air and increase airspeed, resulting in an increase in horsepower. 2020 KX250 and intake valves for the YZ250 uh, Race Tech rant. Please use uh, Pulp 21 when you call Race Tech. Tell them you listen to Pulp. They'll dial you in. They'll save you some money on suspension uh, stuff or motor work, whatever it is. They'll they'll help you out. Thanks to the folks at Race Tech. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Talon, you work for a Race Tech service center. Yeah, Dynamic Dirt here in Vegas. And how how's the uh, stuff with Race Tech as far as getting springs and 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 shims and all that? Uh, pretty good. Takes us. I think two days from California to get everything. It's a pretty quick turnaround. And then they send us. Well, I'm just waiting. I'm just, this is a dynamic uh, uh, selling point here. Yeah. So, and then uh, Race Tech does all of our shim stacks and everything. So we'll just put in the riders, like what their, yep. their weight and everything. And then Race Tech sends us a build sheet. Oh. And then all the, uh, the springs, everything that needs to go in that kit. And then we put it in and send it out to the, yeah, to the customer. Racetech.com. Uh, go, visit racetech.com or go to a service center like uh, Dynamic Dirt. Dynamic Dirt. Dynamic yep. Dirt. Uh, Racetech Round of the Night. Kellen, you have a couple. I have a couple. Before we get to that, though, okay. uh, Clement Desal did win the second moto uh, at Trentino, the first round in Trentino, and he went uh, 6-1 for third overall. Great. So, hey, give him a ride outdoors. Anybody. Yep. Anybody look for it. Uh, my rant is uh, NBC. This year, I'm I'm really annoyed with NBC. I try not to do it. I try not to get mad about NBC and the coverage and stuff yep, like that. Yeah, I really try because yep, yep. I understand it. I understand from a broadcaster's perspective what goes on and, and how it works. There's and stuff sponsorship like that. packages that have to go I, on. Yes, yes I understand, right. right? But this year, what are we doing? There's no playback on the live feed, which is I hate it. Like you're trying to watch on the peacock thing, yes, correct? Yes. And you're and you're like something happened. I maybe miss it, whatever, or I just want to go back and see what happened, and I want to replay it. Can't yep. do it. You have to right. wait for the playback to be live for know, three hours after yep. the race or right. whatever. Yep. Um, I didn't realize that till this because uh, obviously I've been to every yeah, race. No, I hit my little Apple TV thing and nothing happened. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, it's 2021. Most streaming services have the ability to rewind. Would there be a reason why? It wouldn't be on there like uh, for a reason, like for the like, only thing I can think of is it's um, licensing agreements about like you, you can't replay back live feed, but then they give you the replay anyway after, afterwards yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't get yeah. it. Anyway, yeah, okay, that's one yeah. of the things that NBC. I mean, on ha- on hot laps and qualifying, it's ridiculous. You watch Marvin Muskan roll around for fifty five seconds doing nothing, rolling every jump on the track, and they're talking about him and and everything that's going on. And and this is. I like Bondo. I like Bondo, but this is on him, in my opinion. Right. Why are we watching Marvin roll around for 55 seconds and then go to Kenny right after he's finished his hot lap and he starts rolling around? How about we flip that around? How about we? It's very easy to see. Like that guy's rolling around, move to somebody else. It looks like he's flying around the track. Like they've got 
right. five, six cameras watching this stuff during qualifying sometimes. Like, it's not... I think Marks is on this uh, anger uh, rant it, as well. It's not that difficult. Yes. Like, we're here to watch qualifying. And, and during qualifying, too, they started doing this thing, too, where, like, they love to go back and embellish something else that happened. Like, they, they took away, like, probably three minutes of qualifying one day to talk about the Dean Wilson situation, put his whole display up on screen, and read the entire thing that Dean Wilson said after that had happened while 458 qualifying is going on. I mean, like... We're wa- we want to watch qualifying. That's why we are logged in to watch it. We don't want to, you know, rehash yeah. this. We're trying to yeah. watch these guys ride. Um, the the flashbacks. The they're they're showing like features during races. Yeah, like yeah, this this race, you know, two laps to go. Cooper Webb's catching Ken Roxon. They're like, let's go back to the Dean yeah. Wilson thing again and see Cooper Webb pass Ken Roxon again. And it just kept going and going. And they're showing like Cooper Webb on the podium holding the trophy. <laughs> and the race is going on with like a lap to go in yeah. the main event. Yeah. What like what are we doing in the heat race at uh, Indy Three as well? We're watching Colt Nichols and Craig and uh, uh, Christian Craig like four seconds apart from each other, while six through twelve are nose to tail in a heated death battle, trying to make it into the final transfer spots in the main event. And we're watching these two guys four seconds apart and just talking about nothing. I, like I don't get it. Why? How it, at this point are we not Quiet doing down. something different? Right. How are they not better? How are they not following stuff better? Like, I don't think it's that hard, personally speaking. Uh, it to, doesn't to do make that. any sense why you wouldn't want to do the things that you say. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. So, again, I, I don't know. I don't know what you could do are, to fix are, it. Are they, but just... are they saying, screw Kellen and Marks? <laughs> no, no, I don't mean, I mean, are they saying, screw the, the hardcore, hardcore fans. fans? Yes. We want to get the chick on the couch to get interested in this Nobody fucking gives a shit. Dean Wilson lapper thing. No, I'm just Stop trying to, that. I'm trying to be JT devil advocate here. <laughs> I'm with you guys. It's a joke. Okay, but then the hot lap thing. Right. Why are we watching these guys roll around? Uh, no yeah. chick on the couch yeah. that's just turning in for right. the first right. time is no, like, wow, yeah. these guys yeah. are really hauling ass right. rolling right. every jump. No, like, yeah. Nobody yep. cares. Right. Um, anyway, so that's the whole thing. My my second rant was going to be about flagging and what can we do, but I mean, we freaking hit every topic we yep. can talk about we with really that tonight. Yep. Uh, so my third thing is press conferences. Like, we can't go and talk to these guys in the pits at all right now. Right. And all these teams are very much like, no, don't talk to us. Don't, don't see us in, out yep. in public and talk to us and stuff like that. Yep. And then the riders are like, I don't want to do a press conference. This is too late. Yeah, it's. Oh my god, are you uh, serious? Like, how are we supposed to cover the sport? Like, I know that we can call these guys and stuff, and I get it, but at the same time, these writers are are paid a lot of money to be the faces of the sport, and they can't do press conferences. I'm with you, and yeah, because there's no press conference after this weekend, and there's no press conference next weekend. They already right. decided it, and and yeah, it's insane to me. Weej is very upset, more upset than I thought Weej would be. It's a joke. Yeah, it is. But, but to me, to me, Kellen, it's a joke. But that just opens the door for me to call these guys and get them on the phone, which I did. No, for, I know. I, I got six guys on the did, line. We you know have I mean? ways so, to, to con- yeah. communicate with them, and, right. I, and I get that. But at the same time, like, like I, I went on uh, uh, Monster Energy Supercross's YouTube and looked at their most recent video, and a lot of the comments were like, where's their press conference? Yeah, like, yeah. we want to see these right. guys talking because yep. not everybody listens to yep. you and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And and these guys want to hear from the writers. We want to hear from the writers. Like, I, and, and I think Kenny was the first one to say this, and I get what he's saying, like, the Indy 2 press conference, I think, was at midnight right. or something there. It's late. I know he has his kid there. He wants to get back with his kid. I want to get back with my kid, too. Like I, We're all doing the same yeah. job here. We're, we're putting the same amount of time into this. And all we want from you but, guys is a few quotes to be able to talk about this race and move on. That's fine. The late thing is fine. Have it Sunday. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they, yeah. they did do that. And then after this round, yeah. they said, well, everybody's going to be flying, flying back. Yeah. So what, we don't want to and bother them. And it's just, oh, oh I know. God, dude, I know. it's so stupid. I know. Listen, I got into it with the, with the Cowie guys because at one point, Eli was doing the press conference and he was walking out. 
and not taking any of the questions. And I said, hold on. They said, he said everything. I said, wait, I timed one of it. It was like a minute 47. Yeah. And I said, so your guy just won this race in front of 40,000 people pre-pandemic times. And you think that a minute 47 is all he needs to speak for this, for this big appointment for Kawasaki, yeah. for Monster, for everybody. And they said, yeah. And I said, I'm sorry. I don't think that's enough. I just don't think the fan that puts their effort and money into this sport gets a, a minute 47 from a guy uh, after a big win. Yeah. And, and they, it, they, I mean, it was butting my head against the wall. They, they just, you know, we're coming from two totally different operations. Yeah, I think they can clean it up a little bit. I think they, the press conferences can be a little bit more streamlined, and they tried doing that. They told the media, like, only two questions per per yeah. media member and stuff like that. But why not split up 250 and 450? Why not do 30 minutes of 250 at 1130 and 450s an hour after their race yeah. at midnight or right. move the program right. or whatever, or whatever right. just whatever. something? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah. It, it's how they already know that teams are flying back and they aren't going to want to do it, and they already know and they're already canceling it is, is yeah. We just upset. We just it's because, upset. It, like, uh, I wouldn't be that upset about it if we could go talk to the riders in the pits, but yeah. we can't do that. Right. So the only option that's left is what you're doing is, is straight up call them and yeah. hope that they answer the phone. Yeah, yeah, no, and and you know, and a couple guys never got back to me. I texted them yeah. after the race after this Indy three, and they never even hit me back. So yeah. All right, race tech round of the night. Do you and Callum want to talk about the TV broadcast more? Because you you two on Twitter have quite a, a bond. <laughs> so when they when they with. Less than two laps to go. Did that flashback. I lost my shit. <laughs> I was losing it. I'm yeah. in my house. My wife's getting ready to like go to dinner or something. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm yelling in the loft, looking at my TV. She's like, whoa, whoa, what happened? What happened? I was like, they're doing it. She's like, oh, like, it's just that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm always, yeah. I'm always she was thinking there was some something. big crash or something. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm always yelling. Same thing about the, the qualifying. And to add to what Kellen was saying, like not only do they show Marvin like rolling around as soon as he starts going fast they, they that's cut away when, that's when they cut away yeah they're like he just crossed the finish line you saw him scrub the crap yeah, out of yeah, the finish line yeah, jump yeah well it's got somebody else rolling around <laughs> it's all the time it's garbage <laughs> i never really noticed that it's I, don't, garbage. I, I don't watch it because i'm at the races this one i did watch you know this actually i was on a mountain bike ride so i missed the first half of it but my wife can't watch it with yeah, me yeah, she, she's, she's just, just like she's like all you do is just complain about the the broadcast i'm like I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I try to give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I try to give them, you know, they have stuff to do. They have right. sponsor things. But, like, dude, some of the decisions they make are just unacceptable. Like, I literally, I, I wrote out a list here. And, like, if it's under three things on the list, I'm usually like, okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I have, like, six things here that I'm pissed <laughs> off about with them this year. And I just can't hold it back anymore. Why don't you call Bondo up? I will. Uh, uh, sure. And try to do an interview with him. Sure. And be like, hey, wh what's the purpose of this? I like Bondo, yeah, too. He yeah. seems like a good guy, right. and, and he seems like he's really into the sport and stuff like that, but that falls on him. I don't know Bondo. I'll ask him. I don't care. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. Dude. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the Race Tech round of the night, racetech.com. Thanks to those guys for uh, coming on board. Last commercial break of the night. We're going to come back with Chris Betts, uh, BT, uh, motorsport.com, tweet a talent segment as well. Uh, and we're going to wrap it up with Kellen Brower and everybody else here in the studio. So thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this break. Easier mounting, always a good feature.
Those who love motocross know Motosport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motosport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559. And mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order.
FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So, um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and GasGas. Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure that your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledge. DeKalworks is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit DeKalMX.com. Use promo code PULPMX to receive 20% off your custom graphics. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. 
Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the motocross, supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Bet Championships in one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing, the folks at Decal Works. Kellen Brower in studio here from Racer X. 
Travis Marks working the director's chair and Talon Taylor working the phones. You know who this is, Talon? Uh, Matt Forner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, just because I said that. I mean, I knew it anyway, but sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, but they don't know shit. You know uh, me. I listen to older music like that. I like it. I didn't know that. Good. We, we listened Good. to Rush last time while we were here. Did we? Okay. I, I forgot. Hey, have you been in a motorcycle car accident? Did somebody or some idiot take you out? You need to call attorney Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. In fact, I mean, let's just chase him now. Arthur takes the time to know his clients and will take the time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free. You just need to call ArthurDraper.com, A-R-T-H-U-R, Draper.com. Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. There's no risk to you. So please, help is only a phone call away. Arthur's got your back. Uh, thanks to uh, Arthur Draper for coming on the show. And also, thanks to the folks at Ride Engineering. Speaking of Vince Freeze, uh, the Bullfrog Spas Honda team using Ride Engineering. And uh, they've uh, got a lot of cool products from their their, their clamps to their uh, uh, oversized discs, to oversized brakes. Uh, this week, the Ride-Engineering.com product of the week is another little product like that brake clevis that deserves a mention. The valve uh, cap and rim lock spacer kits from Ride Engineering. Five colors available. Blue, orange, red, black, and green. Each kit is very lightweight. has a super clean look and adds a little extra color and detail to your wheels. Just 28 bucks a set. Pulp, M- Pulp Fan 20 is the code to save. Fits all 18, 19, and 21-inch rear wheels. So you want to add some bling to your bike. Ride-Engineering.com. Use the code PULPFAN20 to save with Ride-Engineering.com. Official clamps of Filthy Phil Nicoletti. And, I mean, that's all you should need to know. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, we've got the Motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment as well coming up. Uh, but we had to get this gentleman on the line with Kellen Brower here in studio and myself. Our baseball teams are looking forward to a uh, terrific season coming up here. That's not all, though. With Adam C. Cirillo going 0 for 6 in the win category to start the season, we had to take the temperature of his biggest supporter out there, Chris Betts. What's up, Betts? What's up, man? How are you? We're good, man. Thanks for thanks for uh, calling in. Yeah, my uh, Hannah's pretty pissed that you said it's past the bedtime, but oh. uh, we're <laughs> okay, we're out, we're out here Just thriving. Tell her to look look at some horses on YouTube, and it'll all be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because if she starts looking at horses on YouTube, she's going to find like an investment horse that's going to make us some money that I don't have the coin to buy right now. Oh, okay, so. all right, okay. We'll keep all her right. off YouTube. Listen, I went. I saw a James Bond movie once where this guy was jabbing horses with a needle. And they were like super, super fast horses, and then he was winning all these races. So why don't you guys just do that? I mean, she kind of does, just without the whole like cheating part, like pretty <laughs> intricate training and everything. Like she makes me look like an absolute clown oh, cardio really? wise. Like yep. yeah, she just gets after it all day, and then I'm kind of just sitting at home watching the race when she gets back, like an absolute <laughs> sack of potatoes. Um. So how's the how's the panic level right now? No panic. No panic at all. Zero. Negative. Oh, okay. So Adam Cincirillo, the fastest guy, the number one, the guy who went eight for nine to start the year last year in fast qualifiers, the guy who led Anaheim until the very end, the guy who was flying, uh, has led a grand total of, uh, let's see here, uh, let me look here, uh, 10 laps. Okay. And you have, and has, has, has gotten one podium, and you're not worried. Well, if you were the illustrious media person you claim to be, you would know that he's riding on half a hip, 
and an elbow that got operated on that would take a baseball player six months to come I back. I told you. I told you he would say that. This is what, this is what Kellen said he'd say. You're so predictable. Kellen's, Kellen's educated. He's a smart man. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Yeah, no, he's got a little bit of a leg issue going on right now. Uh, put it, right? Put it this way. When he got, yeah, when he got that, uh, when he had that elbow surgery and he called me from Colorado and he kind of like explained what it was, I just like took a second and clarified. I was like, so you got the nerve kind of like worked on and, and something was blocking the nerve or frustrating yeah. or upsetting it, whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, Oh wow. So like, when are you going to ride? And he was like, Oh, like three or four days, like probably, probably a couple days after Christmas. And I was like, wait, what? Like you're, you're going to do what? And he clarified and said, yeah, like, no, I'll be totally fine. Ready to go. And all I can think about is, like, the five or six guys I know who have had that surgery that are just kind of laid up for at least four months before they touch a baseball. So Stop it. That's not true. They're not laid up for four months for for that kind of surgery. Yeah, you, you can't do anything after those, like, ulnar nerve or right. ulnar collateral ligament surgeries, especially, like, basically anything overhead. But let alone – like, I went, I went and rode jet skis probably six months after my Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. And I thought I just destroyed every single cent of work that Dr. Andrews did in my elbow when I went jet skiing. That was six months later. So I don't I don't know what program these moto guys are on, but it's different than what I'm on. Okay, so just everything's fine. Everything's great. I mean (laughs) popping he's popping fifth places with half his body working. (laughs) We're we're cool with that. Wow. I might have sent I might have sent, sent uh Freeze uh, edible arrangements for taking us from seventh to fifth. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> super super cool of him. Um he's definitely on the I think he's on the train with me, so um but yeah, no, we're good. No panic, no panic. Wow. All right. How's he's Marty a believer. Doing? What? How's Marty doing? That's what he said. Well Marty, it's been rough for Marty. Been yeah. really rough. We were holding it together. This past race, and then we had a clutch problem on the last lap. So, oh, not the not the front wheel though. No, we didn't we didn't lose the front end this this race. It was the first time. Yeah, <laughs> that's a start. Uh, but no, it's been uh, you know, yeah. Steve's about to turn all of his attention to a different kind of Mart. All right, he doesn't care about Marty Party. Anymore. Oh yeah, it's all it about, about troll that train. Time of year. The it's fucking all, troll yeah. train is about. There's a storm coming to Orlando too, <laughs> and it it's, is um, and it's a fucking storm, and it's called troll train. Is he is he uncomfortable with the level of support that you bring? No, I feel like, no, he I feel likes like it. He's, I feel like he he's probably pretty content with some of his good results, and you're just over there saying like, nah, like he's gonna win it all. Like you're putting you're setting these goals for him that right. I don't I don't know if the troll train has like. Uh, just you just worry about your guy and his inability right, to, I'll to, stay, to I'll replicate. Stay with my guy. Uh, so what I was gonna ask you was, Adam season. You know, for all the reasons we just we just talked about, hasn't been going great. Are you taking any joy, bets, any joy at all, that all things considered, he is only nine back of Eli Tomac? Oh, I mean, yeah, and we still have what? How many races did we have already? We got eleven. Uh, we got six, six down, eleven to go. Yeah, I mean, we could at this rate, we could end ninety above him, maybe sixty. So you know, yeah, we, so, we could. I think we could wrap this up in the next three or four races. So Dylan, so Dylan's pain, Dylan's pain is still still like top of, top of mind for you. It's it's not like outdoors, like in outdoors when he was still chirping me on Twitter and we were just kind of waxing the floor with everyone else, yep. including Eli. 
that felt really good. But now that Dylan's kind of toned it back, like I'm not, I'm not going to shoot first by any means, unless. Uh, <laughs> uh, nope. I mean, I did take, I took a couple good shots at him in outdoors. Uh, right. Freezing cold takes. Brought mainstream media into it. <laughs> like. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I still hate Dylan. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> still hates him. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I mean, Adam, you know, yeah, it's it's not been going great for reasons we talked about. He he's, uh, I think he's a little frustrated, but there's reasons why what's going on, right? So that's what's that's what's wild about him is he's out there pissed off at how he's doing, and he's also aware of what circumstances he has, and he's just not content at all, which is where him and I differ. Where, you know, if I have a if my obliques bugging me and I'm I'm nursing it and hitting 250, I'm coming home like I'm fucking Babe Ruth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we have different aspirations in that point. Right, right. So, um, all right, okay. Well, I just so in in the the question I was asking everybody was who should be more worried, Adam Cincerillo or Zach Osborne? You're gonna Zach go with Osborne. Zach, Zach Osborne. Okay, all right, got it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what they're worried about. Uh, but it's whatever it is. Like, I Zach's nice too, like right. super cool dude. Yep. Um, but not my guy. Okay, uh, so we also discussed you earlier in the show. We've had a lot of lapper issues with Dean Wilson and with Vince Freeze. And there's a certain man on this phone call who, you know, suggested reasons, ways to. Uh, oh my God! It's, right. If there's if there's ever been a time, is there? I know we don't have a union, but is there any equivalent of the winter meetings in Moto? No, there's nothing. No, no. So there's nowhere where everyone gets together and talks about these issues that occur during the season naturally, and then they just set a Fuck date to ass. kind of resolve them all. Uh, no, so nothing that doesn't exist. Nothing at all where you could come in into a room with a presentation either. You know, nothing like. Do you that. think how many how many Moto fans do you think would be upset to hear about like how productive most winter meetings are with like resolving these issues? Yeah, exactly. Right? They'd be they'd be angry. They'd be angry. So anyway, like I. If there was a winter meetings, I would just go set up my booth. With uh-huh. a, I would take Kellen's prototype with me, yep. um, and I would, you know, just some demonstrations, some different options. But like, we need something. You can't. I'm cool. The Vince Freeze one, he's all right. Like that was fine. Just a racing incident, no big deal. Yeah. Um, but the Dean Wilson, yeah, we got to, yeah, we got to do something. Like just, it's just like it's just that's get, what we need. That's it. Exactly. That's what it. We need. Just have have and it going, then, right? Like I said, the very, very first time, I'll still stand by it. Like, if they don't adhere to it, it's just a crippling fine. Like, make it hurt. Right. right. Crippling it, fine. Crippling. Yeah. yeah, crippling. <laughs> like, A-Ray isn't going to use the horn. A-Ray wouldn't have a horn, you know? Like, Oh, we only he, we only give the horn. We only <laughs> get a little ding like that. We only get the horn out to, you know, those, those a few, to a few. Well, yeah, like, it's kind of supply and demand. Right, right, like, right. right. Does, the, does the three-digit guy, like, need the horn? No, probably, probably not. not. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, something's got to be done. And <laughs> and I think I think we're on the right path. But yeah. every time it happens, um, like my mentions are just an absolute dumpster fire. Oh, it's yeah. Absolute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your baseball PM. your baseball buddies must just be like, what the fuck is going on with your, <laughs> with your- I I posted a video of me throwing. You, you saw it. You commented on it. Yeah, and on Instagram. Yeah. This, not like not like emotional, but it was. It's a big deal for me. My arm doesn't hurt anymore, and super hype. And lo and behold, there's 30 comments in there that are just all moto people. Like A Ray's hyping me up in there. I got like 
And then I got people talking to me about how you can steal a base on me. And those are the things where I sit <laughs> right. back and I look at it and I'm like, what have I created? Yeah, like, no, I don't yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make the big leagues and I'm going to be getting like oh. AC hype in my comments. Yes. hundred percent. People are going to, you're going to hit a home run in the big leagues and no one's going to care. They're just going to say, no. Hey man, AC got second tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like a bunch of people on Twitter were saying like, there are a couple people on Twitter and a couple people in my DMS already tonight saying like, how plastered are you going to be for the show? And I, I don't respond because I don't want to kind of make it, make it obvious that I do drink that much when I come on here. But <laughs> at the end, it's like, guys, like I got to leave in like three weeks for my job. Yeah. You know, yeah like, no, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in quote unquote boot camp and they're like, but it's just baseball. I mean, there's like, loads yeah, of, like, there's loads of hall of famers from the eighties that were loaded and they're fine. Well, yeah. What about that Wade Boggs story? Uh, oh my goodness. You guys ever hear that plane? Wade Boggs story? Uh-uh. Like, on a plane, apparently he would just crush beers. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I believe every, it. On every single yeah, plane bars, ride. Yeah. No, Kellen, Kellen, like, like 20 plus. Like, you don't under, not like, not like just 12. Like, ungodly amount. I mean, that's what everybody always yeah. says about Babe Ruth, though, is he would just get hammered and then show up with, like, a cigar and hit, like, two or three home runs and then go do it all again. Yeah. No. I, yeah. The bu- I have this, I have this theory about my home road splits last year. Um, if you look at my home road splits, my road splits were like atrocious. Like at home, I was I was pretty legit, like 250 with 13 or something. And on the road, I hit like 190 or 200 with like single digit home runs. Mm-hmm. And I I simply think it's because on the road, I would go back, I would get my white claws, and I would crawl in the bed in the hotel, and I would order DoorDash of some dog shit food, and I I wouldn't get plastered, but I would just sit there and I would just drink and I would eat and I would go to sleep and I would get on the bus and I'd go to the stadium the next day, and then at home I'm coming home and Hannah has like right. she's running the full program like yeah. she's got grilled chicken <laughs> veggies brown rice eat this eat this eat this I right. get one beer I ask for a second one she says no drink yeah. your water <laughs> and then I I watch my video from the game and I go to bed and I go to the stadium the next day and like. That home program is a lot more efficient than the away program. Yes, I'd say so. Yes, I'd say so. So I think I think 2021 is going to be a big year for us just from doing that simple math. But uh, <laughs> wow, you could be a train. It, you could be a trainer with that kind of attitude. <laughs> you you go go look at my home road splits later tonight, and you tell me that I'm wrong. It's right. it's pretty it's pretty hey, alarming. Okay, okay, <laughs> Did you watch the uh, Vietnam Vic story? I literally I just watched that. I didn't yeah. watch the show. Right. I just I saw the Twitter hype and I rarely go back and like watch or right. or re listen. And I I probably showed it to four people, five people, and they're like the whole time they're like, Okay, but what's the podcast? Like what's the context of the podcast? I'm like, shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just listen to the story. It's not even about the podcast. Like right. just listen to this and I don't think I got uh I don't think I showed it to a single person that wasn't crying by the end of it. Right. No, that's good. Uh, we got a call for you here, Betts, uh, from Nash. Oh, right. Nash. Nash. What's up, Nash? Gentlemen. What's up? Gentlemen. What's up? It's awesome. Uh, great show. Colin's awesome. Nice videos, commentary. But Betts, nice job, Colin. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Big fan. I love the fact of your passion. It reminds me very much to mine with Factory Phil, but yep. we won't get into that. Right. <laughs> and the beautiful part about it is, I just am curious, has a legitimate Moto fan tried to debate you and tried to tell you that AC isn't all that you think he is? Has anyone ever be, stepped up to the plate, pardon the pun, and attempted to debate you for your passion for your fan? 
I I have outside of Dylan, I have not gotten one serious like challenger to <laughs> mm-hmm. the, every every interaction that I have on my social media like mm-hmm. is 100% AC train and it actually blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Even when well, he wears a cow watch. print jersey, oh, even then? I didn't God. I didn't see the cow print. I just saw a beautifully done tasteful <laughs> Jesus. set. Listen, you, Steve, you got to be a player's player. You got to you got to you got to go for it. And and Bets knows that. Oh, no, he does. Bets goes for it. Yes. <laughs> Kenny Day, Kenny <laughs> Day was at my house earlier tonight. Like I'm I'm full circle. We're a whole team. Why was Kenny mm-hmm. Day at your house? He lives he was over there. Up something mm. he has to take to Florida. Oh, but he okay. lives he lives really close over oh, okay. there. Yeah, he, he lives mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, yes, Nash. I think team team AC. Every everyone in my DMs, everyone who hits me up, no one really, no one really comes after me. I think they they know that I'd I'd be willing to throw down over it. Well, you got the stats, you got the knowledge, and most importantly, you believe in your athlete and your program. I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. I think you should become a trainer. You know, we know the major league situation is going to work. We know that. But I love that. You know, maybe you can get a little side action going. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Don't crush White Claws and order DoorDash on the road, Adam. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will that's, say that's uh, driving driving back from WW. Nick Nick and I had some pretty in depth talks about training. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, Nick kind of blew my mind with some very basic things. I don't know if I could say like, "Hey, Adam, put this tire on when you practice. It's going to help your your lean angle." Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I would bring good morale. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> yes, Listen, you would. You're you are the permanent hype man, and and AC thrives off that type of energy. We've seen that. We know that that you're there in spirit when he's riding, whether you're doing your thing and he's doing his. And uh, you know, as a fan of AC myself, I, you know, I'm a fan. I am a fan. You know, he's no factor Phil, but you know, right. he's somebody. Um, so I love what it. about the hashtag bets? Next level bets thinking. We got that trending Dude, too. We're gonna get that going. My my mom <laughs> my mom texted me, and her and my dad were driving back from Palm Springs. And she said, like, your dad and I have no idea what this is, but we're absolutely cracking up reading these replies. Like, what have you done? <laughs> That's great. That's great. But, yeah, no, I like it, it a lot. Yeah. It's uh, definitely next level. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that all fans of the Pulp Nation understand that your superior knowledge for AC and your passion, they're welcome to debate you anytime, just like, you know, the one gentleman did who thought he knew, and then he got yeah, smoked. Yeah, he got smoked. And yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, hey, uh, that happens. And, hey, in all seriousness, Chris, Awesome that you bring eyes from the stick and ball world to the the moto world. I mean, it's such a small spectrum, and you've embraced it seriously. All joking aside, thank you for for drawing the attention. And you know, it's really cool that a person of your caliber and and what you're into and, and what you're really gifted at, you can you can cross the genres together and bring people you know, to our sports. You know, it'd be great, you Nash. You know, it'd be great. Well said, Nash. You know, it'd be great if Kristen beats fiance, I believe, who now got picked up by Oakland. Pitches against huh. bets at some point. Hey, it, it happened. And How we, about this? What? It, we, um, I flew my hitting guy out from Florida, and he works for the team, and we were going through some of the videos that, like, of all these different changes I've made throughout my career. And in 2016, after one of my rehabs, there's an at-bat where I'm facing a left-handed pitcher named Irvin, oh. and sure as shit, he just blew the doors off of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wanted to take a video so bad just to like tie the moto baseball you have, yes, family yes. together, but I just couldn't like it. I got my 
it was it, the doors got blown off. Right, he would have right, definitely if he smacked at 420 to dead center. There would have been a video. Yeah, hundred percent. It would have been, been posted multiple times. It would already been in the Bet. camera roll. Right? <laughs> right. Hey, uh, hey, Bets. In closing, you know Steve can throw a heater. There's uh, documented. That's proof. what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Absolutely. Thanks, Nash. I sure. appreciate that. Yep. Thanks right, for the kind words, Nash. Him. I appreciate it. Right, see, see you, Nash. Um, hey, who, uh, who's got worse? So we all know your takes on Moto. We, 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 we put them on Twitter, and we, and we all – so we're in a group text, Kellen and myself and JT and you, Bets. Who's, who's got, like, worse takes on baseball, myself or Kellen? Who's more irritating – to talk the base no, about baseball not, with no, neither of you guys are irritating because it's like refreshing to talk baseball on not a like study it level, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say, like both of your guys' manicness and panic level about your teams when the season <laughs> hasn't even started yet is incredible. <laughs> and then my all-time favorite is. JT dropping in in the middle of you two panicking about the Padres and the Blue Jays, asking why isn't Carlos Correa paid more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be JT dropping in. I've got 90 Griffey Jr. rookies, like, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like what? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, right. Um, no, that group, that group text definitely like you guys catch me on some days where I'm absolutely like miserable in the cage, or I'm getting my shit kicked in, and like pitching machine is beating my ass and it just makes it all better oh good good to hear and, and i'm still waiting for charlie's number <laughs> i you know what i turned over a couple leaves to see if i could get some people close enough to him to like jokingly get it <laughs> i i can't not yet like okay we're close i'm i'm, I'm consciously uh because i have on it. i have some ideas for bullpen moves that you know he needs to listen to well i just I don't know if you know what all goes into it, but uh, but yeah, it's a yeah. He he doesn't. Little, I know he's not calling the shots. I know not not now. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Oh, Steve, oh. good God! But like, it's just just because the guy who came in gave up the grand slam doesn't mean it was the wrong move. Yes, it does. Yes, it <laughs> does. Yes, it does. <laughs> you could you could put Cy Young off. out there, and if he gave up a grand slam, you would be irate. Irate. <laughs> Um, no, I'm with you. I, I get it. Um, I'm glad to see that I'm not the, the, the you know, I'm glad you didn't call me out or being the more irritated. He's, he's uh, waffling. Is he waffling? Bit, I yeah. think. Yeah. How about, no, the, no chance. how about the fact that my team for only the, uh, uh, first for Kellen's team for the first time in 30 years and my team for only the third time in 30 years actually seem to be going for it. Well, Kellen's team like really went for it like yes. six or seven years ago, and it ended in oh, did they? flames. Oh, I don't remember that. They really yeah. Went they for got they like signed, uh, Justin Upton, like, Matt Camp. They got K- Craig K- Kimbrell, um, Will Middlebrook, Hosmer, which was awful. Yeah, Hosmer was a couple years after yeah, that, yeah, I think. Yeah. But yeah, they signed like three hundred million dollars worth of contracts in one offseason or something absurd. Mm. I don't remember that. Okay, well, so I mean, they it, signed three hundred million dollars to Manny Machado in one offseason. Uh, so that blew up in their faces when, it when did, they did. Yeah. 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 But. We got James Shields in free agency that yep. year and, and traded, traded him to the yeah. White Sox right. for that Fernando was, That Tatis, was a great so. trade, yes, yes. That's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're both excited. So look look forward, look for our group text to get very yeah, baseball heavy oh, yeah. coming in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. So, like, this will be the first season where – this will be the first season where I come to my phone with this group text into the clubhouse and, like, for example – after a bat, so Hannah, our apartment in 2019 uh, in Bowling Green was in within walking distance to the stadium. Okay. 
And so she, on the really hot days in Kentucky, uh, would drop me off and then go back home, do whatever she's doing, and then go park in the player's lot and then go to her seat and hang out, and then we would drive home together. But on the really, really, really bad nights, like the 0 for 4s and caught like shit, yep. um, she would stand outside the clubhouse. I would go in. I would take my jersey off. I'd take my pants off, um, throw on some shorts and like a cutoff, go out, flip her my keys, and I'd walk myself home so I wasn't just an absolute piece of shit to her. Um, <laughs> in the car. On the, on, yeah. In the car. Like, so I would yeah. walk my cranky ass back across the field downtown yeah. to our apartment and get home. So I just can't wait for those nights when I have you blowing me up about the Blue Jays while I just went over for a fucking <laughs> strike. And, and I'm talking about, like, did you see Vlad? He's lost 40 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, um, the hype train is two ways. I'll have you know, I, uh, I had a game last year, or in 2019, where I hit two homers in a game. And uh, Adam shot me a text, like, day of, like, just checking in how it was going. I FaceTimed him, like, my first multi-homer game in pro ball. And uh, I got in big trouble because, like, the first person I called to celebrate was fucking FaceTimed AC in the car <laughs> on the bus on the way home. <laughs> um, so where do we think we're playing next uh, this year? Hopefully double A. I think we'll be in double A. Double A? Um, yeah. And then and where is that? Where's the affiliate for that? Good old Montgomery, Alabama for oh the boy. Montgomery oh, You want to go, Steve? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I would totally the, uh, go. I would heckle bets. It would be amazing. It would be a lot of fun, actually. It would be amazing to heckle them. Just, just... That, would, that would feel so great to fly someone out to just get worn out in the on-deck circle. <laughs> just, I would love it. I'd be like, hey, weren't you, weren't you pretty fat when you were little? <laughs> hey, Tubbo. Like, it's it's so funny. Like, Kellen and, and Weege and there's a, a couple other people. Like, a couple other people are stand up for the riders pretty good like swaps like really calls out fans who shit on the riders uh-huh. um and outside of like going to the nth degree of like break your neck the things that i hear on a daily basis on the road yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just... it's it's like i turn around i'm like how do you know that my mom had me at 18 yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> how do you know this <laughs> Like, it's did you great. go on LinkedIn or something? Like, <laughs> right, what right. the fuck are you doing? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's going to be us, Kellen and I. Oh, it'll be fabulous. Yeah, that's great. Heckling you in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> where's, I would, the, I would lo- where's the closest yeah. road city, like, to, to – where's the northern – like, closest road city you would go to? To Vegas. To what? Or, to, to Cali. Oh. Like, how far um, how far west would you go? Isn't there the Vegas Aces or something? Is that double A? Yeah, but they're they're in a uh, – the Reno yeah. Aces are in a separate AAA league. So, like, pretty much, like, no, we're the, not the going Vegas on the west. The Vegas team is AAA. AAA. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah we're not going on the, on the west side of the United States. Like, But let's just get to the big leagues and meet up at Angel Stadium. There yeah, you go. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Hey, when you get to the bigs, though, if if the first game you start in the bigs, if AC doesn't throw out the first pitch of that game, then they did everything wrong, and we got to go he, back. And start I over. swear to God, that motherfucker better be there. But if he throws out the first pitch at my big league debut, and he takes my spotlight, the one time I have it over him, <laughs> I quit. What if he baba buoys it? <laughs> and you just, it just in the dirt and you yeah. take it in the nuts or something yeah. instead? <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. We, when we were on vacation in Cabo, I like. I packed the football naturally, like being an American male going on a beach vacation. Right. And I pulled it out on the first day down at the cabana, and I threw it to him, and he, like, underhanded it back to me. He's like, dog, my shoulders. I can't throw anything over it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a rough look. That's a rough look. 
So I'm just standing there with this football on the beach with him. Like, so like, do you want to just go sit by the pool then? Like, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. His shoulders are not good. Um, no. Well, um, thanks for coming on the night, man. Appreciate it. Want Absolutely. To check yeah, in. Thanks for having me. Yep. It's, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's let's hope uh, Adam gets up there and wins. You know, the next eleven races, and we can come on every week. <laughs> I'm surprised that you have no panic level. I thought you'd be panicking. I, <laughs> no, I don't know what I was. No, thinking. I know what I know what we're working with. That guy is fucking grinding it out right now. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, Betts. Thanks for coming on. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later. See you, man. See you, Betts. All right. That's Chris Betts, everybody. Friend of the show. Yeah. Just a terrific human being. He is. Uh, motorsport.com. Tweet at Talent Segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance. Uh, great custom customer service. Also, I had to make a return through these guys for my Project 500, and it couldn't have been any easier. Thanks to those guys. Motorsport.com uh, official sponsors of Ryan Villapoto and Filthy Phil Nicoletti as well. A uh, big part of our Pulpamex fantasy also with gift cards. So really thank those guys for stepping up. Go through the banner on Pulpamex.com or Pulpamexshow.com if you're going to make a purchase at, at uh, Motorsport, and it helps us out. It helps me afford to bring guys like Kellen Brower all the way up from San Diego here. So uh, thanks to uh, it, Motorsport.com. Let's go. These questions are submitted at Show on Twitter. Uh, Talent, take all the ones for freezing lappers and throw them out. Throw them out. <laughs> I'm right. Right? We're done. Well, that means he's going to have, like, three to read then. Okay. <laughs> All right. First one from Smorsky281. Webb and Carlos are playing some serious mental games with KR94. Who's making these calls to do this, and has anyone ever gamed like this before? I mean, putting the pit board out in front of Kenny, that's a serious mental game? No, I don't I don't believe that. I, that would be Carlos doing it. I, I've done it. I've, I've done it a bunch with, with, with riders that couldn't get by a guy, and I'll put out the pit board, like park him or, you know, whatever, right, and I'll just, like, give him the impression that my guy is right on him, you know? And one time I put park him to Ryan Clark, and he pulled away from my guy and told me after the race, thanks for pissing me off. Like, I was so pissed off when I saw your board, I pulled away from my, your rider. So it totally backfired on me, which it could totally backfire on, on Carlos. So I, I would not call it a serious mental game, though. No, I mean, so. I think the – Cooper yelling on the lines, like, let's go, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, that is more, I think, of a mental game. Like, the other thing, like, uh, they wrote red plate on the pit board and put it next to Kenny on the gate and stuff like that. That's just going to piss Kenny off. Like, he doesn't yeah, care about that. He's just going to ride harder and more aggressive because he's like, well, I'm not going to let you do that to me. Yeah, it's stupid. So, uh, I'm not a big fan of all that stuff, but whatever. Yeah. So, next one from Mac McGuire. Right now, March Banks is someone, somewhat of an afterthought. But with four of the races at NASCAR tracks and the fact that he won Daytona in dominating fashion last year, what are his chances? West is deep, but they don't have phenoms like AF or Jet. It's just solid guys. Club bike is good. I mean, well, personally speaking, I think that the the four like outdoor NASCAR type tracks fit Jmart better. I mean, Jmart's always been very good at Daytona. He's an outdoor guy. I mean, I know. I think March Banks is going to do well and surprise a lot of people and, and, and kind of fly under the radar the way he has. Not many people will talk about him and then will do well. But I, I think you, you probably put maybe three or four guys above. If we're doing power rankings, you put three or four guys above him. Yeah, I, I don't. There's a lot of. We get March Banks questions. It's like, he's good. He won a race. Great job. But yeah, I mean, Cooper, 
Jmart. Um, I'm sure there's a guys. Uh, about uh, um, McAdoo, Jordan Smith. McAdoo, Jordan Smith. Yeah, um, Jordan's got to stay healthy. God, he's got to stay healthy. Pierce Brown. Uh, those right. guys won't beat him, but right. yeah, I mean, there's guys. Right. All right, this one's from our Troll guy train. at Race Tech. Troll Checkers. Train. This one's from Checkers for first one for Kellen. Where should Marvin be on the power rankings? Oh boy. Well, right now I have him sixth. Um, I, I coming into the season I'm fourth. I think he's ridden worse than I thought he would, but I still don't think he's worse than sixth in my opinion. All right, and the second one from Checkers: Who will benefit the most from a normal week at home testing and training? I don't know. I don't have anybody comes to mind. Yeah, I don't. Maybe know. like Freeze. You know, he uh, he can just absolutely to kind of reset a little bit. You know, so I think the Baker guys are gonna just close be close to home and similar soil and stuff like that. I think you'll see Webb and and those guys do a little better this weekend. I mean, Webb did are great already, yeah. but I think that yeah. you know they're gonna find another step. All right. Uh, from Dean's Dean. Steve, after seeing the Nobody Labs Dean Wilson sign a fan made, what are your top fan signs you have seen at the races? Uh, where's Pookie? I saw that one in Motocross the Nations. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Um, we just ruining the sport. We just ruining the sport. That was really good. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so those two come to mind, yeah. This one's from the Voice of the Drunken People. Kellen, now that we're moving away from the tired old uh, cable TV format, Will they finally start to change the program format? More track grooming, less strict schedule, et cetera? I mean, ideally that would be great, but no, I don't think I don't think we're going away from a, a TV program format for a while. Like Feld is all gung ho about these TV numbers. Apparently they just had uh the greatest single day live or, or not live numbers that they've ever had since like two thousand four. They had eight hundred and seventy seven thousand people watch NBC on Sunday to watch Indy One, which would have been tape delayed on a Sunday morning, but it, those are uh, real numbers. I went and looked, and uh, they're all about those TV numbers. I don't think they give a crap about the the streaming service right now. They just want TV numbers. I wonder what the lead-in was for that, because that's all that matters, right? I mean, There's I no thought it was in. like 10 a.m. or something, so maybe like Good Morning America, but on a Sunday, on a no, Sunday I don't, no, I don't that, think so. There's no way they're getting 800,000 like organically. They're just uh, not. I don't think I, so I, The either. numbers could be correct, but there's something going on for them to get 800. I agree. Yes. From Murphy 500, he wants you guys to, to debate this. 450 class, do you think Roxton can carry on this momentum to the to win the championship because he has shown a pretty dominating last three rounds? Or do you think Eli or Webb can flip the switch and come back? Dude, I think Roxton's got this. I really do. How's he going to make a big mistake? He doesn't do that normally. He's in shape. He His bike looks phenomenal. I think he's got this, man. I really do. I would love to see that, but just past history shows a different story that Roxon does just off just a little yeah. bit in the second half. And, like, you go back to, like, 2015, for example, and I know he smashed his face at Oakland, but then he had the huge one at Atlanta where he, like, jumped yep. off the track and plowed into a yep. wall and stuff like that. Like, I think maybe because in those scenarios he went from leading the championship to chasing, and yeah. before we even got to the halfway point he was already chasing – Maybe leading it halfway, it's a different story. But, yep. I mean, we saw even last year he was only three points down going into Salt Lake City, and it went just downhill yep. real well, quick. I mean, so. when, when all those preview shows, when I'm talking about Kenny, I'm I'm not banking on that, but that's what came to mind is, right. is his, his inability to string together 17 races. And, and, like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised either way. If Eli clicks off a huge string of wins and just takes over this championship, I wouldn't be surprised. If Kenny just grabs a hold of this and does what he's done in 2014 mm -hmm. at 16 outdoors, yep. 
I wouldn't be surprised either. Yep. All right, next one from Softball Dad. KTM and the Air Shock. Did Webb have it last year in Salt Lake? If not, why did they break it out this year? Yeah, it's something KTM's – I you know, that other one didn't really work. Had a couple of DNFs on the line. Guys didn't really like it. They've obviously went took back took back to Austria and did some R&D on it, and they're pushing it, man. That's why I think I think it's coming production. That's why. I think it's going to be production on the on the bike uh, next year. So that's why they want to do it. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. From Big G194, with Brady winning a Super Bowl at 43, what is the chanceability of Christian Craig winning 450 Rookie of the Year at 43? Ooh, too soon. Brutal. Too soon. Has there has there been someone older than Chad to have made a main, or did he become the oldest guy to make a main at thirty eight or whatever he was? Mm, just to make the main? Um jeez, I don't know. Yeah, that might have been it might have been Chad, right? Seems about right. Probably. I mean there were some guys in the I'm sure in the very early yeah, days, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when Do we, you know? <laughs> we weren't even we weren't even keeping track, you know what I mean? Uh, or or you know, like yeah, like Mike Bell who just passed away. I remember he made a main no, it wasn't Mike Bell. I, I don't know. Somebody came back for like a one-ride deal, made the main. Because, like, I know, know Dowdy at, what, 40-something. 42? 42. Podium to yeah, Southwick. Yeah. But that's, I mean, Supercross, Motocross, yep. a little different, I think. Uh, motorsport.com, tweet a talent segment. Again, motorsport.com. Go there. Next one from Jesse318. What's the lowest level team to have the Dartfish video capability? Does Moto Concepts have it? Hep? How no. much would it help A-Ray and Chiz, et cetera? No, those guys don't have it. There's another program, though, that's a lot cheaper. I don't know what it is. It's not quite as good as Dartfish, I've heard, but it's it's okay, too. I don't know who makes it. But there was a few companies that copied that software, and uh, so I don't know who has it, though. From Z Richardson 864 if the class was as deep as it was at H1, how far forward does Colt Nichols get in the main event on Saturday? Fifth. Oh, uh, we're, we're talking. Oh, uh, yeah. Um seventh okay fuck you you're wrong <laughs> uh from z richardson 864 kellen why is it so hard to replicate mx versus atv reflex physics um well i mean you can't copy the code because the game is like hard coded the way it is and you just can't like rip files and stuff like that so to recreate that i i kind of mentioned this in a video that i did not too long ago where it's like Every staff meeting, every direction that that game went from the beginning of development until the very final product, it's so hard to replicate every little detail that they would have changed or made or done something different to get that finished product. So Why can't you copy it? Uh, well, the code is like hard coded into the game. You can't just like I, I'm sure there's smash ways the to like, cartridge open. I'm sure there's in ways there. to like go in and rip some files out, but I don't think you can rip and then manipulate all that code and then port it into next generation consoles and stuff like uh, that. Okay. Like yeah, so. Yeah. I think straight up copying it is is out of the question. You can't just take a hammer and break the cartridge and it's right there. Uh, you can, you and can do that, but ones and zeros right are going to fall out. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of unreadable code that is within a game file. If you open them and like try to look at different things, like it's very non-human readable code, which doesn't make any sense probably to right. you. But anyway, like to redo it and just from the beginning to the very end to do that entire production line and go through all those staff meetings and make all the different directional calls that they would have done to get that product in the right. first place, you're going to get 10 different products every time you try that. So I got PS5 uh -huh. with my help of Travis Marks here. Uh, I got PS5 for, for Christmas. And so the new Supercross game is coming out when? It's like March 4th, uh, 3rd or 4th. But that game is not a PS5 game. It's, it's, yeah, it, it works on PS5, but it's not taking advantage of the PS5 capability. 
No. Or will it be? No, no I mean, no. like, uh, it's probably going to play a little bit better. Yeah. But it was built on Unreal right. 4. So when do we which... see five stuff? Like next year? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think it depends uh, what happens in Italy. This year they were really, um, you know, just kind of hitched by the whole COVID thing. Right. Like they couldn't go in the office. They couldn't work together. A lot of them just were stuck at home for a long time. And you can still develop and work on some things from a home office, but... You know, yeah. there's a reason that they're all in an office collaboratively working on stuff to make improvements right. for stuff. So you, everything goes a little bit slower, and maybe that's caused some of the things that they were going to do for this next game into the next-gen consoles to be pushed back even a little bit further. I don't know for sure, but I could see that happening. Do we like the Supercross game? I think it's it's okay. Um, you know, I, I think that there's going to be some positives and some negatives, and you're going to have some people that think it's really, really good, and some right. people that think it's the worst game ever. I mean, you're just, it's the nature of the community. Right. All right. All right. Two more. This one's from the voice of the drunken people. Steve, everyone knows you get blowback for what you say on here, but what about what you guys say on the fantasy pods? Those are way more ruthless. I don't think they're ruthless on my end of things, but Dan and Paul. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't. I think I'm pretty. You know, I'll say it on here or say it there. But has there ever been a situation yet where I feel like Paul is the one that's like he's never going to get product from me again? Have, yeah. Ha, have you ever seen him give product to one of the guys that he said that about and go? Hey, you said you no, said you wouldn't do that. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, but but yeah, uh, those guys live so much week to week. Like they don't, like they don't even think about a guy's past performance. You know what I mean? Like, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. You're just like. <laughs> You're like, he had a bad weekend, you know? Like, you know, it sucks. But, yeah. you know, this guy's generally a pretty good guy, you know? Right. And they're just like, nah, garbage. It's like they go up and down a lot. That's how. That's what fantasy does yeah. to you. Yeah, no, it does. Even industry people. That's, blame him. <laughs> yep. I, I get mad, too. <laughs> and I can't win anything. It's stupid. <laughs> Stupid-ass game. Stupid. <laughs> well, you got your you got your uh, Raptor, bro. You drive a Ford Raptor. So just, just think that, about that. Is that because of fantasy? I mean, it's a, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not because of fantasy, but okay. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Where I'm like, ah, oh, it's making us money. Uh, yeah. Like, I you mean, know what uh, I mean? Oh God, it's making us money. Like I hate this fucking game. Are, any, us money. are either of you guys like a little bit surprised how big of a deal it is? Oh, like, I am. Yeah. I never thought it would get this big. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need more percent of the company. We, d we divided, the, <laughs> we divided the company up and I just took a certain percent yeah. of being like, ah, fuck, whatever. But you kind of, I, I assume going into you guys kind of looked at it as like, we're building something that's going to be fun for us, and it's also going to get some people to play it, and we'll probably make a little bit of money off it. Yeah. But it's kind of taken on There's like a life no of its own. no chance you know? in my mind that I saw it being this successful. Zero. Yeah. If you would ask me, you know, how much do you think it, this, I don't even know how many players we have. I just go by like by like the, the dollars bringing in. Mm -hmm. And they would have said, do you think you'll get to this level? I would have said, no way. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. You know, and it has. It's yeah. been great. It's been f fantastic. And uh, so that, that's that been really good. I, I need a bigger percent. Pulp Fantasy making yep. LCQ stressful since 2017. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever it was. Thanks, everyone, for playing. Yeah. I, need a, I need a bigger percent. No, I need, I need no, to don't. do a hostile takeover. No, you do not. If I knew how to do that, I would do it. I don't know how that works. Like in good like, luck, like Wall Street you know, there, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of collusion in here, though, because you got this LCQ challenge where guys are trying to get a lot of money by not making the yes. main. And then we're trying to pick them so they do yeah, make the I main and get mad. I'm just, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's taking no, dives for so, it. I mean, that's it's 30 grand, right? Which is a good chunk of change. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's taking it. I have not seen that. I, I That would be awesome. If we had this, sort it is of, funny you have guys text you about it. Like, where am I? Well, yo, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, absolutely. All right, 
Last one from Dougie249. Why doesn't Feld get rid of both the FIM and AMA? Why do they need one, let alone two, sanctioning bodies when removing them would allow for better organization, communication, consistency in rulings, and potentially save money by just mm. bringing it all in-house? I don't think you want a promoter making calls on Ken Roxon's dirty move and whether he sells tickets that or next weekend. who just randomly makes the main. It's a promoter call. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't <laughs> think you want a promoter making the rules and the judgments, but we what, get rid of the fucking FIM for sure. Yeah. That's a joke. They need... Just one of them, and I would say the AMA would be the better right, choice, right. even though they're, I mean, yeah. but yeah, the FIM. Right. Never change. FIM Never change. Just, right. Uh, all right, that's the motorsport.com. Tweet a talent segment. That's old news, right? All right. Uh, thanks to Vince Freeze, Dan Hubbard, Chris Betts, um, uh, um, Kevin Morantz, and uh, uh, Randy Richardson coming on the show. What's your favorite interview for tonight? From tonight, I Anyone? like Morantz. Yeah, uh, he seemed like he's hype like guy. really fun yeah. and active and energetic. Yeah, he's a hype guy. Um, all right, sounds good. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week from uh, from Orlando in a undisclosed location deep in the heart of Orlando. So, Marks, get ready to uh, do whatever you do for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Kellen Brower. Okay. One last thing that comes to your mind, or one thing comes to your mind when yep. I read the sponsor list. Are you right. ready? Uh, I'm trying. Motorsport.com. Uh, Washington. Fly Racing. JT. Decal Works. Graphics. Vortex Racing. Sprockets. Race Tech. Chris Riesenberg. Vertex Pistons. Power. X Brand Goggles. Choice of Champions Everywhere. Oh, I like that. Michelin Star Cross Five. Randy Richardson. Firepower Batteries and Chains. Um, fifty-two uh, tooth sprocket or no? Uh, what is it? Jody's one tooth up on the sprocket. Yep. Yeah, one, one tooth up on the sprocket. Even though they don't make sprockets. It, well, you said what did Firepower, you say? Firepower, batteries, and chains. Oh, well, I was thinking chains, so I went sprockets. I don't okay. know. Okay, all right, fair enough. Maxima USA. Um, SC one. Scosche. Uh, charging station. Cambio CBD. Uh, hopefully heals my back. Pro filter. Um, intake. FMF. Power. Atlas neck brace. Uh, I wear one. Works connection. Uh, I don't know. You you gave me a shirt. OGO Power Sports. Uh, ninety eight hundred bag. Get data. Europe. Guts Racing. <laughs> uh, Andy Gregg. Uh, Art of Sport. Uh, smells good. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, you're giving my job away. In 10 Cycles. Steve Mathis. WUSA. Uh, John Anderson? Yeah. Ride Engineering. Adrian. Works Chassis Lab. Oh, I know that guy. I don't remember his name. Michael Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. On the Chaparral Haunted Squad. So, um, all right, cool. Uh, Talon, thanks, buddy. Thanks yep, for coming thank in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, are you in in a couple weeks or no? Yeah. Do we, do we yeah. know? I should be in for the next two. Okay. Tits, tits in his schedule. I'll take the, <laughs> I, I'll I take can't the, even keep up I'll with take it. the Google Doc. Yeah, please do that. Yeah. Uh, Marks, thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it always. Kellen, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having uh, thanks me. Thanks for driving up. Good times yeah. as always. Appreciate uh, it. Uh, really, really good stuff. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Pookie and uh, Swizz and Moser and everybody else. All right, Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works. We out. See you next week, everybody. What about my mom giving BJs? There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. 
I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.